Climax.com show. Broadcasting live around the world from the Vegas Strip in a room where the term action could refer only to the classic Supercross playing on the VCR. And now, introducing your hosts, Steve Mathis, the OG K-Dub, Kenny Watson, and the Tweet at Tits legendary Q&A segment brought to you by BTOsports.com. There's no possible way I'll ever do math this stuff. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome to the show, the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and thank you for tuning in on this Monday night. Daytona show, uh, Supercross has come and gone, and we've got a great show here tonight. Uh, presented by BTOsports.com, X-Brand Goggles, FMF Racing, Fly Racing, Works Connection, AGV Helmets, Vivint Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Free Gun Underwear, Rockford Fosgates on board, rocking us, rocking our Fosgates. And uh, I'm your host, Steve Mathis, and thanks for tuning in. Uh, my co-host, Kenny Watson, not in this weekend. He is uh, uh, on vacation in Florida right now. So, um, But you know who is here? The producer, the man behind the mic, the man holding the show together, the Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Yeah. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for that Starbucks. You're welcome. Nice. It's my pleasure. Uh, no Kenny. No Kenny tonight, nope. How do you feel about that? It's a little weird. I think a little, it's a little, little different vibe in here. I can sense you're, there's going to be a lot less frustration going on tonight. I think it's going to be a different show. Yeah. I think it's going to be a conflict-free show. Um, <laughs> and I did yeah. I did text him to see if he wanted to come on. Uh huh. I got and no he, reply. Okay. Um, so is either that or he said no. One of no, the two. I got no reply. Okay. So uh, I think uh, you know he's been angry in the last few weeks. There's no denying he's been angry. He's got some things going on in his personal life uh-huh. that maybe are bring, make, making him angry. And so. He's down in Florida, vacationing, hopefully uh-huh. working out the stress. Uh-huh. It's going to be a different show. We're going to miss him Yep. and the uniqueness that he brings. Absolutely. And when he gives the guests tr- crap and stuff like that. Right. All R- good things. R.I.P. Kenny Wong. <laughs> R.I.P. for oh. this show. <laughs> Maybe not. But, <laughs> hey, great show tonight, though, uh, even without Kenny. Somehow I managed to get guests. I know he says nobody wants to do the show. But yet somehow I've gotten uh, James Stewart, Jeff Stanton, Ricky Renner is going to come on and talk about his 125 two-stroke. Mike Williamson, RV's mechanic, he's coming on. Uh, Jason Wygant, also Racer X Jason Wygant, who's down at the was down at Daytona Supercross, and then also he uh, announced the RC Amateur Supercross uh, yesterday and today. So his voice is probably going to be shot. Nice. Uh, right off the bat, um, we're going to go to an email right off the bat. Uh, Doug sent this in. Hey, Steve. I've emailed you in the past. I'm a recent convert and now a diehard listener. I'm also a longtime Howard Stern fan, and I want to tell you my thoughts on the pilot. Please don't take it the wrong way. I can compare it to Howard Stern's show. Stern was always great, but elevated the show to a whole new level when he went to Sirius. Uh, he has freedoms that he never had, the fosters, which fosters greater creativity. I wish you nothing but success and fortune. But I don't think a Pulp Mech show with the restrictions that, you were pre- that were present during the pilot taping are a benefit. Tits is tits, not Pete. The show loses its natural flow. Uh, when w- the show loses its natural flow and the interaction between you guys suffer, you cannot censor Kenny and get Kenny. You get Kenny Light, which sucks. Like I said, I wish you nothing but success, but I think Pulp Mex's success lies in continuing to grow as the best motocross show podcast there is. Grow listenership, sponsorship, and continue with the best guest list anywhere. Keep up the great work. I really appreciate yours and everyone's work on the show. One side note, take it easy on the listeners with repeat questions. I, I've only been listening for about eight to ten shows, 
and I know you guys have touched on every topic, but there are bound to be repeat questions. I would like to ask more, but I don't want to be chastised by you because I did not listen years ago. Uh, thank you, Doug. Um, always nice to see when somebody takes the time to type out a well-spoken email. Yeah, it was long. Yeah. Uh, and about the pilot. Mm -hmm. uh, I got good news and bad news. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. What do you want first? Uh, let's start with the bad news. You're fired. Is that bad news? <laughs> good news is we were picked up by ESPN. We're replacing Mike, <laughs> Mike and Mike in the morning, and I've ordered my Lambo. Uh -huh. no, Congratulations. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Thanks for the email, Doug. Uh, no news on the pilot right now. Uh, I talked to Lucas Oil guys. They're working on it, and they're making it all nice for a presentation before their bosses. And we'll go from there and see what happens. But uh, no news on the pilot, so I've been getting tweets and emails about that. Uh, here's another email. Uh, Bacardi Artie sent this in. That's his, his name, name is Bacardi Artie. That's what he says. <laughs> okay. I lost a lot of respect for Watson. He was harassing J-Bone like a little yippy dog, which quite frankly hurt the quality of the show. I almost wanted to turn it off. Totally uncalled for. I hope J-Bone slaps the ugly off Kenny's fat face. <laughs> uh, I agree. It was a little – he was too harsh on J-Bone. And I actually told J-Bone, hey, sorry for that. I don't really know what happened. He, he, he was – he went a little bit above and beyond. They're buddies, and I'm sure they're fine, but I thought he went a little too far. So, uh, hey, don't forget, you can get this show on iTunes. You can get it on the archives later tonight right after we're done. Get it on Stitcher, too, if you have your smartphone, so you can listen to it that way. Um, and deal with it there. Uh, again, thanks to our sponsors, and please support them. BTOsports.com, big sponsor of Ricky Renner's Two Stroke. Oh. But you didn't know that. I did not know yeah, that. You, yeah, now you do. Now I do. Yep. Um, all right. Let's go to our guest. JT. What's happening? Are you even a guest anymore? Uh, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't put you in the PRs because I'm just like, you know. Yeah, you, I see that every time. Don't I worry. can if you'd like, but I, I just – it hurts his feelings that you don't put him in there, like you don't care enough about him. I just feel like he's just part of the show. He's a, he's a show, mm -hmm. and if you don't like is it, is he getting paid for it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Paid, <laughs> pay, paid in exposure. Okay. Paid in exposure. You want to check the mailing address on that? You know, uh, you know how they have uh, they have meters that advert that tell you how much your product is getting in exposure and uh -huh. how much dollars it's worth. Uh -huh. Well, that's what JT is. So, uh, JT. Yep. What happened? Uh, I'm, I'm just happy I didn't drown more than anything. <laughs> Daytona, mutter. Uh, first off, what was worse, 08 or, or this year? Uh, 08 by far. 08 by far. It's, not, it's okay. not even close. Oh, not even close. No, no, not even close. I mean, it was, it was muddy. Um, like, the biggest problem was just there was, like, there was one section of rollers that was all water. Yeah. And you would just get splashed real bad and you couldn't see. Yeah. And uh, other than that, that section, and, like your brakes, your brakes went. My brakes yeah. went away, like right away. Those are the real, those are the worst parts. Really. Hey, if you took that section away, it wasn't that bad, was it? Well, I mean, relatively, it was yeah. bad. Right. I mean, don't right. get me wrong, it was bad, but uh, you know, oh eight was like off the scale bad. Yeah. Right. I've never ridden anything other than uh, Sevilla and oh four, oh three. Yeah, the Spain one. Uh, yeah, those are the only two that I've ever considered on the same level. Um, so how was your race? This looked like, I mean, I never saw you on TV, so you never got the starts and no, I got a good jump on my heat, but I got splashed, like going into the first turn Yeah, and, uh, was just like, I had to let off and was just grabbing at my goggles, like just trying to see where I was going and lost right. a bunch of spots. And then yeah. I crashed, I think three or four times. So it's just kind of a mess. I mean, you know, once, once you get in the back and you can't see it, it's just, a, it's just melee, you know, right, like right. the whole race is different. If, if you can get it one good lap in. Anywhere near the front, top 
five or eight, yeah. your whole race goes differently. Yeah, so. you, you make it in by just riding around from there, just making sure you stay up. Yeah, you can you can see, and, and that's half the battle. And you right. you know your gloves aren't soaked, and you can just ride normal. You don't even have to go that fast. You know, nobody's like going blazing fast in the middle of the pack. It's just kind of you know do the jumps you can and, <laughs> and circulate. And uh, if you're in the back, you're just screwed from the get go. Um, so. Yeah, no, it uh, it's, it wasn't it wasn't a good weekend for you and a lot of guys. Matt Lemoyne never made the main either. Uh, you know, he was right up there in points. Um, yeah, uh, a couple other guys, uh, PJ Larson maybe somebody somebody decent in. in and then in the 450s, of course, uh, your teammate Jimmy Albertson uh, didn't make it. Josh Hansen didn't make it. Um, and uh, A little bit of controversy around that. Uh, did you see that, JT? I didn't. I, I was in that heat, but I didn't see him go by because I couldn't really see anything, let alone Hansen, <laughs> where he was going. Right, right. Um, I did see Alessi, though. They docked him. He, oh. he cut the track, one of the most blatant things I've ever seen in my life, probably. <laughs> Mike or Jeff? And I, uh, Mike. Mike, uh, I asked Gallagher about it, and they docked him two spots. But he he was going to qualify either way. He was riding really well, but yeah. I just like at the time I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I, I if I could have got to him, I would have hit him as hard as I could. I was so mad, honestly. Why do? Yeah, and I mean Hanny, like Hanny effed himself because he he doesn't rejoin the race with Davy Millsaps, which he could have very easily. Millsaps was off the track too, same spot. Instead, he rode around the corner and joined the race in fourth when they were going the other way down the straightaway. Now, of course, you're going to get busted, and of course, you're going to get black flag, which gives you a shitty gate pick for the LCQ. I mean, he just – I wish Kenny was here. Yeah. I wish Kenny was here. I, I honestly thought like Hanson didn't want to be there. Yeah, I know he was dealing with some stuff with his leg and couldn't really walk very well, and conditions just made that worse. So, yeah, you know, I just felt like he was – his heart wasn't in it. I feel bad. Weekend and I feel bad for the mechanics and the truck drivers and everybody whose heart was in it and spent all yeah, that time. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean – you know, it was a, an expensive weekend and a lot of work weekend for everyone, yeah. especially, you know, not rider-wise. We just um, take our stuff off and we're done. But yeah. those guys are still working on bikes <laughs> and cleaning the truck and just yeah. all week now. I, I was going to ask Watson. I mean, he'd probably explode, but he tweeted after the race, when when will this bad luck end? And I'm like, bad luck? <laughs> bad luck? <laughs> like, what? Uh, I don't know if he could characterize that I know as luck. everything. Yeah. Um, Hey, so what about uh, did you stick around and watch the main, or were you were you angry again? No, I wasn't. I wasn't really mad. I mean, okay, uh, man, I'm really not that good in that condition. I tried as hard as I could to just, uh, you know, but really, once I didn't get to start in the heat, um, you know, the last chance I needed a really good start with the guys in yeah. there, and mm-hmm. I didn't get it. So, hey, let me ask. Just one of those deals. Yeah, let me ask you this. Um, it sounds like, and again, I wasn't there. Um, it sounds like after before the night show, they they leveled that place and made it pretty flat and took out a lot of jumps, or did they? They took out some. They didn't take out as many as uh, you know. I think could have been or in, in past years they did. Okay. They just they really just kind of flattened uh, like one tabletop in between the walls. Uh-huh. They, they took all that dry dirt and filled it in. Yeah. And uh, then they just kind of they took out the loops after the finish line, but. Other than that, the track was the same. I mean, okay. I don't, I don't think they really took out a whole lot. Um, so, are you in favor of what they did, or? Yeah, I, I thought it was very much needed. Okay. Um, because you figure all that dirt underneath that they use is all dry. You know, that hasn't gotten wet, so uh-huh. you're taking you're taking the only dry dirt available and putting, you know, mixing it in with all that mud, which yeah. helps like tremendously. So, yeah, I'm yeah. in favor. I mean, it doesn't change the race. 
yeah. at all. Right. I mean, I mean, all you're it, doing is helping people and helping the show, and you know, maybe maybe making it safer for people, not crashing, and you know, whatever. And cutting down a mm-hmm. lapse, so, you're you're all right with that too. Like that was all needed and necessary and, and approved by JT. Uh, I could go either way on it. I mean, it, it was a really long race, so you uh-huh. know, I'm fine with it. it. The conditions were really hard on the bikes. Uh, just that one section of water, I, that's where I was standing at, and it was. I mean, I rode it, so I knew how it was, but it was unreal how much water was in between those rollers, and <laughs> yeah, especially with the way the bikes are now. There's so much more electronically. Yeah. Uh, they're so much more electronically reliant on that stuff mm-hmm. than we were a few years ago that I was really surprised there wasn't more problems. Um, yeah, that's probably a good point. And, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, if, if you're going to cut, I, I'm all in favor of that because, you know, making you do 20 laps into 15 laps, just a bunch of dudes rolling around out there. And is that exciting? I mean, is that, you know, you you know how exhausting it is to ride in that stuff. And, like, why not cut it down? Like, no, nobody objected, I'm sure. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's, I think maybe Bill Poto, the first lap, was objecting. To, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, you have to think that all the teams that are there sitting there biting their nails about their bikes finishing, you know, they they obviously, yeah. I wouldn't think they would have a problem with it. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to see, you know, I know the championship's a different deal now, but nobody wants to see things like that happen because of mechanical failures. So. Yeah. Um, so, for you, you rode today? I did, yeah. Man, I like yeah. that. Back on the horse. Right yeah, away. I mean, I, I didn't get to, you know, we had two practices and then, you know, our races, but yeah. I, I really need to ride as much as I can right now. So, <laughs> uh, Just, uh, I actually, for the first time, I felt really good on Saturday before it, before it really rained, and I was just bummed. I mean, uh-huh. it is what it is. Everybody had to ride it, and I could have rode it better, but I felt like I had something to give before, you know, everything changed. Yeah, that's uh, Brian. Brian, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's up, man? Thanks for listening. You got a, hey, what's up? Get a question? Comment? Yeah, well, I was just uh, going to comment on the, the whole Hanson incident there. Um, it was a little jacked up, and it kind of sucks to see a rider of that caliper and, like you said, a team that spends that much money and that much time and invests that much in somebody and kind of just see somebody just, you know, pull something like that. It's kind of ridiculous. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, it, it's probably a good thing Kenny maybe not here because I would <clears> – <throat> I mean, I, listen, I've been giving Handy a lot of props this year, and he's been surprising me, but I just thought that was bullshit. I just, and then, you know, his move in the LCQ, JT, did you see that on TV? Uh, I did, I did. Yeah. That wasn't his fault. That guy, I don't know what that guy was doing. No, but my, him. my point is, it's not his fault. It's like a racing incident. But, you know, get up and get going. You know, I mean, yeah, Jim, 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 he just I, sat there and, like, just had his arms up, and I, it was just like he, he had, like, no hurry to, to go. Like, like JT said, I don't think his heart was in it, like, because of the weather or what it was. Well, I mean, that's fine. It's, it's shitty out. I get it. But, you know, there's a lot of sponsors and a lot of people that put a lot of work and money. I hate to get on my soapbox, um, but, I mean, as a mechanic, when this shit happened, sometimes, that, like, JT, you know how Kelly Smith and I, we got into it, you know, when he went snorkel, snorkel uh, fishing <laughs> there before Daytona, right? I mean, how pissed was I? Um, and then he goes out that weekend and, quote, unquote, jams his back, and I'm like, great. That's awesome, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm not just saying it because it's Hanny. I'm just saying it as a for anybody. I think that that's terrible. I think that's that's yeah. Really. And and Matt, it's the same thing as like when you were saying like Alessi just rolling around like you know within like two laps or three laps in a main. Like it sucks to see guys at that caliper what they could do, and and just like to see where like unfortunately I was in Iraq for for like a year dodging mortars and bullets and 
you know, these guys have it so good, and they don't realize that sometimes, and sometimes they need a reality check, you know? Well, yeah, and I, I want to say thank, I want to say thank you for that, by the way, before we for what? skip right over that. For what? For, <laughs> for serving our country. I appreciate it. Oh. Um, no you. problem, JT. You, you add a lot to the show. It's, uh, it's a lot, well, you definitely add some uh, character to the show. I want to thank all the Canadian soldiers over mm-hmm. there. <laughs> I, know, I know there's a lot of them. I know they're fi- I know they're fighting in the trenches. No, I'm just kidding. You, you, you guys are like the Swiss. You're neutral and everything. I'm kidding, Brian. I'm I'm, a, I'm, I'm an adopter. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just busting you. Um, but uh, no, I just I mean, uh, yeah, I just feel like okay, it sucks. But you know what? If he if he gets up from that racing incident in the LCQ and works his balls off, maybe he gets some luck and gets close in a qualifying spot. I don't know, but. Uh, just give it your all, you know. Um, and in the heat race, why would you pull? Why would you cut the track like that? What what goes through your mind? I'm very curious. But whatever. I mean, let's let's move on though. I mean, that's it's just one guy who made a bonehead move. So yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for calling. Uh, thanks for the show. And I've been a listener for quite some time. So right on, good, Brian. good job, guys. Thank you. And I just downloaded the app uh, on my phone, so everybody else go out and download yeah. the app. There's yeah. a lot of cool stuff on it. Dollar ninety nine. Thanks, bro. Yep. All right, guys. All right, getting rich off that app, making the app money. I'm sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, JT, so, yeah, I mean, do you agree with me a little bit on that? As far as Hanson? No, as far as the team and stuff being – has it? Right? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I am very much uh, involved as far as I see how much work goes into it. and I mean, I've been around a long time, so I know um, the money and, you know, it's. T- I don't want to speak for him because I don't know yeah. what was going on. I do know that he was limping around pretty good, right, uh, on the weekend. So, like Jimmy, I'm not going to just. Yeah. I'm not going to just. I'm not going to judge him because I don't know what was the, the total story was. You know, obviously cutting the track move was. Yeah. Suspect. You know, I'm not real sure what he was thinking there, but. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you got I, mad at Mike for cutting a a little corner off. Well, yeah. Mike Mike's move was pretty ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> I'm still, so, I'm still so, a little bitter about so it. Was Hanson, though? I mean, uh, what's more ridiculous? Um, well, I mean, he crash. Okay, Mike crashes. Uh, I don't know. Obviously, you weren't there, so you're, pers- you know, all the way at the. If you're in the pits, all the way at the left end. Yeah. Is where those rollers. By the rollers were. were. Yeah, yeah, the rollers were there. Right. Well, the first lap, he crashed in the turn before him, and we were all like fighting to go around him because there was kind of only one rut. So we're all like scrambling to go around him. And then we're going through the rollers, and it's all just water, and we're yeah. splashing each other, you know, like a kiddie pool. And then I just see this yellow bullet, well, black, I guess, the MCR bike on my right, just going 50 miles an hour, wide open, next to the track past us. You know, all of us, we're all kind of like <laughs> just laboring through there. He blows by us and then just whips into the turn before the mechanics and passes all of us right back into the top ten. I, I, like, literally couldn't believe it. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And then, you know, obviously, he rode well, so he he, he was going to make it probably either way. But, I don't. You know, it was, yeah, it was crap. I don't, I don't, I just don't like that. I don't, I don't like any of that that happens. Um, you know, one time, nah, never mind, I won't get into it, but. It was just one of those things where I know if you said something to me, it's like, oh, well, I didn't have anywhere to come back on the track. Uh, no way. Not a <laughs> no chance. <way. laughs> Not ever. He knew exactly what he was doing. Right. He rode around all of us and got back in, in front of us. Went around all the water and all that crap. It was just, I mean, that's hard to deal with when you're, you know, fighting right. for every spot and you splashed and mud and you know. He made a big mistake and put himself in a bad spot there, and then just blew back past everybody. One time there was this guy named Earl Reimer that raced in Manitoba, and he was fast, faster than me. But I was keeping up to him on this day or beating him, and he would cut that red ribbon. You know the orange ribbon that they would lay out. 
He would just yep. cut the rivet and made me so mad. I'm like, how? Scissors? Uh, no, with his bike. And, oh. I, and I'd just be like, how are you doing that? How are you thinking about that and doing that? That's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Very angry I was. People just have different mindsets. I uh, mean, hey. Michael Essie has shown time and time again that he is not scared to push the envelope of what is yeah. allowed and not allowed, you know? Yeah, he yeah. And, and I, I like Michael a lot. I talk to him probably every weekend. I talk to Tony all the time. Right, right. But he's shown the propensity for making suspect decisions, so... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We're going to have James Stewart on here in a little bit. Uh, he he killed it, huh? He looked like uh, the, the TV show didn't show him much, which is probably a good thing because he was in control. <clears throat> yeah, I was uh, I was impressed, obviously. Um, I, I want you, if you, ask, if you talk to him, obviously you're going to, and I won't be here, but ask him at the end if he was trying to save his bike or what was going on because he dropped off, like his pace dropped off dramatically. Oh, yeah. The, like the last five laps. I mean, he had a huge lead, so it didn't matter. But I couldn't tell if the bike was acting up or if he was just trying to save the bike. Like if he was making a concerted effort to save the bike, mm-hmm. or you know if Patrick was pitboarding him to do so. I, I would just like to have some insight yeah. on that whole situation because it was very noticeable if you were paying attention that he was mm-hmm. doing whatever he could to not re- not rev it, not hit water, <laughs> you know, not not really do anything that's going to you yeah. know uh, strain the bike. So. Um, has been you there? Yeah, hey Steve, how you doing? What's up? Hey, um, you know I'm, I'm a big supporter of the show, and um, and Kenny caught me last week. I'm normally I'm very shy, so I normally have about three or four, maybe five tequilas, and that's why I call in at the end of the show. And tonight I'm calling in sober because, um, you know, when you guys sent me the free shirt, I sent you a picture with a uh, a national, you know, top 100 uh, women's uh, tennis player in the shirt. And if you match the skin tone to one of the uh, national edging affair, who she is, not a $200 a day uh, monster girl. But I don't know, you know what you're talking about right now. Like, seriously. Ah, man. Kenny See, was, uh, hey, I called up last week. He goes, well, why don't you buy a shirt? Like, who buys, who pays for a shirt that's advertised somebody else, you know, to support the show? Uh, a lot of people. You know. But, I mean, that's, you know, I, I, and as, as you get older, I mean, you know, I know a lot of people, and it's like I got gear bags full of stuff down in the basement. I just, you know, I just don't wear that type of stuff. Okay, Henry. Right, you know. you're, you're, you're forgiven. I mean, now Kenny went on okay. a, a little bit of a rant with a lot of guys. Oh, yeah, I, I know. And he's not sure. there, and I can, you know, I can hold my own. But I really do appreciate it. I think those podcasts did with Rick Hendry, Rob Henderson and, uh, and Ross, and I wish you would get Scott Swinehart on there because that's back from my era, and I can, right. you know. And some of those guys, and that I think is is great. I really like the show, and I like that you can uh, I can call up and talk to a guy like JT or James Stewart or whatever. And you know yeah. you don't normally have access to that. And on the race days, they're so hurried. I think you put them in a very relaxed stance. You know, and I like the road shows, the road stories, everything that Ken has. But sometimes, you know, he's just you know I, I know he's on his high horse, and he knows who I am. He's he's, you know, just, uh, he's been very angry in the last few weeks. We've all decided well, this. You know, okay. Sometimes you gotta you gotta use the rubber, you know. I mean, but you know, when I saw that tweet uh, about the uh, about the luck thing, doesn't, doesn't uh, God go there and say you gotta make your own luck? His uh, idol? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, thanks, man. But, Thank but keep doing what you're doing, and uh, yeah. you know, and I appreciate it, and uh, and I, I and I appreciate the stuff that Swiss Court sent me, and uh, you know, I, I think you're doing a good job. All right, and th- I'll thanks. call up later on when I get a few tequilas in me and get my uh, yeah my personality back. Can't wait. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know what happened there last week. Last <laughs> week, JT Kenny was three. Well, or I four. remember he was mad because because Hasbin hadn't bought anything. He was that, mad, yeah, from people that sponsor the show. Correct? Yeah, he was mad at like three or four guys in a row. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. right. Okay. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't really know. Uh, we're okay with that, by the way. If you're listening, 
and you don't buy something from one of our sponsors, we're okay with that. It'd yeah, be better Kenny, if you did. Kenny can but... find something to be mad at anybody about. Yeah, so pretty it doesn't much. Really matter. Don't take it personally. Anybody that Kenny's ever mad at, don't take it personally. It's <laughs> <laughs> some... like me. If, you, if you're standing at my semi after I have a bad race and I yell at you, don't take it personally. Right, right. Um, yeah, it has nothing to do with you. It's just you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. How much did you? How much would you have bet? I would have bet maybe all my life savings, which isn't much, but I would have bet all my life savings that Wyndham was going to get Millsaps, right? Yeah, I mean that Davey's really good in those conditions. Though I was interested to see how that was going to play out. Uh, I, I thought that Wyndham was going to get him, and I, I think the way the track was, I thought he was going to get him, but then I kept, I saw him keep creeping up, and then he had nowhere to go. Just unless. The guy in the front made a big mistake. It was really tough to pass. Mm-hmm. And uh, he made a few runs at it and got splashed and got sprayed with mud and had to drop back. And uh, it was just tough. There wasn't, there was like one good line around the track. And if you weren't in that line, you know, you were, you had to just kind of bonsai pass somebody. And uh, I think Davey just kind of weathered the storm when Kevin made his runs and that was it. You know, Kevin yeah. just kind of, you know, um. uh, just, Gave up at some point. You just give up. You know, you've <laughs> nope. got so much mud in your face and everywhere you can right. even hold on. Your gloves are soaked. You just are trying to survive. You're right. Millsaps is a good mud rider, but so is Kate up. So and and but you know what? Millsaps has been riding better lately. Uh, Atlanta, he did well. He got on the box and um, he was you know consistently in the top ten. Which is, I've been I was looking at some stats today. Like it's hard for everybody to stay in the top ten. Like there's always just one bad race or whatever. You know, and Millsaps has just been quietly top ten every week. Top ten every week. And, uh, you know, and then a, a third at Atlanta and a second now. So, he's getting better. Yeah, he's always good when it's really ruddy, like how it was. Just long ruts everywhere. You know, I don't know if you remember Seattle a few years ago. He was just crazy fast. Yeah. Uh, he's just always good in that condition. So Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it, I wouldn't be surprised if either one. I, I think if Wyndham would have started ahead of Davey, he would have beat him no problem. You do? Yeah. But he could just never, yeah, he could just never find a way around him. Right. And, uh, um, yeah, um, I even remember San Francisco mud race. I think the one that Timmy didn't make the main. Uh, he was gone, checked out, fell over, didn't win, but uh, gone, you know, um, going to win the race. Or maybe he did. I, don't, I can't remember. Hey, what do you think about uh, Kyle Regal going to H&H? He, uh, we kind of knew it was coming, but today Kyle uh, tw- Twitter that it was official. He's a fill-in guy at H&H. Yeah, I think it's a good fit. Um, I-, I was wondering, I don't know if you have any insight, but is – Kyle going to use Merge Racing, or is he going to use a full H and H bike, or is that well, even going to be announced? Or I mean, that's a no one, no one going to know. That's a good question because on other teams he's been on in the past, he's just refused to use anything but Merge Racing. Yeah, he's he's adamant about using Jim Lewis. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what we were wondering all weekend. I, I kind of knew that that was going to happen. Yeah. And you know, he was on our team at the end of outdoors last year, and that was you know one condition that was non-negotiable was he uh, used. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he. I think he uses their stuff. I really do. Yeah, I, I'll be. I'll be. I won't be surprised either way. I'm, I'm interested to, to see though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. How that goes. Yeah, I bet he uses that. Uh, hey, man, thanks a lot for coming on. We'll we'll get you back on though. Stay stay by the phone. Okay. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, JT. All right. See All right. See you. Um, that was Jason Thomas of the BTOsports.com BBMX team uh, with his take on Daytona. And it uh, didn't go well for him, but uh, 
Yeah, you know, you know him. He'll keep on going. We got some voicemails this week that people like him on the show, so we're gonna keep having him on. Um, next guest coming on right now. Uh, he's on. We're good. Uh, JGR Yamaha's James Stewart, uh, the big winner this weekend in Daytona. James, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Uh, no problem, Steve. No problem. It's, I always enjoy coming over. It's always something going on, so yeah. I enjoy coming on. Uh, it's no wind tunnel, but you know we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was cool because I got that wind tunnel. Well. The way I say it, I'm like, man, how come I, I got to give you credit before I do say this? You have you have been asking me to come on the show, even though I had some rough weekends. But yeah. I was saying uh, to Greg, because he was down here after the race, I'm like, man, this is funny. I'm getting all these phone calls and text messages and all this stuff after I win a race. And yeah. I got like probably 100 text messages yesterday. I probably had maybe 25 since Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's been. Uh, People love calling winning, huh? Well, that's kind of the way it works, unfortunately, in this sport. But, yeah, I'm glad you said that. For the record, I've, I've asked you a few times, and you're just like, I got nothing to say. <laughs> the weekend went shitty yeah. or whatever. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not one of those guys. Like, I try, to, uh, I try to balance it out. Of course, I get accused of kissing this guy's ass and kissing this guy's ass. But it's, it's you know, you're always a good interview. So, you know, I'd rather have a guy who's a good interview and is interesting to talk to than the guy who necessarily maybe won the race but doesn't have much to say. So, uh, yeah. but hey, anyways, uh, you killed it this weekend, man. I, I was just telling, we had JT on, and I was like, uh, uh, James, I, I wasn't at Daytona. Um, I just watched it on TV, and to me, they didn't show you very much, which was probably a good thing, meaning you kept that thing in control. Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty, uh, I, I'm not going to say uneventful, because, I mean, first, it was probably uneventful to watch it, because, yeah, I did, uh, mm-hmm. once I got around Davey, I was able to, uh, you know, stretch the lead out pretty good. I think I got it up pretty high at one point. But, uh, you know, Daytona is one of those races that, you know, obviously anything that can happen. I've been leading that race <laughs> yeah. three times or, yeah, you've been there. or actually twice and gone and, and watered it up. So it was pretty un- uneventful for probably watching, but it was eventful for me. And, uh, you know, it was one of those races you just had to kind of ride, you know, ride at a certain pace and, and, and get it done. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I think um, – you know, like I said in the press conference, I think three of the guys who has the most skills, uh, you know, some of the most skills on a motorcycle, Kevin, Davey, uh, myself, and, you know, even Ryan, unfortunately, had a bad start. But uh, mm-hmm. I think those guys, it really shined on there. And there was uh, everybody, all, all three of us were really good all day long. So it was, uh, it was, it was a fun race. I mean, it was, it was on the track. I enjoyed it uh, from practice. I thought it was going to be tough, but I didn't think it was going to be as tough as it was when it rained. So it was yeah. good. Yeah, um, you know what? You got a good point there. You're right. Um, and, and even Villapoto came from dead last to fifth. But the Davey Millsaps, Kevin Windham, and yourself—if you were to take a poll in the pits and be like, who are the three most, three of the more talented riders in the pits, just skill level? Might be you three, and you know, with RV right there. Um, yeah, you, you know who yeah. can ride a bike. So that's a good point. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Did you did you have some close calls? Did you have some uh oh moments? I think maybe like, like. Um, No, we lost him. Hello. All right, get him back on the on the phone. There we go. We uh we had James Stewart there. Lost him right now. Um, but yeah, he did have some. He didn't have the close calls from what I could see on TV. Obviously, I wasn't there. But uh, for him, he looked like he was uh, totally in command of that whole race. And it was it was cool to see him come up. That's win number two for him, and he closes the points battle up on the on, on Ryan Villapoto. But for for him, it's uh it's gonna be interesting to see. He's kind of in a spot. And I'm gonna ask him about this. 
doesn't have a whole lot to lose right now with um, with his points battle. He just can let it hang out and uh, see how he can do. I don't know quite his mentality going on um, forward, but right now he's uh, – geez, what is he right now? i got the points here in front of me. He's uh, 23 50, – 53 points down. So, um, you know, definitely he's got some, some work put up to, to do to come up to him, but – Second win of the year, something to build on, and uh, something to build on for the whole JGR team because Millsap's got second. <laughs> and uh, no problem, uh, we're ready to have you back. Um, Millsap's got second, and uh, hey, James, what's up? Yeah, sorry guys, I don't know what happened. You got to pay uh, your bill. It, yeah, you know these things. I, <laughs> don't get me started with that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, but did, uh, did I don't you, know what we. Did you have so, any sketchy <laughs> moments out there, or like was it no. uh, pretty good? No, it was actually pretty good. I mean, uh, I probably had uh, maybe like one or two close calls, but nothing mm-hmm. like more like the, what I had in the heat race when I almost fell over in the rut. Yeah. You know, things like that. Nothing, nothing big. Uh, where I was uh, puckering up too bad. Um, hey, before the uh, the night show, I guess they made some major track renovations just for the water and for the rain. They they used some of the dry dirt for tabletops, and they moved some things around. Are you in favor of that? Were you in favor of that and cutting the laps back? Like, what did you think about that? Or is it uh, is it fine for you? Yeah, I mean, I, it didn't really matter to me. Like, I I thought like the what they did uh, definitely helped taking out those turtle heads um, yeah. over there. Um, I think that was better. Uh, filling in the wall jumps, yeah, I think it probably was better. You know, because it would have had the mud. You know, it had water in, in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, everything else. I mean, the laps it really didn't really matter. You know, I think yeah. it was way longer than the Supercross. Um, so, I mean, it was, I don't even know how many, 25 or 28 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure. Um, uh, so coming in laps, like, unless you're going to cut it back to 10 laps, I mean, it really didn't matter whether you ran 16 or four more laps. Yeah. I don't really understand where they came up with 16 at, <laughs> uh, yeah. 17 or 15, but, um, it, it didn't bother me. I felt like, um, honestly, like it, um, it, if you got to start, it could be, you know, 16 good laps or 15 or 16 really bad laps. And, right. and after the way Daytona went for me last year, I could have, honestly, I, I wish I would have had, uh, I wish we would had the track that we had this year because I think I probably could have got further up um, this year than I could have last year. So, oh, really? It, it, yeah. It, it, yeah, just only because the lap times are longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously with the track conditions were tough, but I felt like if you just stayed in it, um, I mean, you can make up five six seconds in one lap yeah um, just by somebody making a mistake so it was good hey uh looking at your lap times and and like i said jason thomas was on before you uh he indicated that you were did you have a bike problem at the end or were you just being real careful to bring that thing home with with no water damage a la chad reed in uh, 2008 because uh, i guess you slowed down your pace quite a bit yeah um i, I just slowed down i mean i had a 20 second lead so um, yeah you were just like I, hey was, i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this thing yeah. home <laughs> Yeah, I think I rolled. I rolled the last three laps. I rolled every, pretty much almost every jump <laughs> on the racetrack. Yeah. Um, you know, the bike was actually fine. I was really, uh, mm-hmm. I was pumped on that. Um, so yeah, I just, I just rolled around. When you have a twenty second lead, it, I mean, it ain't really nothing going on out there. Only, only way you can lose this is you throw it away. So yeah, yeah. I just kind of chilled it out. Yeah, and like you know, and with with Chad, you know, there's definitely with his DNF, you could see he was still pushing it through that water, you know, and pushing it and pushing it. So, um, yeah, that might've been, I mean, in your mind. yeah, I mean, I think there's a certain point. Um, I mean, you got to stay in it. You know, I think where I, where I really slowed down was, was just on the, 
other side of the track, you know, where they had the uh, the moguls at and that that long mm-hmm. rhythm section. I slowed down over there, you know, and see the the wet side of things. It was so easy because you know you had a lake and half the track over there, you know, going down the, the little roller section. So you really couldn't slow down there. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like I said for me, it was it was nice. Um, like I had at Oakland, I had a huge lead, yeah. or not a huge lead, but you know, a, a good enough lead yeah. where I felt like I could lose six seconds six, seven seconds and still win this thing by, you know, plenty. So I yep. was good. Um, yeah. And uh, congratulations again, man. You needed that win. And it was, uh, it was quite a riding performance according to, uh, everybody who, uh, who I talked to the last couple of days. Did you, do you miss you got, I guess you never got to do Daytona old school middle of the day. Did you, you missed that? Yeah, no, I do miss it. Um, I wish, you know, I wish I would have had a chance to do it. The closest I had to that was, uh, you know, no 125s. I guess it was like the first year they ran it. Now 2003, maybe it was the first okay. year they ran it at night. You know, so it's always been at night for me. I personally love Daytona. Love practicing at Daytona during the daytime. Yeah. Um, you know, especially the you know this this race. You know, it rained, but it got tore up pretty quick. Like that second and third practice. Mm-hmm. It is a very unique track. It's very fun. It's uh, not like a regular supercross track uh, where it, it it is, but it's it's a lot of. I mean, you've been there, Steve. It's a yeah. lot of. Uh, like ruts and, and things you can jump over, like kind of mm-hmm. like outdoors. You can, you know, you can make up some cool lines on it. So I've always preferred Daytona in the daytime, you know, practice. Mm-hmm. I think it sucks at night. I think you can't see, yep. uh, you know, they, they made it better now, you know, bringing it. They seem like they brought in a few more lights. It seemed like it was a little brighter this year, but it sucks, you know, especially when that dirt gets wet, you really can't see. So, um, you know, it, it now it's becoming more, you know, which you obviously understand that everything becomes more of a show now. It's yeah. like everything's a show, even from the, uh, even from when you're watching or when you're sitting on the gate, you don't understand like why, you know, you sit there for 10, 15 minutes and then all of a sudden they start the motorcycles up and they're rushing you to, to race, you know, like to, to get it going. Or even when you're down there with Aaron, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're down there and you're waiting around and all of a sudden she's like, uh, you're talking and she's telling you to hurry up. I <laughs> think your sponsors and you're like, Dude, we could have just started, you know, ten seconds earlier, and we wouldn't have had no issues. So yeah. everything's a show, and and so you know, I think that part of the thing, which is obviously making the sport bigger in a sense, um, you know, you really can't blame him for it. Yeah, you know, you know what Daytona, and I and I always said this about Pastrana because he just killed it there, and, and you know, obviously you're the same way. It rewards creativity, is what it does, because you just make a little track out of the track. You make little dumps and yeah. bumps. You know what I mean, and something that you're good at and something that Travis was great at too. And, and yeah, no, and that's kind of no, how it for, was for sure. And I, like I said, I enjoy it. Like, especially during the daytime, normally at nighttime, mm-hmm. you know, they really start smoothing it out and it, it gets rough, but it's not like it is, uh, you know, the tracks get the gnarliest during the day, even in supercross, like that second practice, uh, at a lot of the races, not the third one, third one, they smoothed it out, you know, quite a bit, but the second practice mm-hmm. is the roughest the track gets, you know, everybody thinks the main event where it's, where it's at, you know, the track's all beat up, but right. honestly, it's the second practice. And, and you know, it's kind of one of those things that, yeah, you, you, you make a track inside of the track. Like last year, you know, we had the wall jump, and, you know, that thing was very unexpected, you know, for myself even to jump it. And then this yeah. year, you know, they built two of them, you know, for us to kind of <laughs> jump in. And I'm like, like, dude, it kind of takes away from the element of even – you know, even trying to, uh, you know, do it. It's not that fun now. You're, you're, you're yeah. actually putting it out there, making people jump it. So yeah. I came around 
I came around the first lap and jumped the first one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I don't think anybody else got it all day long. So, it oh, was cool. <laughs> yeah, the, when you did that last year, that uh, that blew everyone's wig back for sure. That was gnarly. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, uh, this year, second win of the year, but uh, I'm sure you, you wish you had more. And, uh, you know, last year wasn't easy for you either. Year before, when you broke your wrist, that's not easy. But has this been the most trying year for you? Have you been, uh, have you been as frustrated as ever can you can remember where things just aren't going the way they want, where the way you want them to be? Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm frustrated. Um, you know, I, I would be frustrated if everything was, like, perfect and, like, we just didn't do it. You know, okay. like, we yeah. – just sucked. I was pulling whole shots, you know, fading to the back, or right. just didn't have a a a shot in hell to try to win a race, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating because yeah, I do I do want to win. I do want to win. I feel like I can win, but at the same time, like I, you know, I I can always go back and say, yeah, you know, you you crashed, you know, or you know, you you had a bad start. You're real good, but you yeah. you starting day last. You cannot win these races. Instead of going like, dude, I don't know what's going on. I just suck, you know. So, but at the <laughs> same time, like it's, uh, you know, I I feel like I feel like the last three races, starting at Atlanta, uh, I, I've been riding a lot better. You know, I kind of started around like how I did at Oakland and, and, you know, ever since we kind of got back on the real East coast, I've been riding a lot better. We yep. made some good changes on the bike and, and I've been saying the last few weeks, I felt like if I got to start, you know, I can win these races. And mm-hmm. unfortunately I, I've gotten more good starts in the heat races. than for some reason I have in the main event, yep. and that's why I won a lot more heat races than I have main events. But um, this weekend we was just able to get a start and um, I was able to ride the motorcycle I felt like where it should be ridden at. And, uh, you know, when you're in the back of the pack, you know, you're obviously trying to, you know, do things that, like, I, I wouldn't say um, ride over your head, but I think you're overriding certain situations. And, yeah. and then you're in the back with certain people. And I think more things, you, your chances of something happening goes up, you know, compared to when you're trying to pass three people, compared to when you're trying to pass, mm-hmm. you know, 18 people. So um, that's where we've been at the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, uh, last week we was a lot better. Uh, one thing uh, that's entertaining, though, it's it, it sucks for you because you're not getting your starts. But that GoPro camera and your starting has been cool for us to watch. So <laughs> I'm sure you don't want it that way, but that's uh, it's a real interesting look at you know your riding. And and I, I gotta say, if anybody needs to see must see TV, it's that it's your GoPro camera. Yeah, no, for sure. Even when I watch it, I'm like, wow, that happened. And uh, I get mad because like sometimes they they cut it out. And yeah. and what people don't understand, like they always and I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but uh, they always go, well, how can they can't show the, a whole 20 minutes of it or the whole race? Yeah. There's rules to everything, and the, I guess the limit is five minutes, so that's why you always see the fast forward. So they try to they try to get to the, the, the main part and, and, you know, show you the action and stuff. So, right. you know, if we could show the whole thing, we would, but, you know, sometimes it's almost good because some of the stuff they – you know, there's some things I'm out by myself, and there's almost a miscue here and there that we do miss that I'm like bummed that the fans didn't see, but at the same time I'm kind of pumped. So <laughs> it's uh, you definitely, you're definitely right. I can make a TV series out of that right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it's been good. Like I said, if you get the start and you run away, it's it, you know, uh, no sense watching it. Well, maybe there is, but uh, when you're fighting back of the pack, you're like, holy shit, look how close this guy came to this, and look how close he came to that guy, and you know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be gnarly when they start showing that stuff in 3D. Uh, when you'll be able to yeah. to wear it on your head in 3D, you know, you'll have a 
Brock Pickles tire and you're <laughs> sitting on your couch, you know, <laughs> when you're sitting there watching it. So yeah. Um. So so the bike's getting better. We're 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 getting better. We're on the East Coast dirt, and uh, you're happier than you were on the West Coast swing. Is that, that's fair to say? Yeah. No. I mean, for sure, it's, it's fair to say. I think you know myself and you know the the whole team. You know, it's not. Yeah, I wouldn't say like we're just. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say we're like just you know horrible or, or things like that. Even right. on the West Coast, I wouldn't say that. But I felt like, like I said, when you're when you're not getting good starts, things amplify way more, and I mm-hmm. feel like they shouldn't. You know, things start the pressure starts creeping in because now you start. All right, how do we make this thing start? And then you start forgetting about how do we make it go through whoops and all this stuff. So I felt like now we're starting to catch up, even though. You know, our starts have been very bad up until, you know, this weekend where we got mm-hmm. two really good starts. You know, we, you know, we've just kind of been in la-la land just trying to figure it out. And it's it's not it's not their fault. You know, it's not all their fault. You know, I think we, we take the blame equally because mm-hmm. it's kind of attitude is how we approach the races and stuff. And, and one thing I can give to give the guys credit for, and, and they probably can say the same thing about myself, is that even though we had some, some crappy times this year, we – we showed up to race every weekend, um, you know, even even for main event, heat races and all that. We, we still go to win races, even though, you know, there might be things going on that, you know, we're just kind of, you know, not really not really understanding what's going on yeah. or whatnot. But we still we still go out there and give it. So, for sure, I think the last weekend we found something that was pretty good, uh, you know, as far as me to kind of make me a little bit comfortable. And I was able to, you know, like I said, starting in at Atlanta, ride the bike a lot better and then, Last mm-hmm. weekend and um, in St. Louis, I mean, I, I rode the best I did all year long, and it still ended up a fifth place. And so yeah. that part's a little frustrating, but you know, uh, it was definitely good to get a win. Yeah, your Oakland, your Oakland win was pretty good, but man, I almost yeah, I almost think your St. Louis ride was better. You were uh, going through traffic and matching the leader's time, you know, which uh, is yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And- St. Louis, St. Louis was way, uh, St. Louis was way better. It was definitely the best. Uh, the best I rode the motorcycle all year long, for sure. Oakland was good. Yeah. Oakland, I just got out to a good start. The track was really tough, and uh, I was able to basically I outlast everybody pretty much. So, yeah. um, you know, that one's good. But for sure, riding-wise, going around the racetrack, uh, feeling really good was St. Louis. It was the first time I felt that all year long. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and you know, also, too, uh, you know, a lot of the, the people in the pits talk, and I'm one of the guys. I'm an armchair uh, quarterback just like everybody else. It's part of my job. Um, and we talk about, you know, hey, they didn't test enough on the West Coast. They didn't do enough on the West Coast with Pirelli, with the suspension, with everything. I mean, you like it back east. Your team is back east. Um, lots of things going around about what's wrong with James Stewart. Do you feel like if you could do it over, you'd test more on the West Coast? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would have, but at the same time, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I want to say we got our tires, honestly maybe two weeks before Anaheim, like the, okay. the, the tires that we raced at Anaheim. So we didn't really have a time to really uh, test on there. It's not an excuse. I mean, it's just yeah. our fault for not going out there. But at the same time, it took a while to even figure out what motorcycle was riding. Then we was changing, uh, we changed the gas thing. You know, we, we honestly, I can say we was more focused on uh, more things, like like fixing the gas tank, you know, making, making things more. Right. Uh, good for me than we were testing the suspension or testing stuff in California. And like I said, we didn't, I didn't pick 
you know, I didn't take the Pirelli tires until late in the game. We didn't get our tires until late in the game. So, yeah, for sure, I want to say it probably did hurt us. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I don't really think we could have done anything different. And even though, um, you know, I guess one of the things were, even though when we was in California, we didn't really test in California, even when we was out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, well, the, the team was back north and then I had, I mean, back south and then um i have my team uh, i have my mechanic and stuff when we was you know testing start yep. stuff like that out in california but we never really had a, a time where the whole team was based out of california doing it because mm-hmm. you know when you're back on the east coast it's really hard to um you know when the truck's got to drive back and forth it, sometimes it gets hard to um yep. you know get everybody out there so yeah i think uh in the future i don't think we'll make that mistake again mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time I, I don't really blame anybody for it we, mm-hmm. i mean we just couldn't do it really well, you know, on the flip side, I mean, I was a mechanic for a long time, and, and we would have our guys out west pounding laps after lap after on a burnt-out Yamaha track, Jimmy Perry yelling at the guys to do more laps as the sun is setting, and then we would go to Indy, St. Louis, and find our stuff didn't work. You know, it's the same kind of problem, just opposite. Um, you know, yeah. so And the whole team, the whole factory team couldn't get up and leave California and go east. You know, so it's almost like a little yeah. different, little same problem but different. Yeah, no, for sure. And like you know, like you said, is uh, you're gonna struggle at some point. I mean, even when I was at Kawasaki, um, you know, we didn't. Uh, you know, our bike worked pretty good on the West Coast, uh, but I couldn't get the bike to work at my house at all. You know, and yeah. finally we came down for Daytona and we tested. Uh, we tested and made actually a pretty good uh, improvement, and I won every race from Daytona on after right. a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, when the track got like rutted and stuff, we struggled really bad. So, you know, like you said, it's, it's kind of hit and miss. You know, I think as a team, we learn a lot. And what people forget, um, you know, even myself sometimes, although I am riding Yamaha, it is way, it's night and day difference from the motorcycle I've been riding for the last three mm-hmm. years, yeah. uh, you know, at LMM and stuff. So it's kind of like the, the engine packing is different, the clutch is different, the suspension is different, you know, the you know shock is different. Everything's completely different. So, you know, although, you know, it's the same motorcycle, and I thought coming into this year, I thought mm-hmm. at least I'll be a, a little bit farther ahead um, as far as knowing exactly what the bike would do. Come to find out, it's like riding a whole different bike uh, again for us. And I think, right. you know, finding out with the team and how I'm, I'm explaining things to the team, you know, when they're explaining stuff to me to really understand what's going on, I, you know, I think it all really takes a toll. And I think, you know, it takes a little while to try to figure that out. And unfortunately, we're 44 points back in the, in the, uh, in the series yeah. uh, compared to where if I felt like we started at this point this year, um, the whole race, the whole season would be a lot different right now than it would be, yeah. um, you know, where we are now. So. I got to say, like, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time and, you know, your season hasn't gone the way it's wanted to. And it's been frustrating for you at times and frustrating for the team at times. But I can honestly say in any on and off the record conversations I have with anyone on your team, they, they've got your back. They're working hard. They're frustrated at times. No, maybe not lately. I haven't talked to them lately. They were frustrated, but they, they were like, we're going back to Florida. We're testing some more. We're doing this. He wants this. We're going to do that. Like. I think the team yeah. is, is trying as hard as anyone out there. And you know how it is. Sometimes teams pull the shoot. Sometimes teams pull yeah. a pin and go like, I'm out. It's the rider's fault, you know. Um, I got to yeah. give it up to those guys, the JGR guys. They seem like they're far from pulling a pin. Yeah, and no, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would hope so. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I've, I've had that. You know, I've had, uh, you know, I've, I've had Mike Fisher tell me that if I didn't show up in California after I got hurt, that we wasn't testing for the rest of the year. 
You know, I'm like, dude, I just knocked a hole in my leg uh, for something that happened with your motorcycle. And so I've, I've had that situation where people just, you know, I have, you know, people just look at me and say, dude, it's your fault. And that's fine. You know, I, I feel like, you know, if, if you're going to say that, then when I win, say it's my fault again for winning, you know, like don't, don't <laughs> yeah, go back right, and right. forth and say, we did it. So we did it, right. uh, I, I definitely, I definitely give the guys credit. You know, I think that's probably uh, one of the hardest things uh, for me is to look those guys in the eyes and, and say, dude, I actually felt like I rode pretty good and I got fifth place. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, the bike was good enough to win or I just blew this start or, or, or those guys come to me and I'm like, dude, I, you know, sorry, James, we, you know, we don't, the bike were like crap, you know, or mm-hmm. whatnot. So yep. yeah, I, I give them credit, you know, um, you know, those guys have been really committed. J-Bone has been, uh, you know, very, uh, very positive. You know, me and Corey, we, we had some strong talks, uh, with each other, some, some good and some bad talks with each other. But, you know, I think we, we understand and appreciate each other for being honest with each other. Johnny's suspension guy, Dean, everybody's been awesome. I can tell you one thing I've, I've had a blast working on the team even through the the good and bad but i can tell you like from when i started here um you know the the happiness and just being able to have a chance to go winning races that feeling mm-hmm. has changed to now expecting to win races and and uh you know everybody when we don't win it's it's kind of a failure and honestly i like it that way right. you know, i like i like seeing the guys say you know what i'm not happy with third place because when we got third place at uh la you know, everybody was pumped up and, yeah. uh, you know, pumped. And I was like, dude, this is probably the worst I rode all year long. And we got third place. Nobody should be happy around here, <laughs> you know. And then so I, I like that feeling of, of having that pressure of these guys, you know, wanting to win. But the, the team is awesome, honestly. Um, all right. You ready to take some calls? Her lines are lit up, of course, for you. Um, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Uh, Jason, you there? Yeah. You got a question for James Stewart? Yeah, sure do. Uh Good job this weekend, James. Uh, I've got a Thanks, question. Dave. I heard that you're not working with Omara uh, uh, anymore. Um, what's your your uh, training regimen like now? Uh, you heard that I wasn't working with Johnny. Yeah, is that the is that a rumor or is that true? Yeah, that's a rumor. Yeah, Johnny was there this weekend. Uh, yeah, me and Johnny. He, uh, yeah, no, Johnny was there this weekend. You know, we still been working together. Um, it's obviously our second year, so. Uh, the, the training side of things is, is as good as it's always been. I think, uh, you know, with me and Johnny, you know, we take different approaches. You know, I don't really, um, you know, I think with him, you know, I think he's kind of the old school kind of guy, you know, love riding the motorcycle, you know, just get it, get it done kind of guy, no matter how we do it, we're just going to get it done. But yeah, we, uh, we, we still work together. He was there this weekend. Um, and, uh, all was good. All right. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. All right, we yeah. got a question. Uh, I think I know the answer to this one, but Shane, you there? Yeah, I'm here. You got a question for uh, James? Yeah, uh, James, has uh, Villapoto's speed surprised you this year, the last two years, actually? Uh, no, no. I, I Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think um, Ryan is fast. You know, <laughs> both Ryan's are fast. <laughs> Chad is fast. You know, I think, I think the biggest thing is um, – when if if you go back and this is the way I look at things, it's not like you know, it's not like all of a sudden like things are things are changing all of a sudden you, you gain three seconds overnight. But I tell you one thing that does change as a rider and I'm sure Steve you can you can kind of vouch for this, you know, seeing your riders 
when a rider is comfortable on a motorcycle, a rider feels like he's unbeatable. And that's the thing. Like when you're when you're racing at the top level, and if you if you have three other guys or two other guys or one guy that says, you know what, I feel good, I feel like I can do whatever I want on my bike, that is it changes. And I think you saw that during outdoor season because you know at a few races. And he just straight up got outworked by Dungey, you know, just straight up. And then uh, whatever happened, they got a new bike or whatever, whatever changed. And all of a sudden, Ryan was like, dude, I feel good. I can I can beat Ryan. I can beat Chad or whoever it was. And mm-hmm. same thing with Chad. You know, he got things situated, and all of a sudden, he just uh, turned it up. So I'm not surprised. You know, like I've said all year long, I felt like – once we get everything situated, and it was the same for every rider goes through this, Chad goes through, Ryan does, you know, both Ryan's do. When you get everything situated, then you feel like you're unbeatable, and then people will be like, hey, Ryan, are you surprised by the speed of James? Or, hey, Ryan, are you surprised by the speed of Chad? I think it really just comes down to a setup and how you feel going to the, the gate, and, and that has now changed for us the last few weekends, and I think it's the, the times and all that stuff is showing. So to answer your question, no, but I, I do understand fast, uh, as simple as that. All right. Thanks, Shane. Thanks. Uh, hey, James, is it, uh, is it too early to uh, ask you about nationals? Do we know? No. No, no, it's not. At, at this point right now, we are lining up for the first Great, uh, hang town or whatever it is. So um, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, the only way that I can see us not racing is if, well, if we get hurt. I just, so. heard, I just heard Davy Coombs in Morgantown yelling, "All right, all the way from here." <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I think like, <laughs> you know, I think that's the question I knew, I knew it was going to come up. You uh, know, come was, on, um, yeah, for sure, right? You know, it's, <laughs> so no, I, at this point, uh, you know, we're going. Uh, right on. It's good to hear. We got you for a little, a couple minutes more. So let's hurry up. Uh, Kicker Bob. No, this is Joe. Joe, what's up? What's up, guys? You got a question for James? Can you uh, make it quick, though? Yeah. Um, I was just gonna see if I mean James can say as much as he wants or as little as he wants, but uh, you know, we just kind of heard about you know some of the changes uh, that have been made on on his bike uh, with you know the smaller uh, smaller forks and uh, you know lightening up the hit on the engine and stuff. I didn't know if any of that was true. And if obviously he thinks it's, you know, helping the way that his riding has been over the last couple of weeks. There you go. Yeah. No, yeah, no, we changed the force at, um, we changed the force at uh, Atlanta. Uh, you know, we, we went to the smaller force. I think, the, I think for us, when I, when I first started on the team back in, October, I think maybe it was one of our first started around with it. We had these forks on and we rode October, November, December, and we changed the forks two weeks before Anaheim. So I don't mm-hmm. know. We just went back because it was more comfortable. Uh, you know, we kind of knew right. what it was. We, I felt like, you know, it wasn't the fifties weren't bad at all. You know, I just felt like we should just kind of go back and, and try everything. Cause at that point, you know, some things wasn't working. It will work here and there. So yeah, we changed that. Um, you know, we, we definitely did change the motor stuff um, here and there, but uh, you know, nothing really too big. Cool. Right. Um, I, do you think uh, like the the bigger forks are the way to go with more testing, or or do you think uh, you know that you're probably just going to hang out with the with the smaller forks? Yeah, I think the bigger forks. Uh, honestly, when I first put them on, I think the bigger forks are better. I just think it. It's a bigger fork. It's more things in there. It's more things to tune. Um, you know, are a lot different. So I think it. You need more testing, and I think having three months on the 48s or 49s compared yeah. to two weeks on the 50s, I think it's just really hard to ask 
any any guy to say, all right, let's fix him for uh, Oakland. But, you know, when we get to Anaheim, since we haven't really been testing on him, it's like testing over and over again. So we just kind of went back and, and uh, you know, it's been good so far. So you're we'll gonna, be back on him. You're, you're gonna, you're, you're, you may be back on him for super cost, but there's no way you put the bigger ones on for outdoors. I'm stamping it right now. Really? You <laughs> yeah. think stamp it? Stamp it. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, right. No, you just for. I'm telling you, it's just it's too stiff outdoors. Too much breaking bumps. You watch. You're you're you go to small um, forks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll let you ride on that one. Oh. I, I might. I might tell you don't stamp it yet. Uh, but, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you. So. Hey. Um. Uh. Got a couple more minutes with you. Uh. Before we gotta let you go. And thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. I, uh. Short short notice too. So that's good. Um. Yeah. Hey, Davy. Uh. Davy rode well this weekend. Your teammate rode really good. Surprised at him, and he uh, he wrote he wrote great. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Davy rides really good. I mean, even at a test track, yeah. uh, he's really good. But I think also Davy's a good mud rider. I think, like he I is, said yeah. earlier, Davy's really talented. So mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think it's one of those things. It we we both kind of. I'm not gonna say we both need to start because he's been getting good stars lately. Uh, he's been in front of me at the last few races. I don't know how many, but. Uh, you know, I think he was just felt comfortable. It's one of those tracks that uh, fit his style, and I think it's kind of like anybody. Uh, you know, when you when you see people go out, that opportunity of, of doing a lot better, uh, you know, rises. So you kind of get up for it. Mm-hmm. You know, that podium seems a little bit easier to reach now. Yeah. And like I said, I felt like Davy should have been doing this all year long. Um, you know, but I think he's, um, you know, I think he's starting to, to gel with everything and, and come alive. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, it was, it was good to see, good to see the JGR guys. As you know, I'm buddies with all of them and I'm, I was happy for them because in a race like that, it taxes the equipment, it taxes the bikes, the riders, you never know what can happen. And to go one, two in Daytona, which is, you know, Joe Gibbs racing NASCAR. Great for those guys. Um, yeah, no, for hey, sure. Is, for is, sure. is two fifty nine coming back? Uh, I would have, it would have came back, but obviously rules are rules. You know, I couldn't run it the whole day. I, you know, I thought about it after, uh, I think it was after, after Atlanta, I said, man, let me just pop this thing on there. <laughs> so don't, like, for the fans out there, it's, I'm not looking for no kind of luck or whatnot. So I won the race with number seven. I just thought it would be cool to, to yeah. switch it up, uh, just like switching my riding gear. And uh, so I, you never know. I, I think I think there is a, I think there is a number two to nine in the future for sure. Well, yeah, because you're grandfathered in like Alessi, like where Alessi gets to keep his 800, you know, because three-digit permanent number. Um, yeah. So I think you'd be fine if you just told him ahead of time or something. But um. yeah, no, I could, I, I could. I just thought like it was like for some reason I thought I had two fifty nine still on the back burner that I could still run it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, my permanent number seven for some reason, and I just I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, so hey, we got- I thought. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, Joe's on six. A question about your Nike boots, Joe. What's up? Yo, what's up? Hey, good ride, James. Uh, killed it this Thank weekend. You. But uh, what's Thank the guy got to do to get some of them, them Nikes uh, for Moto? <laughs> I don't know. You either got to start beating me or Ryan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, besides that, yeah. Are they going to go yeah. production, or is it just kind of going to be concept forever because they've been out for you know a couple years now? Yeah, I mean, honestly, Joe, I at first I thought I thought maybe, maybe they were eventually, um, but – as of now, I don't, I don't think they are. I don't, I don't think they are. Sometimes I'm sitting at the house and I'm thinking, like, man, what does the brother got to do to get some boots around here? Because I'm, I'm running, I'm running yeah, low. Yeah. So, so I don't think they are coming out. Sorry. All right, thanks, Joe. Oh, that's cool. Yep, no worries. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I, uh, 
I lo- they look pretty cool. I like the way they look. I don't understand Nike not selling them, but when you're Nike and you got fu money, I guess you're like screw it. We just want to do it because we're Nike. I like, I like that. I haven't yeah. heard that one yet. No, uh, I like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I it's think like they instead of Rick I, James, bitch. I'm Nike, bitch. We make boots. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I don't, I don't know. I know they're very expensive to make. I know, yeah. like, I mean, you know, there's. I mean, there's even other companies. Some of the stuff that we get, uh, it's just too expensive to make for the public. It doesn't make sense right. if you're if the regular consumer is not really going to understand what the really, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what the difference is whether we make a forty dollar boot or a four thousand right. dollar boot. So, um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they're going to sell it though. Uh, last question for you: Who do you got for the NBA title this year? What do you? What, I got. Well, the Heat obviously is strong. Yeah. You know, obviously, I wasn't a LeBron fan uh, fan before. Um, when he was up in Cleveland, and it's not because he's in Miami now, Florida boy, but right. I actually like I actually felt like we had a lot more in common, especially when he did that decision, right or wrong. Right. It was the most talked about thing of uh, what was going on, and so his decision felt like how I got ridiculed for not rounding outdoors. People really didn't understand why I wasn't really running it. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I became a fan of his because of that. But I either I got uh, Oklahoma and the Heat in the finals and i think lebron's gonna do it but I'm, right. i think i'm i'm pulling for uh the durantula 35 oklahoma Dur- city yeah yeah durant yeah he's he's yeah he's, a, he's what about stanley cup what do you got in the playoffs just coming up who do you got in the stanley cup dude i can't even tell you like <laughs> even getting that yeah I'm, just, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry that's all right i don't i'm not really a hockey guy yeah clearly um hey well yeah. hey thanks uh thanks for coming on the show the Pulp mech show appreciate it good uh Good job this weekend, man. Uh, you really came through, and and you know you're you're down some points to Ryan, but in one sense, I mean, you can just let it hang out and see what happens from here, right? I mean, that's kind of all you can do. Yeah, no, uh, there's there's two things you can hang out and and let it hang out and and try to win some races. Which obviously, I'm going to do, or right. you can just hang out and just finish the season and just yeah. see maybe you can win one of these things just by showing up. You no. don't do that. That's not you. Come on. That's not you. I know I don't. I know I don't do that. I'm like top three in the points right now. I feel like I'm like last. Right. Still, so, yeah. uh, no, I'll, I'll be there ready to win some races. So it'll be good. I don't know you that well, but I know you well enough that you're, you're not just riding out. You're not, not just riding around out there. That is for sure not. Then, then you know me very well then. So um, it's all good. Yeah. Hey, thanks again for coming on. Appreciate, appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you this weekend in Indy. Sounds good, Steve. Thank you. Thanks. All right, everybody. This is JGR Yamaha's James Stewart. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break, uh, come back with uh, six-time AMA national champion Jeff Stanton. We'll probably have the German champion JT on again at some point. we got Ricky Renner coming up, Mike Williamson, Jason Wygant. Jam-packed show. No Kenny Watson. We miss you, Kenny. We love you. See you in a little bit. This is Mark Pellegrino. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show, and you're hearing Kenny Watson with the little man's disease and that other idiot. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by BTOsports.com with Steve Mathis and Kenny Watson. Keep in mind, this show will inform you, enlighten you, and will enrage you all at the same time. Please take precautions. Hey, race fans. Thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com. We here at BTOsports.com want you to remember that BTO Sports is the world leader in aftermarket parts, gear, clothing, and accessories for all things motor. And BTO offers free shipping on all orders within the continental U.S. that are $85 or greater. And free shipping on international shipments over $7.99. 
BTO Sports stands behind the sport to the fullest by supporting riders from amateurs all the way up to the BTO Sports Suzuki Professional Race Team. BTO supports the moto lifestyle because the moto community supports BTO. With great customer service, all the products you want and need, there's no reason to be going anywhere else but BTOsports.com for the best service, pricing, and after-purchase care in the industry. Remember, you can save on your order by typing into the code MATHES, that's M-A-T-T-H-E-S, before you check out for great savings. So take your Pulp MX coupon code and head over to BTOsports.com now for all your motocross shopping needs. Works Connection, the little company that started it all, is back with a new invention that writers like Andrew Short, Ivan Tedesco, Brett Metcalf, Josh Hansen, and more can't live without. Our brand new Pro Launch device makes getting hole shots easy. It's a set it and forget it deal, featuring innovation and design that has made Works Connection the number one company for your bike's needs. Also check out WorksConnection.com for our complete line of elite clutch purchase, which we now allow the customer to customize for his wishes. You can choose the color, the lever ratio, and more in what we're calling the one, two, three easy build. Skid plates, hour meters, throttle tubes, radiator braces, and more. Works Connection is the company that is killing it in Northern California and proud to be a sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. As a matter of fact, enter Pulp MX on checkout and save 20% off your order. Producing helmets since 1948, AGV merged with Dainese in 2007, birthing a renewed commitment to top-of-the-line head protection for off-road and racing enthusiasts. 2012 brings the MTX, AX8, and AX8 EVO. The AX8 EVO is a top-of-the-line helmet worn by Travis Pastrana and Ashley Filet and features the latest in technical design, safety, and comfort. The carbon Kevlar fiberglass hybrid shell keeps the weight low at only 1,100 grams. New padding and revised outer shell incorporate our new shock absorber system, which cooperates with existing back protection. The AX8 is available in nine colorways with an additional seven in the AX8 EVO. Check them out at AGV.com. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation in American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance. The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools, and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation. Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well. Imagine controlling everything from your thermostat, lights, to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do all that and more. Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day. Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page. Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com slash pulpmx. Fly Racing is moto passion defined. From Trey Kennard and Andrew Short to amateurs, our designers and sales staff, even the crew in the warehouse, we live and breathe racing. 2012 introduces our best line ever, but don't take our word for it. 
Tell us about the new signature Carbon F2 helmet, Andrew. It was cool to have some input on the designs, and I already really liked the helmet because it was lightweight and safe, but now that the graphics represent what I wanted, it's pretty cool to race in it. How about that 2012 Evolution and Kinetic racewear? The Evo stuff, I wear it in Supercross. It's a little more high-end because of the looks, and it's a little more heavy-duty, but the Kinetic stuff I love for outdoors because it's lightweight and it feels like it vents a little better. I go mostly off-function for uh, what I choose to race in. How's the durability? You know, over the years, they've improved tremendously, and they never settle, and that's what I like about the gear. Fly Racing is distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. How about those guys, Andrew? Western's a cool company. They're great people. That's what I want to be surrounded with, but they love to ride, and they're passionate about the sport. You know, it's cool to see that translate into a product and a company and what they stand for. Follow Fly Racing in the social media sphere at Facebook.com slash Fly Racing or Twitter.com slash Fly Racing USA. With over 20 years of experience in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the pros. Offering a variety of semi-custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want, with backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99. As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering 15% off your next order. So go to tech1designs.com today and enter the discount code PULPMX15 at checkout to save money today. The little company that could. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of top riders like Kyle Chisholm, Josh Strang, Zach Osborne, and many others, is coming on strong in 2012. Our top-end line of Gox and Limited Goggles have all the features you could want, including four-layer face foam, a lightweight frame, as well as a no-fog, anti-scratch lens. Owned and operated by former national racer and test rider Rich Taylor, it's 25 years of goggle technology, all wrapped up into a high-end goggle with a low-end price. For more information, check out the thexbrand.com. And remember, listeners to the Pulp MX Show can save some cash on their order by typing in the words Xcode 2012 before they check out. That's Xcode 2012. Free Gun Underwear is here, everyone. A men's and ladies' underwear company that has taken over Europe has landed on American shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen. Michael Essie, Ashley Fialek, and X Games star Jared McNeil all know about Free Gun, and you should too. Over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Free Gun, get hip and get cool. Free Gun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com. Rockford Fosgate has been in the business of sound for over 30 years. At Rockford, we know you're fanatical about your music. You take it with you on the road and off. That's why Rockford Fosgate designs and builds audio gear that will deliver big, clear sound for your car, truck, motorcycle, or boat. Rockford Fosgate, car audio for fanatics. Rockford Fosgate is a proud sponsor of the Dodge, Saquon Casino, Harden Huntington, Bellray Racing Supercross team. Max coming at you! Van Halen 5150! 
still holds up to this day. Still, Tits holds up to this day. Halen. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Paul Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Paul Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Van Halen, everybody. And if you close your eyes, you'll think. We're back in 1986 with that song, and which means if you're back in 1986, and that means that there's a privateer coming through the ranks. 1987, riding a Yamaha YZ490 bursting onto the scene. Jeff Stanton, what's up? <laughs> not much. What's going on? Hey, th- not much. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, my co-host, Kenny Watson, is not here this weekend, so uh, it's just you and I. This We're going to take this ride. What's uh, King, Kenny do- what's King Kenny doing? King Kenny is down in Florida with uh, a certain goat. And uh, Ivan Tedesco, and maybe Beaker, and uh, I think they're probably drinking heavily on the water. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I talked to a certain goat tonight, and he said he was completely beat after two days of amateur racing. Oh well, then maybe the goat will be there the next day. Then maybe the drinking has not begun yet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah you did the uh, school last year, huh? The Carmichael Ricky Carmichael Daytona School. Yes. Um. Hey, but anyways, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Uh, always good to have you on. Um, one of my favorite interviews in the sport, without a doubt. Uh, Jeff, you're working with uh, Justin Barsha this year, and uh, in case you haven't noticed, he's killing it. Uh, four, four, wins in, four wins in four races. And uh, question for you, though. Like, we've talked about this before. I've interviewed you a bunch. And, and you know, you're not you, – you have money. You don't need money. Or, well, we all need money, but you don't need – you know, you're good. Uh, you don't need the limelight. You know, you're not in it to just hang out and be the cool guy. Um, so what made you work with Justin Barsha? I'm, I'm assuming they approached you on it. And uh, why the desire to get back into it and to help help him out? Well, you know, it's one of them deals to where, I, you know, I was in contact with them all last year. And I could just, you know, see the mistakes last year. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just told my wife that, gosh, you know, if, if – one person, the right person, could get a hold of that kid. He'd just be, in, he'd be invincible. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I made a few comments, and then, you know, last fall, I, you know, got a couple of phone calls. And so, um, you know, how it really came came out is, you know, I can pick and choose and do what I wanted. And, and if uh, if I was to pick and choose a kid that I'd want to work with, mm-hmm. it is a kid that has a ton of heart and a ton of desire and you can see that from that kid yeah you know he he's really talented and he always gives it his all yeah a little bit reckless but you know it could it looked like could be fine-tuned and uh if uh got into good shape and fine-tuned him a little bit attitude mental everything mm-hmm. he could just he could just be a winner and be a champion and so it's it's kind of it's kind of worked out that way, right? Yeah, and you can always you can always dial back the aggressiveness, right? Um, as opposed to yeah. getting somebody to ride like that. Yeah, you know it was funny. It really wasn't funny, but you know <laughs> we we had hooked up for about two weeks, and then he goes to Bercy, and geez, all hell broke loose. He yeah, in a fight. And, you know, Bot has to get escorted out of the country, and it was like. Dang! Did anything work for the first two weeks we were together? But you know, ever since then, he's you know he learned a lot there, and you know that that I think that really got under his skin, and right. uh, 
he's he's been a great kid it's a you know what it's a good family so, you know mm-hmm. love him or hate him um you know like i said you put uh you ask a hundred people if they like aggressive riding mm-hmm. 98 98 people will say they love it two percent will say they hate it um you know you just can't that's one thing you can't teach you can't te- you can't tell somebody to be aggressive you know teach mm-hmm. somebody to be aggressive it's either in them or it's not and yeah so, um, yeah, we can dial back that aggression a little bit. Hey, you know, let's uh, be a little more patient, maybe follow them for a couple of turns before we, you know, run it right in on them. So, yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's been a fun winter. Uh, God, we I've had so much fun down there with those guys in, in Tallahassee, and it's been good for me. You know, I get right. back in shape, you know. Really, you know, my end of the deal is a lot of training and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Working with him a little bit on riding, but, you know, like I've told him, God, the guy is so talented um, riding-wise. Uh, you know, we can fine-tune a little bit and just, you know, dial stuff in. But more, you know what, more training and mentally than than, than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were – I was at Bercy, and, and, and Nick was. Nick Way was there, too. And uh, I, we started talking about it. We're laughing, and, and Way's like, six time ain't going to stand for that. <laughs> just just out of the blue he's just like that's not gonna work uh so yeah, we were laughing yeah. about how you would not be pumped on that but hey you know what it's with him it's errors of uh commission you know than errors of omission you know what i mean it, it, he's trying to make things happen and he's trying to do things and and it, i like you we said it's better to dial that down than to ratchet it up it's harder to, to ratchet it up in a guy um so when you when you started working with him uh Obviously, like you said, he's so talented. There's not a lot you can teach him on the bike. Um, but what was the number one thing that you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to show you. This is what I'm going to help you with. Physical, mental, what, What, in your opinion, did he need the most work in? Well, it's, you know, how I started the off season. You know, let's go back to Outdoor Nationals last year. Mm-hmm. You know, he he is out front of Villapoto and, and Dungey in the Outdoor Nationals for 25 minutes, and then the last 10 minutes, you know, kind of makes starts making mistakes and falls apart. Mm-hmm. And that's that that to me is just all all base. You know, the base is not built up there. He's just 18 year old kid. You know, those guys are men. Mm-hmm. It's men's strength between the difference between men's strength and and you know. Uh, a teenage strength right and so i just i just wanted to spend the off off season getting some bicycle riding in getting some endurance training in and start building up that strength because that's what he needs you know it's a, a, a professional road bike racer a mountain bike racer you can't expect to go into that, that sport the first year and, and be on top you've got to build that base up and so the, you know, the first month I wanted to build a trust with him for him to trust me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it took a little while. You know, he there was not much enjoyment on going out and doing a couple-hour bicycle rides. But um, now that it's that it's played out the way it has, you know, they, right. they believe in, in what I'm what I'm telling them and, and uh, bring it bring to the table. Yeah, you told me in uh, in it, uh, Dallas, you're like, oh, I hope this works because, you know, you've been, <clears> you've been building him and you've been working with him, but – it's like anything. Uh, they got to see the results, and 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 I imagine four wins, four dominating wins. Uh, Baggett was on him a little bit this weekend, but eh, yeah. I still felt yeah. like he had it in, in his in his control. Um, they, they're see, they're seeing the results, and they got to be pumped, right? I mean, from Justin to the team to the, to Mom Lorraine, who's who's a really nice lady. Uh, they got to be excited with the with everything you've been teaching them, obviously. Yes, I'm sure, and so. Uh, you know, we just want to keep rolling and uh, mm-hmm. get a get a couple more outdoor wins or get a couple more super wins, and then 
gosh, unfortunately, it's time to start thinking about some outdoor training and uh, yeah. getting ready for the outdoor nationals because, uh, you know, in my opinion, that's where he really needs to shine this year right. and uh, try to dominate that outdoor scene as much as he has the Supercross scene because he won the press title last year, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of expected. Yep. So now we got to show our maturity outdoors, um, physically and mentally. Right. Let me ask you this. There's been some whispers that he could get the call from Honda to ride Trey Kennard's bike, 450 Outdoors. Uh, anything you can talk about or confirm, or have you heard that too? Are you wondering maybe, or is he going to be in the 250 class? No, I'm I'm 100% confident that he's going to be in the 250 class yep. and uh, be under the factory connection tent. That's where he's needed right now. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what, what happens at the end of the year and, and next year will, yep. you know, play out. Go from there. Hey, if you've got a question for Jeff Stanton, 702-586-7857. Give him a call and uh, give us a call and uh, ask Jeff anything that's on your mind, whether it be old school or new school or whatever. Um, so through four races, um, has it been perfect in your eyes? What can he work on? I mean, to me, he looks like he can put the bike anywhere he wants at any time. He can do anything, he, any obstacle, no matter where he comes out of the corner at. Uh, what, but what do you see? Do you see – Anywhere where he can improve on through four races? Um, no, you know, he's done a great job. And, you know, hats off to Factor Connection. They really have, you know, Eli's, they have all those those two VTFs working really good. Yeah. Um, and that's been huge this year for that whole team. Um, everybody at, at uh, that Factory Connection's done a great job dialing that bike in. You know, it, mm-hmm. it showed with Eli and his supercross ability and, uh, you know, carried right on in, into Justin. So, um, that's been huge for the whole team confidence wise. Cause last year they really struggled on that bike turning issues. And mm-hmm. this year they just, they've got it figured out. And so, you know, that's, that's, you know, that's 60% of it. And yeah. so knowing that that bike's going to work underneath you and just going to do everything you ask it to do, that's huge. So that's been great as, as a team as for that team. That's been awesome. Um, the first race, I, you know, I'd been watching him for four months, so mm-hmm. he looked a little bit off, but, uh, yeah. gosh, the two races after that, he was just really, 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 really good. You know, we, he didn't get good starts at Dallas and then he's been nailing the starts, which he's always been good at. And, you know, you get a guy like that that nails the start and gets out front as long as he doesn't make any you know foolish mistakes, it's you know in the books for him. So yeah. no, he's he's done everything really really great. St. Louis was he loves St. Louis anyway, but St. Louis was just phenomenal. He just everything was perfect. So you know at this point, like I tell him, yeah, just maintenance, keep uh, you know keep the training going, keep mm-hmm. the riding going, and uh, you know like I said earlier, get a, another Supercross win, made hopefully two Supercross wins, and uh, you know it's time to really start shifting gears getting ready for uh, hang time. Yeah, um, and it's going to be interesting. You know, most likely he's moving to the 450s next year. This is his last shot at 250 class, and he's been good. He's won races, but it's been a hard thing for him to be consistent. 24 motos, uh, like we saw Dean Wilson last year, and Tyler Rattray is always going to be there. So it's going to be very interesting if, if Justin can step up his game, which he looks like so far he has been. We could be in for a hell of an outdoor series between those two. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, from what I see so far, I would say Eli will be super tough. Right. Um, I know Eli struggled with that bike last year. So you put the West Coast guys, East Coast guys together, yeah, it's going to be great. Um, I I hope it's not going to be great, but, you know, when it comes (laughs) outdoors, everybody else will step up. And, uh, you know, uh, 
Roxon will be up there and so mm -hmm. but uh you know like i said with his great starts and uh just keep working on on, uh, on conditioning he'll, you know he'll be right there and keep him mentally tough and um you know just the mistakes that we saw last year you know like uh, red butt sticks in my head you pull a whole shot you're 15 seconds ahead in, in two laps mm -hmm. and at some point you know, if you got 15 seconds on two laps, it's you know time to maybe back it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you win by 15 seconds or by 30 or 40, as long as you're winning. You know, yeah, yeah. You're you're out front by 15, 20 seconds on the third lap, and you know a, a crazy crash. And that's the kind of stuff that we have to avoid. Yeah, pull the whole shot, and if you're pulling away, you're you know, yeah. like I said, I don't care if you win by a second or by 30 seconds, as long as you win it. You know, so you gotta you gotta have a little control and and uh, you know put yourself in the right place. You know, in the past, he's he's been a little too aggressive with guys, and I think you'd agree with that. Um, and I think this year, to me, and I don't know if it's working with you, or I think it is, or maybe it's just maturing as part of being, uh, you know, growing up. To me, he's had the opportunity to uh, put some guys to the ground, and the old Justin Barshow might have. And to me, he's checked up a bit. But you know, honestly, talking to people in the in the uh, in the media and other riders and stuff, I think I'm in the minority, but. I think he's been good this year. I mean, he could have planted some guys in the old Justin Barsha. Might have. Do you agree? Oh, 100%. Um, uh, you know, if I go back to last year at the first race, there, there was a way too much banging. And so, right. Um, you know, at Dallas, I, you know, I said to him, I said, you know what, I don't want, I don't want that, that passing to come back and get you. Mm -hmm. I like aggressive. I love it. Like I said, you line 100 people up, 98% are going are gonna to like it. 2% yeah. are going to hate it. And no, he's been clean. He hasn't. He has hasn't bumped any. He's ran it in on some guys and let them know you're there. And passed yeah. a couple of turns later. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, right. go back to my era with Chicken and and <laughs> and Bradshaw and you know Bale. Dude, there was contact. Somebody's going on the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we haven't we haven't seen that in forever. So no, he's dude. He's doing a great job. Hey, um, uh, we've been talking. I've been talking to Jimmy Button on Twitter. And oh, by the way, you're on Twitter. I. If you would have given me, if you would have given me a hundred guys who I thought was gonna get a Twitter account, I guarantee you, you would have been ninety nine or a hundredth guy. Um, I can't believe you signed up, but that's awesome so far. It's been good. Um, you're on Twitter. I just can't believe it. <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe Justin made you do it, but no. You know what? My daughter's on it, and so I told my daughter one night. I said, "Sean, I need a, I need a Twitter account. Let, let's let's." Let's hook us up. So she grabs my phone. She hooks it up. Uh -huh. She she was she was pissed for two days afterwards because <laughs> after two after two hours I had more followers than she followers than she's had in, in a year and a half. So she was pissed yeah. at me. But uh, it's it's been fun, and I, I like I, I've been chatting with some people tonight. So it's all cool. Yeah, you're sneaky funny. Like for people who may not know, you didn't always like in in your outward uh, presence when you raced. You took very very serious, and you seemed very in the in the mode. But you're one of the funnier guys I've ever talked to, so I'm looking for big things. Um, no, uh, Justin must be wearing off, wearing off on me a little bit. Yeah, my, my seriousness. Um, hey, so I was going back and forth on Twitter with uh, um, when we had James Stewart on. I asked him the same question. Jimmy Button, David Villeman. I think I know where you stand on this, but old Daytona, thirty man gate in the middle of the day track beat up beyond belief and more outdoor than Supercross or new Daytona. 20-man gate, more super crossy at night. Where do you stand on that? Well, let me let me just say, I just was speaking of Twitter. I Twittered Nick Way this afternoon. I said, I, 
uh, because before the race, he said, God, I'm pumped on Daytona. I love it. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I toured him this afternoon and I was picking my kids up from school. And I said, I toured him. I said, Nick, are you still pumped on Daytona after the weekend? <laughs> and yeah. he said, he said, I never thought I would say this, but I wish they would get Gary Bailey back. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Ricky, but yeah, you know what? It was better. Uh, the heat, uh, the track, um, I think it was better in the day, but you right. know, it's all about, it's all about the revenue and man, dude, the people standing in the rain. Yeah. There looked like there was a shit ton of people, so that's what it's about. Uh, yeah, I, I went to those Daytonas from 95 on in the middle of the day, and there was more people now at night than there's ever been for those days, for sure. De- so. Definitely, and, that, and you know, uh, that's uh, love it or hate it, that's what it's about. you mm-hmm. got to have the people there. I watched some old Daytonas on, on, uh, on YouTube recently, and uh, – Fuck! You just killed him. <laughs> you just killed him there. Um, uh, was it just the mindset? I mean, was it? I mean, obviously you won three Supercross titles, so you weren't bad uh, and three outdoors, but you weren't bad indoors, anyways, on a normal Supercross track. But it seemed like at Daytona, it was on. Those poor guys didn't have a shot, huh? You know, it's, I, I talked to Justin about that a while back. You know what? Where I really kicked it into gear is when we went from Daytona or went from Atlanta to Gainesville, to Daytona. That's where my momentum always shifted because I always did good at those three races. Right. I would I would stay on the road with my mechanic for three weeks. We would race in Atlanta. We would go to Ichikani in Georgia, mm-hmm. ride all week, prepare for Gainesville, do Gainesville, and then we would stay back after Gainesville, test all week at a couple of podunk tracks. And, you know, you just I just knew that when I lined up that uh, nobody was going to beat me. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, I mean, a lot of your Supercross wins were – hotly contested and you didn't always win by a huge margin sometimes you did of course but it was over come daytona yeah yeah <laughs> uh hey we yeah. got a question yeah. for you from uh hunter here hunter are you there yeah i'm here you got a question for uh jeff stanton yeah um i was just kind of curious how how many hours a guy like justin actually puts in a week for training i've never really heard like how much time they spend on the bike Cross training, weight training, and it's all the different training. Yeah, give us a, an idea, Jeff, on uh, how many hours uh, a rider like Justin's putting in. You know, I would say total hours is you know with with a warm up in the morning, and uh, you know would probably put in two hours of riding. Uh, an hour we did we did a lot of you know some weight training. Uh, we would I would say an honest five and a half to six hours a day on the off season um, just because we really wanted to put in a bunch of time uh, more on the training. And now once the season rolls around, you know, it's, 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 it's maintenance. You know, you do your, you do your, your training, whether it be your, uh, you know, 40 minute run or an hour and a half bike ride and, you know, do your moto one. you know, most of those guys I'm saying probably an hour and a half to two hours max. Um, you know, when when the season's going on, obviously if there's testing, it's an all day ordeal, and and that's much different. But now now that it's just what I call maintenance, you know, staying, keeping your fitness going, and and just you know getting it in every day, you know, you can whittle that down to you know four or five hours a day. <laughs> there you go, Hunter. Yeah, and could um, do you, you do y'all do like a lot of drills, or do y'all just pretty much just meadow? 
Send um, it you know, you know what? He, if you just moto all the time, you're going to get burnt out, burnt out on it. You know, we'll do we'll do some sprint laps. You know, and, look, and I'll I'll say to to the guys that I'm work you know, working with, hey, let's go out and do three sprint laps, and we're going to do three of them. And you know, it's full on full on race conditions. Line up on the start line, drop the gate, three sprint three sprint laps. Okay, after you do three. Boom, right on the starting line, do three more. The heart rate's way up. You do that three or four times and, and you know, take a break, take, you know, a little while and go, you know, do a 10-lapper and a 20-lapper. Every day varies, you know, just depending on how the rider feels. You do the same thing day after day, you're going to burn them out. So it's mixing it up and, uh, you know, just, just like, you know, any professional athlete, you got to mix it up and do things a little different so it's not stale, you know? Yeah. There you go, Hunter. Thanks, man. All right, thanks. Thanks. Hey, does this Jeff? Does this uh, does this Legends thing have any traction? Bidas keeps running nope. around telling everybody. I mean, is this? I don't. I don't know if it does or not. Um, <laughs> okay. How awesome I don't know would that if the be? manufacturers would want you know want to do that. You know, American Honda. Do they want to put a bike together and you know have it in the truck and have mm-hmm. you know their their you know have Jeremy do it and have me do it? I don't. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I, right. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I like. And I told Bidas, you know, it's all it's all fun, it's good. I can go out and do it because, you know, I, I'm going to ride it in, in, you know, inside my means. You know, you right. get a guy like Ryan that's going to want to come out and be the hero and kick everybody's butt. That's fine. I don't, I don't care. Right, right. I'm going to ride. I'm going to ride within my means, and you know, you're going to make it a show for the fans. You're going to sign other guys. You're going to try to make it fun, but, uh, you know, is it something that the, is it something that the promoters do they want to see it? Do the manufacturers want to see it? Because that's what it really boils down to. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. right. Um. Yeah, I asked, um, I asked you one time, why don't you race Loretta's? And you're just like, I've done it. I've proved everything yeah. I have to prove. <laughs> you know, if they, if they did something like this and, and all the guys would say, hey, you know what, let's right. go out, put a show on. You're going to get somebody that's going to want to go out and spank everybody, you know, right. big deal. If we go out, put a show on, whip it, you know, you know, battle together and, and mm-hmm. make it, make it a, you know, a legit, fun, legends thing without killing a bunch of guys off, it'd be awesome. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, you know, I've, I'll ride within my means, go out and have fun, do what, do what you can do, and, and, you know, go from there. I don't want to do it at a track where you got to jump 100-foot doubles and, yeah. you know, it's stuff that I don't want to do now, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. And let's, go, let's go to Southwick and ride in the gnarly sand loops and, you know, make, yeah. it, uh, make it to where – you know, it's still physical, and it would still be fun, and, you know, you don't have to go out there and tax yourself jumping a bunch of crazy-ass jumps. Right, yeah, and well said, and I think that would be awesome if it happened. I'd be definitely pumped to, to, to do that and stuff. And you did a race in Mexico like that, and it sounded pretty fun. Did you do that race? No, you didn't. You didn't I do that race. I didn't do that race. I did you were a supposed vintage, to. vintage race in Germany this fall. That's and, it. Or this yeah. past fall, and, and gosh. Or in England, sorry. England, and I, we, I had a ball. My son and I went over there, and we just had a great time. I'm going to go do it again this next year. So, you know, I, you ride within your means, and mm-hmm. when you're 40, 43 years old, that's what you have to realize. You know, I enjoy riding. I don't mind doing it. And, you know, I, we can go We can go to a place like Southwick, Unadilla, where it's down a bunch of crazy jumps and put on a good show and have fun and, you know, be safe. That's what it's all about. Did you Have you been riding much? Have you been back on the bike? I guess it's it, where you're home. It's still well, snow, but it's, yeah, it, yeah. It's it, we just lost our snow. It's supposed to be seventy this week, so we, we're definitely getting the itch. And down in Tallahassee, you're more just on the bike and, and then watching him ride. Yeah, no, I just spent all my time training with Justin, and and you know, no, no riding at all. Yeah. And dude, what I would just say about jumps, <laughs> the guys, the guys, it's super cross tracks everywhere. And right. as, as, 
it's nothing that I want to, uh, you know, go out there and do day after day. So. Right. Um, Dylan's got a question for you. Dylan, hey, thanks for listening to the show. You got a question for Jeff? Hey, yeah. Um, hey, Jeff, I wanted to know if, um, do you think that Barsha has it in to go an undefeated season? And I wanted to ask another question, if you see yourself in Justin Barsha. Um, do I see myself, uh, you know, probably I don't see myself in Justin Barsha just because I was, I was nowhere near talented on a motorcycle like that cat. I mean, that guy, you know, I watched that guy ride at his place and I just, I'm amazed. He's just so super talented mm-hmm. on a motorcycle. It's awesome. And so if you can put that talent with, uh, my determination and work ethic training wise, um, it, it, you know, like I said earlier, he'd just be invincible. So, um, so no, I don't see myself, you know, down, down, down that road. So, and the other question was, what'd you say? Um, I was wondering if just if Justin can actually go and do an undefeated, undefeated. season. That's right. You know, only I, one, only I, one rider has done it in history. Only RC has been able to do it on on the regional yeah, series. Yeah, you know what? I I told him to start off the year. If you go to the first race and you win. That's awesome, but you know, most importantly, let's be on the podium for every race. So as long as I can keep him in the attitude, hey, we're going to go to the race and we're going to be on the podium every weekend, um, and he wins, it's a bonus. So I don't want I don't want him to go in saying, uh, yeah, I'm going to go kick everybody's butt at Indy. I'm going to win mm-hmm. because nine times out of ten, something bad will come out of that. Hey, I'm going to go there. I'm going to do the best I can. I'm going to be on the podium and there's a pretty good shot he's going to win. So I don't want to jinx him saying, yeah, he can go undefeated because that's not the attitude that I, I want him to have. There you, yeah. go. there you go, Dylan. All right, thanks, man. You're you're a legend. Thanks, buddy. I, th- I think you meant me, Jeff. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, Jeff, uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, no, no problem. Always, always a good interview, always a good time. And, uh, man, yeah, whatever you're doing with uh, Justin, just keep on, keep on, keep on. So uh, we'll see you this weekend in Indy. You betcha. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. Bye. Yeah. Uh, six-time AMA champion uh, Jeff Stanton uh, on the line. Let me take this call. That was from me. And you want to get our next guest on uh, V-Tits? Tits, by the way, uh, Ryan Dungey. He's what? out He's out four to six weeks. Is I heard that. You okay with that? Uh, what do I do? I just feel like your love for him is off and on. And I don't uh, know how it is right I, now. I, I don't even know. I've got so many mixed emotions, and you right. know, and, yeah, yeah. what do you do? But okay. wait, wait, is it for sure he's out four to six weeks? Because yeah. on the phone, I'm, he's just kind of like, yeah. No, he, he's out four to six. Week to week. I talked to KTM today. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. All right. Uh, Tyson, you there? What's up, Steve? Hey, uh, I was. I, uh, we had we struggle with time with Stanton, but uh, what's your question about the regional series? Yeah, it's all good. Uh, I, I know that there's been some discussion as far as whether the Supercross lights would ever go just one series straight across the, the country, and that's obviously probably not going to happen. But the question I do have is, I remember back in the late 90s, early 2000s, they actually had, I believe it was two or three East Coast shootouts. One was usually in St. Louis, one was in Texas, and one possibly Minneapolis or mm-hmm. Indy, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we never really saw the shootout last year because once Barsha won his title and Pickle won his title, yeah. They were just out there just just for a ride. Do you think that would ever come back? Um, you know to have, what? To have multiple shootouts. Yeah, it, it needs to. Um, I was talking to uh, Todd Gendro, one of the guys, uh, one of the head guys at Feld uh, a couple weeks ago. I was on a plane with him, sitting next to him in first class, and unfortunately, he had nowhere to go. So, I I, I believe they should. That made for a great racing, and 
And like you said, the shootout, the shootout has been kind of devalued a little bit now with the new since last year. So yeah. I, I definitely think they should do it. I don't know if they will, but uh, it was great. I think the shootout adds something to it. And why not? If something's good, why don't you keep doing it and see how it turns out? You know. Um, and I and I mean, if you look at the lights teams back then versus now, I mean, pretty much every single major lights rider is on a major team where the semi's already there. Just throw in one or two more bikes, yeah. and you're good to go. Yeah, I know exactly. And you can always do it at Dallas or Houston or somewhere central, so it's not too far for everybody to go. Um, yeah, I think they should. I think they should liven it up a little bit. I think I was all about them doing that um, that switch last year to make the last round in Vegas a points paying race. Because I just think we need to change a lot of things up in Supercross. I think the, the stuff's getting a little stale. The format's getting a little stale. Four strokes haven't helped the Supercross series at all, in my opinion. And so I was all about changing it. But then when they did it, it then it, it really hurt the East-West shootout. You know, it was just yeah. like kind of like, oh, God, these guys are just riding around out there. So, well, Steve, you got the Jeff Alessi thing working. Maybe you can work on this for a little bit, see if we can get it for next year. Yeah, and don't forget who predicted James Stewart win in Daytona. Don't forget, Tyson. You, you stamped it. I stamped, stamped it. it. I stamped I'm, it. I'm surprised it took you this long to bring that up, by the way. Well, because it was muddy and it was <laughs> shitty. So, like. You didn't know that going into no, it. No, I know. But, I, you know, when it's muddy and shitty, anything can happen. But I did stamp it many times. That's true. Thanks, Tyson. Well, hey, what are you stamping for this weekend? Uh, I'm not stamping anything this weekend. <laughs> Nope. He only does it every now and then. Only when I feel yeah, in my bones. Only when I feel in my bones, Tyson. I don't want to talk about your bones. All right. Steve. Hey, say hi right, to Steve, say hi to Talon for us. Bye. Uh, next guest on the line. Yeah, he is. Racer X his own Jason Wygant. Weege. Live from Main Street in Daytona. Bike Week is on. <laughs> 1987 style. We've got a we've got a reporter on the street right now. We're going we're going him to a live for a live read. Uh, are you really downtown Daytona? And uh, your man Pitch said it was too loud, so I had to walk a block away from Main Street. Are you hearing this? That, that's me doing my producer. Uh, I can hear. I can hear some bikes, but it's good. It sounds good. No, you're good. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, did you hear that last caller? He wanted me to stamp something for this weekend, but I do not feel comfortable with stamping anything. Yeah, I did hear that as a matter of fact. But you know what? I think the the, the theory is on like professional sports. Like if your team wins a World Series or a Super Bowl or whatever, you get like a five year break. To where you're not allowed to complain. Yeah. You stamp James Stewart winning Daytona. I say you get five weeks where you don't need to predict anything. You right. Just rest on that. Just sit back and and yeah and enjoy the laurel, enjoy the glory. And we had him on the show tonight. So. The winner. Yeah. 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 Um, you know who you did not have on the show tonight? Justin Brayton. Well, um, I don't really want to. You know. Yeah. Listen, I've been hanging out here at Daytona. Don't ruin my week. Okay. Um, however. Not on the show tonight, but hanging out right here in Daytona is your co-host, Eddie Watson. Oh, yeah. See, and I thought. None other than your favorite rider. You're the, the, (laughs) let's see, that would be the YFROAT, your favorite rider of all time. Ricky Carmichael here at the Ricky Carmichael Amateur Supercross Championship brought to you by Monster Energy. <laughs> They've been hanging, man. They've been hanging all day, all day Sunday, all day Monday. Yeah, he. Uh, I thought he was going down to Tallahassee or whatever, but, yeah, I guess he's still there for a few days because uh, RC's got to be there or whatever for his school. And uh, yeah. I asked him if he, if he wanted to come on the show yesterday. I said, hey, if, uh, do you want to come on the show? Do you have any time for the show? Let me know. 
and I got no response back at all. Nothing. So. Well, I, I actually did a little research for you okay. on the ground floor. And uh, what Kenny told me was, hey, I don't do this for a living. I've got work to do. And I said, really? <laughs> so what kind of work have you done today? And he said nothing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly yeah. it. You and got- I said, how, how is your team going to get by? Over the next five days, without you there, cracking the whip and testing. Um, and he said, don't worry, I arranged it all in advance. Yeah, because they have a new rider, Kyle Regal, officially on the team now. We knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. oh you're just cracking that? No. Letting everybody know right now. Regal Twittered it already. Oh, okay. Yeah, he told me that uh, yesterday as well. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, see, the only thing he's going to be working on is his beer bong skills. I mean, that's well, it. he said he's kind of torn because uh, – he, he he wanted to maybe stop by and visit Chad Reed at some point during the week, but he feels like, you know, he came here to hang out in Tallahassee with Carmichael, and he feels like he needs to see, see that through well, the end and stick it out. Well, again, you were with me when we did the hangout with Chad Reed day and then hangout with James Stewart the next day, and things got yeah. a little weird. Yeah, everything was fine until <laughs> they found out that we had hung out with the other guy the previous day. And here's the funny thing. That was 2009 when you figured things were at their most heated. Yeah. Their absolute the pinnacle of friction between the two. Right. But I believe in the last week or so, three years later, we might have eclipsed that. So you might have made the right move by not even coming to Florida. Don't take a side. Just stay away. Yeah. I was always just thinking, like, why can't we just be like a stray dog and go to Reed's house and go to James' house? But apparently you can't. You have to You have to well, pick a friendship. <laughs> But, but I don't want people to get the wrong idea. I mean, it wasn't like we went to James' house the next day and we were thrown out. No, um, no. But, but it was, you know, hey, we're not really getting along very well right now. Um, <laughs> but I really thought that that was kind of in the past. But I think if anyone that follows Twitter in right. the last week or two yeah. uh, will realize that's not the case. Hey, you getting the atmosphere here on Main Street? You hear that? Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, it's nice. Yep. Um, hey, so yeah. you uh, – got to get to this RC amateur – Supercross thing. Two days of yep. straight announcing for you. Up, were, did you have any help? You were concerned you weren't going to have any help. Well, the help I had was David Eiser of a uh, different radio show, DMX. And, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah so, sorry. Yeah. But um, uh, today was uh, main event day where we handed all the championships. So he ran the podium. So I had to call every moto. So basically from uh, about 6 p.m. Saturday till about now, I've been announcing something. And if it's not <laughs> racing Saturday, Sunday, Monday, it's trying to avoid having the shot girl here on Main Street sell me a $5 shot. Because as you know, I do not like to spend money. No, no. Yeah. I don't find the value in the $5 shot. So <laughs> I thought my voice was safe as soon as I got through the Monday night racing. But then I had to come downtown and then start talking my way out of spending money. So yeah. the voice is pretty much blown out. Uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds, it, doesn't sound, it sounds a little rough. Um, your hey, how was the track for the amateur thing? Did they do a good job? The only thing they missed out was um, <clears throat> folks that saw the race on Saturday, uh, either in person or on TV. Um, you know, they made the first turn, they went in the second turn, and then they had a big triple after that that a couple of riders jumped. Basically, everything beyond that they had to cut out. It was basically a swamp by the time Sunday morning rolled around. Um, so they took that out, but um, we didn't have any rain really since. Saturday night. So by today, the weather was great, and the track was actually in really good shape. Kind of a bummer that um, one section over in the corner couldn't be used because it was pretty much underwater. Okay. Uh, but 
the format of this race to try to give people the Supercross experiences on Sunday we run heat races, and then on uh, Monday we run main events. And even though the weather was good enough now to bring that other section of the track back, yeah, uh, you really shouldn't run a heat and then a main event on a different track. So uh-huh. we stuck with what we had on Sunday, even though by today the weather was great. And the track was primo. I couldn't believe uh, how, how great it turned out. And then I found out why. This is interesting trivia for you folks. Okay. In 2008, apparently the infield of Daytona has sewer grates built into it to drain the water. Okay. And in 2008, they had so much rain so quickly, they couldn't find them. The <laughs> whole infield was flooded. They couldn't find the sewer grates. They had covers over them, basically. And they pulled the covers off, and the water drained. Mm-hmm. In 2008, that epic mud race, they couldn't find them. They couldn't drain the water. This weekend, they could. So a day or two of sunshine. I mean, you could not get better conditions than we had today. And that's pretty impressive, considering how bad it was, what, two days ago? Um, yeah, yeah, I know that. But the lap times had to have been pretty short, huh? Well, we had to cut a section of the track out. That's and what it was I mean. a tough decision to make because yeah. that section of the track today was fine, and they could have put the jumps back in and rebuilt that and used it. No, but, but they're I- trying to run the Supercross format, which is whatever the track is in a heat race, yeah. that's the track what it should be in the name. Uh, hey, um, uh, I, I, I freaked out at your tweet. Very excited. Barry Karsten, domination today in the RC. Oh, yeah. Three for three, not only on moto wins, but on hole shots as well. Three for three. He's back. Domination. Big, big boar Barry. Oh, man, I'm <laughs> telling you what. The elbows were down. The front wheel was up over the bigger jumps. <laughs> he was looking good out there. You had to have been so proud. So proud of him. He still got it, everybody. He still got it. Well, here's the here's the, the the sad irony of my career, so to speak. Um, as you folks probably know, I, I grew up uh, as a, a fan that just went to the local races, watching Bear Dog fair down in the competition, and then I was eventually promoted to flagger, yellow flagger at Angerstown. But very rare is the moment where I get to announce a race that Barry Carson is in. It yeah. never really happened. So to announce three Barry Carson victories today and three hole shots it really doesn't get any better than that i might retire this might be the last <laughs> thing i ever do yeah this show yeah that's it done um uh hey and what uh so you're you're you're, you're going to gncc when tomorrow yeah we have the gncc uh, bike race tomorrow and then i'll head back on uh, wednesday and then hand the keys over to mathis for indy good luck oh you're not going to indy i didn't know this was official I- Oh, it's stamp it, as we like to say. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, hey, we got a Twitter from Watson. Uh, what did he say, Tits? What did Watson say? Oh, it was uh, pretty great. He's, the text was literally oh, it was a text. Says, it was a text. Oh, okay. Yeah, he texted me, and he says, The show is boring. Do people really like you guys suck, LOL? Okay, all right. Words of encouragement from the co-host. Yep. <laughs> um, hey, we, we, right. got, we got a phone, uh, question for you uh, from a caller. Okay. Who, do you, who do you think it is? Larger? No. Nope. But No. No, but close. <laughs> close. <laughs> Wait a minute, close. I, I don't know if uh, I'd say that. Let me let me, <laughs> let me, let me, let me. All right. Uh Nash. Nash. You, gentlemen. Oh, Nash. Gentlemen. Stop. Weeds. Nash. New Jersey living large. Down in oh Argentina. man, I'm done. Listen, we need to, Nash, do me a favor. We need to put the Jason Lawrence aside. 
I want a moment of silence for Bear Dog, Barry Carson, dominating today at Daytona. Oh. Remoto win, three hole shots. Let's just give a little respect, okay? <laughs> First of all, the only way it can get better is if Joel Dangler and the host, the cast of 1997 was lined up there. It could only make it sweeter. Was, that, was Dangler anywhere on the line? Dangler was not there, but however, my life, I put my life at teeth. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and then it went to a whole other, I, I can't even, I'm, I'm getting the clumps here. I thought my life was teeth until I peaked, uh, until I tweeted that Barry Carson had one three straight photos, photos, and then Joel Dangler retweeted that. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course he did. Yeah. The only <laughs> person who did not retweet it was Barry Carsten, who I believe doesn't even have a cell phone, let alone use Twitter. <laughs> he doesn't have a cell phone. We, just... <laughs> we, when I saw the tweets, I was, I was fist pumping for you, uh, uh, RJ style Anaheim for you. Anyway, Man, was, I have a genuine question. Okay. Can you use your sphere of media influence to get JT – on the Nationals to maybe do pit reporting, starting line reports. I mean, JT has to get into the media. He, re- he released on last week's show that he's dying to get on board. He, what do you think, Reed? Are you talking about when he's not racing? He's got a race, Nash. In na- he doesn't race Nationals? Yeah, yeah, he does. They're, they're racing Nationals. He did last year. No, he tore his knee up. He didn't race. He didn't race. He tore his I, knee up. But I, I, I thought, you know, maybe do like a little Supercross only and to get Weege in there. I mean... <laughs> I mean, it could happen. I don't know. No. Wow. Um, well, the happiest person out of this conversation is myself because I just got bailed out from answering that question. Who do you think? Who'd you rather look at, JT or Georgia Lindsay? Well, I think what Nash and a lot of other people in the industry are implying is to, you know, you, you still want the female presence, you know, maybe to do the podium interviews and do interviews with riders, you know. There's yeah. nothing wrong with the female yeah. presence, as they like to call it. Yeah. Uh, be it Georgia Lindsay or Aaron Bates or whoever it might be. Um, but I think a lot of people want an addition to the staff, a, a professional racer or ex-professional racer down on the track to break things down. I think that's what Nash is getting at. Am I correct, Nash? That is correct, sir. Right. And, and a lot serious. of people are pushing for that and I want that. But um, one step at a time, those things cost money. I, I wouldn't want my buddy JT or anyone else and say, listen, okay, we'll see you at the races, pay your expenses, and there's no money in the budget for a fourth person, so good luck, sir. Uh-huh. Um, and you know that check I don't, that you'd have to write for JT would be hefty. That'd be a large check. Large check. Well, yeah, well, in, in German Deutschmarks, probably. <laughs> uh, we got to get JT. Steve, can you get JT to do at least one slight German can, impression tonight? We can get him on the line. Yeah, he can, he can fill in for Roxon there a couple weeks ago. So, Dude, that, that yeah, was, that was Thank impressive. You. Thanks, Nash. Um, All right. Hey, fellas, keep it going. Weege, cheers. Stevie, cheers. See you, Nash. Hey, uh, Wagant, uh, before we let you go, how was the race, the Supercross? Uh, were you just getting soaked? Did you have someone, did you have an umbrella girl calling when you were calling the action? Well, luckily I had a little experience to draw on. Uh, the, the reason I got the Daytona uh, live announcing gate, by the way, are you getting the Harley for the background? Yeah, I am. Yep, it's good. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to kind of strategically stand at a distance where I won't be drowned out, but you'll still realize who are live. You, who, are you with? who are you with down there right now? Uh, we got the, uh, a bit of a race rex crew here. We got Andrew Fredrickson and uh, our graphic designer, Mike Fisher, and uh, Jordan Roberts, who all raced today. 
okay. in the, uh, the amateur program. So people that think that race directs are just riders and shooters, they all raced. And then, lucky us, Johnny O'Hanna showed up as well. Oh, oh that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, yep. good. Uh, he's okay. been good, man. He's been uh, all weekend. He's been telling me Mitch Payton stories about Mitch Payton. Yep, yep. <laughs> with Mitch sitting next to him. Oh, yeah, okay. That's good. That's all. He's good. Kind of an interesting interesting way of doing it. I will do the talking for Mitch. Kind of an interesting way of, <laughs> of yeah. Any, any, anyhow, anyhow. Anyhow, how was, um, how was the racing wait, 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 itself? Oh, we're talking about Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, Saturday uh, night. I got this gig because in 2008, um, Paul Page, uh, the legendary voice of IndyCar, who is usually one of the live announcers at Daytona for Supercross, got sick. And as always, when someone is in a bind, the first thing they do is call Davey Coombs and say, Davey, help us. Right. Hey, we have an announcer that's sick. Do you know anyone? And he's like, I got a guy named Jason who's an, uh, down announcing a GNCC. He's in the area. Call him up. They call me and said, do you know anything about Supercross? Could you come on down? And I said, <laughs> I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, and then it was the worst mud race uh, in the history, the 47-year history, I think, yeah. of that event. Um, so this year was bad, but I'd say it was half as bad. Um, so it really wasn't too bad. And uh, we actually had so much fun that uh, the Cliff Nobles was me uh, driving a Yamaha Rhino, and he drives along the side of the track. If you guys are watching it on TV, uh-huh. you saw that I had a camera keeping up with the riders. Yep. Uh, I actually hopped in with him and announced – while driving in the Rhino. It's pretty cool. Okay. So you stand and, up. And a little trivia for you guys. A Yamaha Rhino's governed top speed is 47 miles an hour. And at 47 miles an hour, we could not keep up with Wyndham, Villapoto, or Stewart in the heat race. Wow. They were going faster than that. There you go, folks. There's some trivia. Yeah. Uh, yep. How was Larry Nastin? Uh, Larry's actually... It's one of those, uh, you know how you uh, uh, go faster by slowing down, as Barry Bailey likes to say? Yeah, yeah. I feel like each year he backs it down a little bit, and the performance comes a little bit more quality every year. Um, it, it, the first time I did it in 2008, it was mispronunciations and screaming, screaming mispronunciations over his name. <laughs> yeah. uh, this year is pretty good. We have Rob Bidens on board this year, too. And, and Mathis, I know you're backing up on this. There is not anyone in this sport that knows more about the sport than Rob Bidens. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. So, I don't know why Rob isn't a live announcer at every single race. To be honest, he's got a voice right. for it. He's got the facts for it. He's a huge Rob Bidas fan. Uh, I am. So. Yeah, he he was on his game, man. He was great. Um, so I was on one end, and Rob was at the other, and Larry's in the middle. Um, we had a pretty good deal going. Yeah. When when you throw Rob in the mix, that's a lot of knowledge there, so it keeps everyone aligned. Okay, but you're not going to give me any Larry Nassen stories that I want to hear. Dude, I'm not kidding. Okay. If, you, if you say, give me some Larry Nassim stories from three years ago, I can go crazy on right, you. But this right. year, okay. All right. solid. Good enough. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Nice little update from Jason Wygant on uh, Daytona and the RC Amateur Supercross. So, not, uh, a single, not a single thing about the race on Saturday night at all, huh? Uh, no, we covered that. We, we're, we're good. We, we got that. And by the way, we're, we're not. you're off the podcast show this week, too. We're moving on. Ooh. Moving on without you. You got bumped. Yeah. Wow, okay. So you want to execute me live uh, right in front of people. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> we agreed to it already. Come on. Don't act like that. We, we already said I'm, I'm busy. I'm traveling. I can't do it. You already said that. And who do you have on the show tonight to wrap up the race? Like the guy who won or something? Yeah, James Stewart. Jeff Stanton came on. Oh. Jeff Stanton come, came on. 
Uh, always, oh, do, and oh. we're gonna have Mike Williamson on and uh, the two-stroke guy. There's actually two two-stroke guys though, and I love the fact that the one two-stroke blew up. Hey, everybody, cursing the four strokes. <laughs> Guess what? The two-stroke blew up. So suck it. I like that. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought that there were never injuries and or bike blow-ups in the sport until four strokes came along. No, I, I know. I'm with you. I didn't know it either, but apparently so. Apparently they do blow up once in a while. Wow. Next thing you're going to tell me is that in the old days of the 125 two-stroke nationals, that factory 125s were faster than privateer bikes. No. Yeah, I, I, I am. Not possible. Yeah, I know. I know. Nope. They just roll them up the showroom floor, $6,000 or probably $3,000 in those years of money. Everyone was even Steven. And, and I'll also tell you that the four-strokes, the guys in the four-strokes, they're not riding as hard as they can because they don't want to stall them. They don't want to yeah, stall them. That's why, that's why you don't see things like the greatest uh, season in Supercross history on 450s last year. You do not see great racing and great title fights. Yes. Not like that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and while I'm at it, I need, think these Supercross uh, racetrack designers need to think about how they design these tracks before riders like Ryan Dungey get injured during practice at their track at home that has absolutely nothing to do with the actual racetrack that was built that weekend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, good times. Um, well, hey, uh, be safe tonight, Daytona. I've, don't get – hey, and I know, you, I know this isn't going to happen to you, but one time on Main Street, me and my buddy Jason Fournette, we got, oh boy. we got suckered into a guy said, hey, do you want to see a sex show? And we're like, do we? You know, like yeah. uh, all girl. I think all girl sex show. And we're like, do we? And the guy's like, okay, yeah. it's 40 bucks. And so we're like, there's like three or four of us. And so we pay the dude 40 bucks. He pulls us into this alley, puts us into this room. It's, it's a room with the, these, these, these uh, couches and stuff and all that and mirrors on the wall. And then – Girls in lingerie proceeded to walk out of the back, do a circle in front of us, and walk back in. Oh. And that was $40 to see girls in lingerie just walk around the room and go back in. Is that the best $40 you ever spent? The thing with Wygant, though, is I know this, this has no chance of happening with Jason Wygant. <laughs> no. No, you lost me at do you because I know that the do you usually has a dollar sign attached. Right. There's zero, like, there's zero chance you spent $40. On. Actually, about 10 minutes before you called me, I yelled at a shot girl because when she asked for one of the shots, I said no, and she rolled her eyes. And I said, <laughs> wait, are we required? Yeah. Did I tell you that I was going to buy shots? Why are you rolling your eyes? I never told you I was going to. <laughs> Why am I obligated to do this? Right. Uh, good times with Jason Wygett wow. and, and his wallet. Not easily parted, everybody. Not easily parted. No, there are so many pierced people down here. I was wondering if there's a way I could possibly get a piercing that connects to a chain drive that connects to my wallet so it will just remain <laughs> stamped shut and part of me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Hey, Wygant, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Appreciate it. And uh, I won't see it, Indy, but uh, I know you'll be yelling at me with both barrels uh, shortly. So. Hey, I want to throw in one more little hint of Daytona. I'm sure I've gone over the yeah. time limit. Yeah. But our one guy, Jordan, just bought a $10 T-shirt that has the monster claw on it. But instead of three claws, it's two, so they don't rip off the trademark. So that means it's monster, monster energy drink. <laughs> Good job. It has, the, it has the monster claw with two, not three claws. And then monster Daytona 2012, oh, 10 bucks, if, if, if he doesn't wear that this weekend in Indy, I'm going to get very upset. I need to see this T-shirt, monster. Uh, I'll tell him to bring it. Yeah. And then there's a picture of a road race bike that has clearly has Yamaha stripes on it, but where it says Yamaha in the Yamaha font, uh -huh. it says Daytona. 
Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. I can hear the Harleys now. Yep. All right, buddy. All right, I'll, I'll tell them to bring it to uh, Indy. Thanks. See ya. Thanks, guys. I see ya. All right, Jason Wygant, Racer X Jason Wygant. Having a good time, it sounds like, in, yeah. in Daytona. Um, commercial? Yep. Or an next guest? Uh, let's go to commercial, and then we'll get your our next guest. Before right we go to commercial, back. Rockford Fosgate is uh-huh. on board with us. Right. And we want to thank those guys. And Fuel Clothing. Good guys at Fuel Clothing. So what we're going to do. true. What we're going to do. We've got some shirts, uh-huh. gloves, and socks to give away from both of those companies. Rockford Fosgate and Fuel Clothing. We're going to take hmm, three, three prize packs total. Yeah, is what three, we've got. Three, three callers. We're going to take caller. Uh, two, four, and six. Two, four, and six right now, everybody. And uh, and call in and you can win a Rockford Fosgate. Give them a choice what they want first, and then just narrow it down. Okay. Uh, fuel clothing. Thanks for fuelclothing.com. Good guy, Shane. Yeah. Shane at Fuel. Please only call in if you haven't won in the last oh, six months. God, dude, you hey. got to stop that. I appreciate it though. Really? Um, you want yeah. me to stop it? No, I don't. I want okay. you. I want you to do it. All right. Um. Uh. And thanks to BTOSports.com, X Brand Goggles, FMF Racing, Fly Racing, Works Connection, AGV Helmets, Vivid Home Automation, Tech One Designs. Free gun underwear, Rockford Fosgate. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Pookie. And uh, we're going to come back with Mike Williamson. Thanks for listening. This is Georgia Lindsay, presenter of the Motocross Grand Prix, and you're listening to the Pulp Mech Show with Mathis and Watson. You're listening to the Pulp MX Show, presented to you by BTOSports.com, featuring Kenny Watson and that other guy. Thanks for listening. Please support our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, race fans, thanks for listening to the Pulp MX Show presented by BTOSports.com. We here at BTOSports.com want you to remember that BTO Sports is the world leader in aftermarket parts, gear, clothing, and accessories for all things motor. And BTO offers free shipping on all orders within the continental U.S. that are $85 or greater. And free shipping on international shipments over $7.99. BTO Sports stands behind the sport to the fullest by supporting riders from amateurs all the way up to the BTO Sports Suzuki Professional Race Team. BTO supports the moto lifestyle because the moto community supports BTO. With great customer service, all the products you want and need, there's no reason to be going anywhere else but BTOsports.com for the best service, pricing, and after-purchase care in the industry. Remember, you can save on your order by typing into the code MATHES, that's M-A-T-T-H-E-S, before you check out for great savings. So take your Pulp MX coupon code and head over to BTOsports.com now for all your motocross shopping needs. Works Connection, the little company that started it all, is back with a new invention that writers like Andrew Short, Ivan Tedesco, Brett Metcalf, Josh Hansen, and more can't live without. Our brand new Pro Launch device makes getting hole shots easy. It's a set it and forget it deal, featuring innovation and design that has made Works Connection the number one company for your bike's needs. Also check out WorksConnection.com for our complete line of elite clutch purchase, which we now allow the customer to customize for his wishes. You can choose the color, the lever ratio, and more in what we're calling the one, two, three easy build. Skid plates, hour meters, throttle tubes, radiator braces, and more. Works Connection is the company that is killing it in Northern California and proud to be a sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. As a matter of fact, enter Pulp MX on checkout and save 20% off your order. Producing helmets since 1948, AGV merged with Dionese in 2007, birthing a renewed commitment to top-of-the-line head protection for off-road and racing enthusiasts. 2012 brings the MTX, AX8, and AX8 EVO. 
BAX8EVO is a top-of-the-line helmet worn by Travis Pastrana and Ashley Filer and features the latest in technical design, safety, and comfort. The carbon Kevlar fiberglass hybrid shell keeps the weight low at only 1,100 grams. New padding and revised outer shell incorporate our new shock absorber system, which cooperates with existing back protection. The AX8 is available in nine colorways with an additional seven in the AX8 EVO. Check them out at AGV.com. Since 1973, FMF has been about getting more out of riding motorcycles. More power, more wins, more fun. For 39 years, we've been rolling up our sleeves, building our factory, engineering and manufacturing the world's finest performance exhausts. Innovation and American craftsmanship makes FMF today's leader in performance. The solution to safeguarding your bike, your tools, and everything else is easy. It's Vivint Alarms and Home Automation. Whatever it is you want to protect, Vivint is one of North America's largest security companies. And on top of the peace of mind you get from having everything protected, you can also get home automation as well. Imagine controlling everything, from your thermostat, lights, to cameras, from your phone. Vivint lets you do all that and more. Ryan Villapoto and even Mathis himself have and use the system every day. Pulp MX Show listeners save 100 bucks by clicking on the banner on the show page. Want to learn more? Go to vivint.com slash pulpmx. Fly Racing is moto passion defined. From Trey Kennard and Andrew Short to amateurs, our designers and sales staff, even the crew in the warehouse, we live and breathe racing. 2012 introduces our best line ever, but don't take our word for it. Tell us about the new signature carbon F2 helmet, Andrew. It was cool to have some input on the designs, and I already really liked the helmet because it was lightweight and safe, but now that the graphics represent what I wanted, it's pretty cool to race in it. How about that 2012 Evolution and Kinetic Racewear? The Evo stuff, I wear it in Supercross. It's a little more high-end because of the looks, and it's a little more heavy-duty, but the Kinetic stuff I love for outdoors because it's lightweight and it feels like it vents a little better. I go mostly off function for uh, what I choose to race in. How's the durability? You know, over the years, they've improved tremendously, and they never settle, and that's what I like about the gear. Fly Racing is distributed exclusively in the United States by Western Power Sports. How about those guys, Andrew? Western's a cool company. They're great people. That's what I want to be surrounded with, but they love to ride, and they're passionate about the sport. You know, it's cool to see that translate into a product and a company and what they stand for. Follow Fly Racing in the social media sphere at Facebook.com slash Fly Racing or Twitter.com slash Fly Racing USA. With over 20 years of experience in the graphic design and motocross industries, Tech One Designs has the expertise you need to make your bike look like the pros. Offering a variety of semi-custom and fully custom graphics for your bike, Tech One Designs delivers just what you need at the prices you want, with backgrounds starting as low as $29.99 and full graphic kits from $149.99. As a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show and its dedicated listeners, we want to show our support by offering 15% off your next order. So go to tech1designs.com today and enter the discount code PULPMX15 at checkout to save money today. The 
little company that could. X-Brand Goggles, the choice of top writers like Kyle Chisholm, Josh Strang, Zach Osborne, and many others, is coming on strong in 2012. Our top-end line of Gox and Limited Goggles have all the features you could want, including four-layer face foam, a lightweight frame, as well as a no-fog, anti-scratch lens. Owned and operated by former national racer and test rider Rich Taylor, it's 25 years of goggle technology, all wrapped up into a high-end goggle with a low-end price. For more information, check out the xbrand.com. And remember, listeners to the Pulp MX Show can save some cash on their order by typing in the words Xcode 2012 before they check out. That's Xcode 2012. Free Gun Underwear is here, everyone. A men's and ladies' underwear company that has taken over Europe has landed on American shores with some of the freshest and funkiest styles you've ever seen. Michael Essie, Ashley Fialek, and ex-game star Jared McNeil all know about Free Gun, and you should too. Over 200 designs for both sexes starting at $9.99. There's sure to be something for you. Free Gun, get hip and get cool. Free Gun is a proud sponsor of the Pulp MX Show. For more information, check out freegun-underwear.com. Rockford Fosgate has been in the business of sound for over 30 years. At Rockford, we know you're fanatical about your music. You take it with you on the road and off. That's why Rockford Fosgate designs and builds audio gear that will deliver big, clear sound for your car, truck, motorcycle, or boat. Rockford Fosgate, car audio for fanatics. Rockford Fosgate is a proud sponsor of the Dodge, Saquon Casino, Harden Huntington, Bell Ray Racing, Supercross team. Welcome back to the show, the Pulp of Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. 50 mission cap, tits. Not even listening to Tragical Hip. He hates Tragical Hip. You better believe it. It's good. Hey, uh, who are the winners? All right. Uh, Kim Devine, Jason, or sorry, Jake. Kim Devine won on a technicality. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Falsgraf and yeah. Adam Saba. Uh, Fuelclothing.com. Fuel they want some socks and some and, and some shirt or socks and gloves. And Rockford Fosgate, they want some shirts. So, yeah, sweet uh, shirts, by the way. Do you like them? I, I, I like some of I them. Was, yeah. I was. I didn't look at them. I just opened a box and said, "Have uh -huh. some." But you, so they're good. They're yeah. solid. Yeah. What did we talk about when we when we said to come back from commercial? You said to get the guy on. 
Yeah. And I haven't done that, but I'm going to do that right now for you. Ridiculous. Um, thanks to everybody for listening tonight. BTOsports.com, X-Brand Goggles, FMF Racing, Fly Racing, Works Connection, AGV Helmets, Vivid Home Automation, Tech One Designs, Free Gun Underwear, and Rockford Fosgate. A lot of those guys that sponsor us give you discounts if you uh, uh, put a Pulpomex code in, put the code word Matheson for the BTO Sports. Uh, put the code on Look On More. Uh, say 40% on X-Brand Goggles on TheXBrand.com. So 40%. Off, off retail is good, bro. So uh, you could do that. Tech One Designs, if you if you want some graphics for the, your bike, check them out. They can custom make them for you. And uh, you can uh, type in uh, Pulp MX and save 20% on that order. Um, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for that. James Stewart, we've had on. We've had on Jason Wygant. We've had Jeff Stanton. And the next guest coming on, Ryan Villapotos, uh, factory mechanic and uh, all-around good guy, Mike Williamson. Mike, what's up? What's going on, Steven? Thank you for doing the show, Michael. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Um, um, I, I kind of wish Kenny was here because then he could maybe go on about how Kawasaki doesn't care about his team or help him, but maybe it's better that he's not here. No, I wish Kenny was there. I want to hear, hear about this Hanny thing. Oh. Hanny's my guy. I, I didn't just figured out he uh, wasn't in the main. I didn't even know. Yeah, he, uh, it wasn't good. He cut the track bad. And then, uh, then he got crashed out. Like on purpose, keep... or was I mean, because the track was already slick no, up. No, no, no. Did he get shot off, or did he cut it? Oh no, no, it was on purpose. He cut two corners okay. off by riding across the infield, waited for the leaders to get by, and jumped in and forth behind them, and then got black flagged. Yeah, that's probably not going to work. But mm-hmm. then he went to the last chance, and then I heard he crashed and got his handlebars stuck in someone's wheel, or yeah. someone's handlebars were stuck yeah, in his wheel. That's it. Handlebars were stuck in his wheel. So, uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Huh. Hey, um, um, thanks for coming on again. Appreciate it. And I'm sure you missed me this weekend. I'm glad I didn't go. It's freaking raining crazy. But Yeah, uh, you were, uh, from what, everything I've heard, you were like a couch potato judging everything from the couch. Oh, yeah, you know how that goes. There's, there's a lot of couch yeah, potatoes. Well, <laughs> no, one of the, the one of the questions from the shop was they want to know, I guess, I, I don't know. I didn't see it, but you said uh, – uh, Tickle's motor was going and Weimer's was next or something. So yeah. they want to know how you knew that. Because uh, they were steaming. Uh, Tickle's was ridiculous. I mean, it was it was like it was out of coolant. It was going for a long time. You know, obviously when you get water on are you it. Sure, are you sure it wasn't the water splashing? Well, it was on for like a lap. And no one else's was. Uh. And then Weimer's bike was smoking pretty bad too, even when he got out of that roller section. So I, well, I, th- I thought both guys I can were tell going. you this. Weimer's bike had more coolant left than my bike, and my bike wasn't steaming. <laughs> yeah, no. It, hey, listen, um, I've been wrong before, so let's face no. it. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, they, uh, they were steaming longer than I, they, I thought they should have, as an ace mechanic. Yeah, it coach. actually was tough to tell because, right. obviously, I think the race ended up being over 30 minutes or something, right? Uh, yeah, someone said 28 minutes. 28. Yeah, it was pretty long, and it was starting to get to that point, like, okay, how much cooling stuff did you think? They, yeah. they, were, uh, they ran really hot, actually. Oh, for sure, yeah. And, I mean, you got extra, extra bigger radiators on there and, you know, as much cooling as you can get. Um, hey, so did you build your bike yesterday? No, I actually took it apart after the race, but I go uh, – I fly Wednesday oh. to uh, build it. Yeah, so it wasn't I, I, Terrible, I, but I hated doing that though as a mechanic because you know it's just mud. Just sit, you think you did a good job after the race, but, but yeah, but but that place it's not like it's not like Bud's Creek or something like that because it's so it's so much sand. It's not like it was hard to wash off. I mean, yeah. 
you get most of it. The problem is when it rains like that and the standing water, it turns into like valve lapping compound. It just ruins everything. It's yeah. not that it's dirty. Yeah. It's just ruined. Yeah, it goes right through the filter. I mean, you suck. No, actually, uh, I when I pulled my filter out and everything after the race, I uh-huh. had no water, no sand. Obviously, we did some stuff. Yeah. To prevent that, but yeah. it never sucked water, never sand, nothing. So, oh. I mean, it was actually pretty good. I think you got lucky because I think there's a lot of valve lapping compound being used this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lot... actually, we shipped those motors back. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, hey, so of all the things that, as a mechanic, you're like, okay, it's muddy, it's shitty, we're in the main event, um, we just got to stay up off the start, not fall down. And, you know, get, make it through the opening two, three laps, and whatever goes from there will happen. And maybe maybe we lose, maybe we get second or third, but just get through the first few laps. But nope, couldn't do it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to it than you probably know. I mean, we uh, – obviously, it, when they canceled the one practice in the day, yeah, the way they've had uh, – the way they've had Daytona, the start set up the last three years, is the inside gate has been dominant every time. Yes. Because Ryan's won it the last two years, and he started in the inside gate both years. Even mm-hmm. they had a red flag two years ago, and he got the whole shot twice. Mm-hmm. So when we looked at the gate and uh, on the track walk, we knew, okay, we need to be fast qualifier. Yeah. But unfortunately, they canceled the practice, and then we went out for the time qualifying. It was muddy. Yep. And Ryan ended up, he went to the top, which wasn't the greatest lap, and then he ended up falling and coming in. And then he had to change his gloves and whatever. So by the time he got back out there, he got to throw another burner lap in, which James is already at the top. And mm-hmm. uh, he actually had a really, really good lap going. And about three corners from the, the start line, he screwed up. And then it was the check and flag. So he ended up third. So, you yeah. know, obviously the game plan was he, James took the inside gate, yeah. which was obvious. And then we took the gate next to him, which wasn't as good. But, right. I mean, it was still decent. Yes. And uh, I think, what, the second corner, uh, he was like second off the start. Yep. And, you know, we wanted, to, we wanted to win the heat. Yeah. And uh, I think one of your riders, the 800 or something, ran into him. And then <laughs> next thing you know, he was, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know either. And then, so, I mean, obviously, James already had a big lead, and it was, okay, second. Right. Which put us Fourth. third to the gate. Oh, third, yeah. Third. Third to the gate. And when we got up there, we actually had a pretty decent gate, but uh, we kind of struggled with uh, a little bit of tire selection this weekend, and, and we definitely went the wrong way for the main, mm-hmm. and it, it, it kind of hurt them. I mean, we went way too aggressive. Oh, okay. And uh, believe it or not, <laughs> and it really hurt him. It hooked way too much on the start, and he wheelied, and then yeah, it was really good in a straight line on the track. But unfortunately, it's not all sand. There's some clay and stuff out there, and he didn't have a lot of side bite yeah. because of the, the the route we went. And uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's why you kind of saw some of the some of the big saves he had and and whatever. So, yeah. and I mean, it's kind of a bummer because I felt like all year our strong point is we've we've kept up with the track yeah. and yeah. made the, the right adjustments all day long. And and I think honestly, the only other team I've seen do that is. Uh, the guys from Two Two Motorsports, those guys are really good at keeping up all day long with mm-hmm. what the track does, and then being there in the main. You know, because I've right. heard all these other riders, 
oh, you know, I went this way, I went that way, or, yeah. you know, they're not even, they're, they're fast in practice, fast winning heat races, and then they're not there in the main. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's our strong point, and we, we kind of missed it this week. So, yeah. well, I mean, it's not, it's not a panic or anything. It's, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, coming up from dead last to, uh, to fifth is, uh, I mean, that's the kind of ride that saves titles, you know? You know what I mean? Like, could have easily well, went the yeah, other way. Yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, I worked for Bubs before. I know, I know how good he is in the mud. I mean, if you look in the past, I mean, he's the only guy that could beat Ricky in the mud or, or anything. I mean, the guys, we yeah. we knew he was going to be good, right? And and we were hoping to be on the box. And uh, you know, for sure, Ryan's ride from. I mean, he was dead last. Can we say he was dead last? Uh, I think we can. Yeah, he was last, and. uh he came to fifth, and then but I look at like James tipping over at whatever the last race, St. Louis, and what did he get up to? Fifth or sixth? Fifth, yeah. On a dry on a dry track, right. and for Ryan, he's not the he's not the best mud rider out there. So mm-hmm. to, to come to get fifth, I was pretty pumped because I remember him getting into tenth and thinking, like looking at the gap on the other riders, and I was thinking, man, if we can get a top ten out of this, this yeah. is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. And then end up fifth, obviously. You know Ryan. I know Ryan. He wasn't very happy about fifth, but uh, yeah. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, guy didn't even text me back. He's so angry. Like seriously, like it's very rare for him not to not answer me back. He's a very. He's not a happy redhead right now. I right. mean, you know how he is when he doesn't do good. Yeah, no, I I got it. You know what though? Regarding the tire thing, Daytona's always like that. Like, do you pick the aggressive tire for the start because it's grassy and dug in, and, and know that on the jump faces you're going to have problems. Or you know what I mean? Like it's a compromise. Always a compromise at Daytona. One way well, or another. Well, I don't. Well, no, no, no. But the tire, we would have never gone that route if it wasn't for the rain. Yeah. It was only because of the conditions. If I mean, we would have ran our normal tire if it would have been dry. Like first practice, it was great. I mean, everything was great. Bike was great. But when it rains like that, I mean, it doesn't matter what bike you're on. I mean, you know that it's an yeah. equalizer. You yeah. see guys that on privateer bikes run up front. Well, but you know, two thousand Mount Morris when you know muddy race, muddy race conditions when when bike prep was really key. Some 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 mechanics rise to the top, you know. Oh, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> what was it? A couple of years? Wasn't it a couple of years ago at Daytona? Wasn't I think it was it Jacob Saylor or someone he, got on the podium? Yeah, Saylor got the a guys, third. But but yeah. look look at guys like this weekend, like Gorky, like fuck. I mean, he's a mud rider. Yeah, he did great. Like um, I mean, so. Balby won a heat. Balby won a heat in the in the '08. Yeah. So like when I saw the conditions, it's like, I mean, I, I don't judge anything off the results of this weekend because I think, you know, it yeah. sucks for everybody, for everybody else. But we're going back yeah. to the dome this weekend, and it's business as usual for us. We're going to go yeah. continue like like we've been going, and we know we have a one of the best setups out there, and we're right. going to bring it to the race, and we're going to go from there. You know. Um. Did you watch the race on TV? Uh, I saw most of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, Did you, I, I felt like I felt like uh, the guys in the booth were making a little bit too much of a big deal about James making up some points. Like, yes, well, he made some points up, but uh, he's got a long way to go. Let me know when it gets down to a race. I'll then I'll start well, be like, wow. honestly, I've been I've been watching it on mute. Oh, <laughs> really? It's tough. I mean, all yeah. those guys. Well, I, I mean, don't, I don't want to like, listen, start I'm, picking on them, but I think we've had this conversation before where they're all connected to one of the top riders, whether it's through a gear company or a bike company, or they got a monster logo, or they got you know. Right. So, I mean, 
Ralph lives in North Carolina. He loves NASCAR. I mean, yeah, but, but I don't know. But I mean, not, don't, they don't want to hurt any of their buddies' feelings, so they all try to pump up their guys. So but you got I Emig. think the best way to watch it is put it on mute. But you got Emig, Cowie. I know some yeah, teams. Yeah, but you I, know. I don't – he's a Fox guy, you know. Okay. He's a shift guy. Yeah. I mean, I think for Emig, he's taken a lot of heat because, unfortunately, last year when we went to the 2012 – Yeah. Um, he did that commercial when the bike came out yeah. with, with that, and it was plain when Ryan was winning. I, I, I mean, I think that commercial came out when Ryan won Unadilla, so he took a lot of heat yeah, I agree. for being for having that connection, and I think he's afraid to say anything about Ryan, which is – I mean, I know those guys have to make the story. Like, if for some reason James went out, I mean, they're going to look at the next guy in line, whether it's Nick Way or whatever, and, and they're going to tell you Nick Way is catching Ryan in the points. It's just – it is what it is, you know? Yeah. You know, we had Bubs on earlier uh, uh, tonight, and, um, I mean, I just – I laid it down to him. I said, hey, I mean, basically you're – you know, you're a shit ton of points back, and kind of with you, you can just let it hang out, um, and whatever happens, happens, because you got to win, you know? Um, and he's he pretty much agreed with me, and you know how he is. He doesn't just lay up and ride around. So – No. I mean – No, not at all. If there's anybody that's going to just, you know – but to me, like – even if he beats Ryan, it's three points. You know, I mean, regard unless disaster strikes. Like it's, I just felt like they were they were playing it up a little much. Right now, Ryan has straight up beaten James quite a bit, and uh, well, it, you know, why? I not? mean, we didn't we didn't get the points lead we have by sitting around. I mean, yeah, we came in ready and we're still ready. It's you know, Ryan's a hundred percent healthy, and right. you know, we're happy with where we're at with our bike. We don't have any drama and. We're going to, like I said, we're, it's business as usual this weekend. We're going to go there and we're going to race for wins. And we we talked about it before. It's uh, like Chad had stepped up his game. And, and, yeah. it, and I think if nobody got hurt, Chad and Ryan would be running away with this thing because Chad was the guy that brought himself to that level. And yep. and as soon as Chad went out, I, I told Ryan that weekend at uh, Atlanta, I said, you know what happens? These guys – Someone's going to see opportunity, and whether it's going to be Bubs or it's going to be Dunge, one of them are going to ride their ass off tonight and try to win to put themselves in contention. And and Dunge stepped up, and he won that night. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he ended up with that collarbone deal, and he was out. So (laughs) I I said the same speech at at Daytona to Ryan. I said, well, you know, Bubs, he sees opportunity. He's going to go for it. And, And we knew. And unfortunately, the conditions were the way they were. Cause I, I mean, I felt like, you know, Ryan's won the last two years there. And I felt like this year he has more speed than he had last year. Like yeah. James had the speed last year, right. but I think Ryan's been able to match that speed this year. So I was really looking forward to a, to a good race, but unfortunately it, it was a yeah. shit show. Uh, yeah. It would have been, uh, it would have been really interesting had Ryan gotten in second behind JS and, we would have saw some good racing, I think, and 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 who knows in the mud yeah. what would have happened, you know. Um, hey, uh, let me ask you this: uh, You were at Kawasaki when when Chad was there, and certainly there's been a ton talked about, and you know he said some things in the press, and you guys have been pretty good for the most part. But uh, and I know you you know you're friends with Chad, and uh, and but what happened there? What what do you think? Because I mean, I wrote him off. I was like, this guy. I mean, you know, I I'm like, look, I can't believe how crappy he's doing. Look at this. Look at that. What? In your mind, what happened? What was the deal? Was it just the bike? Was it too much time in Australia? Um, I mean, I don't know. That's. I mean, all I can do is speculate. You know, he 
he had his stuff going on in Australia. And I mean, I think it came off a hard year. When you win everything, it's tough. Yeah. Like, and he won everything that year. Right. And his deal was done late. And I mean, I know he didn't test a lot T- because tires too, switch you know, tires. He wasn't happy with that switch, at first. The tire was tough for everybody, and uh, I think he came in late. And I think uh, I don't know that him and Fish saw eye eye to eye on the way set up a bike and and you know and chad has his way he's been doing it for years and, mm-hmm. and fish had his idea and i think i don't know that i mean i don't i don't know that chad got a fair opportunity or mm-hmm. a fair shot you know what i mean right right like obviously i mean i didn't i didn't i wasn't working for him so i wasn't like paying a whole lot of attention i was trying to get yeah ryan like in line and you know he's coming off knee surgery and i i had enough going on with him and you know so, I mean, I in the end, for me, it, it just felt like he didn't get a fair shot, yeah. like with Fish. It was between kind of like their different styles of doing stuff, and, and unfortunately for him, you know, Fish was the boss, and, and he was <laughs> yeah. the rider, and, right. you know, so, I mean, obviously the guy's got shitloads of talent, and, yeah. you know, he, he has his way of setting his spike up, which may be different, but it works for him, and um, I don't know. I just, I just don't think they meshed very well. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, uh, speaking I of, mean, yeah, speaking of uh, fish, you got a uh, new manager this year. Dan Fahey is running the things, uh, the team for you guys now. And, and Fisher was the team. Mike Fisher was a manager for a few years there. What's the difference? What have you found out? What, uh, what's it like working for Dan? And uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Fish did a great job. Team won a lot there. But uh, how's that? How's working for Dan going? Uh, Dan is awesome, really. He, um, you know, I mean, obviously I've been through, since I've been at Cali, I think I've had four or five managers, but uh-huh. I always, I always appreciate the managers that were mechanics before. Like when we, when we was at QTM uh-huh. and I had Heaton, you know, he was a mechanic and the mechanics for me, they've been through it yep. and they know what it takes. So when it comes to managing less, like he, he knows how much we work and, and stuff. He's not so much on the rider side. Like he expects Ryan gets paid to show up and be ready. Right. And that's him and Eldon, you know what they're doing. And right. he expects us to be ready. But on the same side, he, uh, he's, he's got a different style for sure. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a lot more mellow and he has an engineering background too. So that helps out a lot with decisions. And yeah, fish was, fish was intense. Fish was an intense guy. Yeah. The, yeah. the thing, I mean, I guess, I mean, I, I think Fish did a great job, but yeah, for yeah, me... Yeah, yeah, No, this isn't a bag on Fish time. For me, yeah. um, no, no. But for me, like, the better part of Dan is he doesn't micromanage us so much. Mm-hmm. Like, he he expects you to do your job. Right. And he let he's kind of like, he's let me do my job. And it's, it hasn't really been that fun, but this year it's, yeah. it's, it's way more fun, and it seems, it's not easy, but it seems easier, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, he doesn't, he's not... I mean, there's days maybe you don't even see him because he expects you to just do it. And, uh, I mean, it's really good. Like, I, I really am enjoying doing it right now, working under Dan. Right. Um, hey, um, quietly, uh, you're starting to rack up some championships. Um, now you don't have a summer cross title, and you never will. But um, 125 outdoor title, Grant Langston in 03. And – and if we, if we, had, we had to beat Bubs that year. If if we had more time, I'd really love to get into the whole Ryan Ryan Hughes, Larry Brooks, and the <laughs> things. Uh, but uh, you you won the title with with GL. 
You won an uh, uh, outdoor title with James, 24-0. Mm. Um, and uh, now RV, Supercross Outdoors last year. Um, and, Do you uh, have a Monster Cup title? Uh, that doesn't matter. That, that doesn't matter. Uh-oh. That's a fluff. It's a Fanta race. Um, and, and now, uh, you know, you're looking for, for uh, you know, you're in points lead right now. Do you ever stop and think about this kind of stuff? Do you ever, like, like care? I think that. I think, like, looking back, the best part was probably when I worked for Timmy, taking him to the most podiums he's ever had in a Supercross <laughs> season. That, that's, like, a highlight. Okay, but... Like, I remember I remember when Timmy came from, like, Yamaha, and you guys had all those uh, problems and uh, bike problems, geez. and he threw you off the back of the bike because it wasn't jetted right. And Like, so to actually, shots. at the end of his yeah. career, to help him do the best he ever did, that was well, probably the highlight of everything. Know. For the record, the combined total podiums in one season, I have you beat, 2003. But you got more podiums in Supercross than I did, yes. Uh, yeah, well, that's all he was looking for that oh, year with that's Supercross. It. He, uh, was, he felt like he was proven outdoors, so he just wanted to really rack up the Supercross podiums. So, well, hey, at least know. it's better than Wigan, who, who wrote that he was just hired to be a test rider for James when he got hired at Factory Cowie. You know, don't yeah. be bagging on Wagon. He's one of the best guys out there. He <laughs> God, here, we, how it here is. we go. Hey, Tits, did you he's, see that? Well, he's not buddies with the riders. Like he he writes the story. Like last week, <laughs> oh, he was Jesus. killing. Jesus, Tits, <laughs> did you read Racer X last week? I did. A big article about Ryan Villapoto written by Jason Wygant. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mike's a big fan now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, give me before it's we good. before we wrap up with you. Uh, give me your best Tim Ferriss story. Give me something funny. Give the listeners something good. Uh, I've, you know, we both got a ton of them, but let's, let's, uh, what's the funniest thing or, or weirdest thing or, you know, like writing wise or just anything like, like anything. I mean, you gotta remember, I, I have a lot of stuff I probably can't tell cause he was in my wedding. So yeah. he was hanging out drinking right. a lot, but I don't really want to tell those. No, well maybe but something, uh, something about, uh, riding then or testing or something. He threw me off the bike at Vegas. You know about that, right? Oh, I didn't know that. He threw me off the bike too. Yeah. No, yeah. I remember when he fixed your back at Vegas. He, uh, we were riding down for press day or whatever because we were top three. I don't know if you ever been there, but we were top three. And they get invited to Vegas, and we were yeah. riding on the floor. And he goes, "Okay, jump off here." And I go to jump off, and he changed his mind and was going to take me to another spot. And as I went to jump off, he just like nailed the throttle right to my tailbone. Oh, it hurt so bad, <laughs> so bad. Um, what about what about like uh, when you're testing with him and he's like. Uh, I don't know, man. Maybe like a one more millimeter. One more millimeter. He's a, he's a nut, right? Like, i never seen anyone that can feel so much like that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he wanted the, yeah, you know what, millimeter on the fork. Oh, my God, what a difference. What a difference. <laughs> you should ask him one day off the record about pressure balance. Ask him about that. Oh, like the the pressure, nitrogen pressure in the shock? Yeah, he'll he'll give you all um, day long on that. How about, how about like, also, too, uh, the only problem with what I had with him was he'd come in and say, the bike's unrideable. He'd be fifth in the times. It's unrideable. Unride. You're like, yeah, okay. I don't think our bike was ever that bad. <laughs> he, he, he really, I mean, what, you remember when he was there when, like, he did good. Our bike was good, the, uh, like, 08. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. No, you guys. He used to do weird stuff, though. You know how, like, when, uh, when Bubs used to wear a fox helmet? Yeah. And they, you know how, remember, him and Ricky used to grab the face and, like, move it around? Yep, yeah. And he always wondered why they did that. So, like, sometimes at the test track, you know, he wore O'Neill helmets at the time. He used to, like, grab it and do that. Like, it was weird. And we're like, why are you doing it? He's like, 
I just want to see why they're doing it. Like you'd go over the triple and do yeah, it. Yeah. And we're just like, what are you doing? We're trying to test. And he's like, I just wonder why they do it. Like what it does. <laughs> Maybe their head itches. I don't know. What, like, a, what about the leg kick, the triple leg kick? Over oh, the, he yeah. tried to tell us it slows them down. Did he when really? He, when I first, yeah. When I first started working from, uh, I don't know who it was. We had a test and they said, why do you kick your leg off? Like over the triple? Yeah. And he goes, when you're going to over jump it, you you throw your leg out and it slows you down, and it's you like, won't you won't over jump it. It's a governor against the wind. <laughs> oh, I just went with it. I was like, okay. yeah, all right, whatever it takes, bud. Yeah, exactly, huh? Um, well, yeah, hey. I think if you ask him, though, I think the biggest highlight is because I remember you like pretty much ruined his career when you lost motocross and nations. Uh, so yeah. helping him win motocross and nations, I mean, he had tears well, in his eyes. Like he he really said like I, thank you for. I helping me do that. I have no comeback for that because yeah, he does. He he always he, he when I first started working with him in '99, he said, "Mathis, you know it'd be awesome if I ever got to pick pick the ride in motocross the nations. I just I, I that would just be so incredible, you know." And he got picked in '02, but the race got canceled. But he didn't care. He still raced. Remember, Rocco and Carmichael ditched it. But and there was that World Cup at uh, Glen Helen. He was like, "Fuck it, I'm still yeah. racing. I'm still I got picked for the team. Yeah. I'm racing it." He got picked the next year, and we lost. And he's told me that you know how big of a career it meant for him to, to win that race. And yeah, I, uh, he did. Yeah, I got nothing. I actually, actually, when I did that race with him, I didn't know he had lost before. I didn't. I really didn't. You didn't I don't, know? I didn't remember? Oh. No, I didn't remember. Oh, that's but what... I remember it was that because we did it at Bud's Creek. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, his dad and stuff was there, so it actually was pretty cool. He actually has that bike in his house. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, I, I know this. And uh, he doesn't have his 03 losing YZ450. Um, no. With your warm Coke sitting next to it. <laughs> what are you talking about, warm Coke? Remember when you were there and he broke his thumb and Roger wanted to give you an ice? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Glass? Yeah, Timmy's like, hey, can I get some ice? And Roger's like, yeah, I don't think we have ice here. And he wanders off to the Timmy, – Timmy's gear is getting stolen. Oh. And Ricky's got his freaking entourage and oh, he can't was... even get some ice for his broken thumb. How about, how about when I went testing with Roger at Lomo that week of the Dis Nations and we tested and then I spoke to Roger and hung out. Well, actually, Ricky left and then Roger left. Our team manager just left when, when Ricky left. <laughs> So he was only there for about 20 minutes. And then in the morning, the next morning, we're in the elevator, and I say, hey, Roger, what do I got to do to get my passes, or how does that happen? And he looked at me and goes, who are you? Oh, that is the best <laughs> I'm just, ever heard. I'm like, oh, my God, this team is awesome. This is a great team. It's uh, changed a lot from then, since then, oh, though. Dude. Like, yeah. I mean, it's we, a big effort now. We had a skeleton crew. You know, Gothic J yeah. was over. Hutter, Corey Hutter was over, and that was it for us, you know? Uh, yeah, now it's like everyone from every team. There's like, uh, I mean, the podium's not really big enough for everybody that goes now. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. Uh, hey, Mike, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Um, we got to get you back on and, and do some more stories. And maybe when Watson's here, so uh, you guys yeah. can discuss Cowie matters. Can you get a new rider, huh? Yeah, Kyle Regal. Yeah. Good. That's good. That kid rode good this weekend. Yeah, he rode good considering he's out of a van and parked park by himself. So he'll do well for him. Yeah, I think uh, I think Hannah'll be all right this weekend too. He's he's good. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it works out for them. Uh, thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. We'll see you at Indy. I know I'm not your favorite journalist, okay. but uh, I'll try to do. No, something. Wygant yeah. is Wygant going? Yeah, Wygant. No, he's not going. Wygant's not going to Indy. That's okay. He needs a week off. He, <laughs> he deserves it. You're ridiculous. All right, best th- guy out there. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for coming on. All right. See ya. We'll see ya. Uh,
Mike Williamson, Monster Energy Kawasaki's Mike Williamson, uh, mechanic for uh, Ryan Villapoto. Um, next up, we're going to have uh, uh, Ricky Renner on, the, uh, the two-stroke hero from, uh, from Daytona. And uh, you got him already, Tits. I'm on it. Tonight. You're on your game tonight. I yeah. thought you were grouchy. Nope. When you came in, but nope. you, you've been good. Yep. Ricky Renner, privateer hero. What's up? What's up, guys? Hey, thanks for coming on the uh, Pulp MX show, man. I appreciate it. Um, uh, you know, you and I were uh, we're battling a little bit on Twitter, <laughs> but uh, it's all good. Uh, it's all good. I get it, it was something like that, I guess. Um, hey, some people, some people took it the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. No, hey, listen. Uh, full full props to you. Uh, uh, for people who don't know, you were uh, riding a two-stroke in the, in, the, in the lights class this weekend, and uh, you you did pretty well. Uh, you were in qualifying position. You would have probably made it easily. Unfortunately, the uh, the two-stroke gave it up. Uh, but uh, talk about the decision to race a two-stroke. I mean, you're a good rider. Uh, you're a main event guy right there on a 250F. So why the decision to uh, ride a two-stroke? Um, actually, I guess, you know, it started on it. You know, I've been a privateer on some, you know, low end, like, you know, satellite teams the last mm -hmm. couple of years. Yeah. And uh, I've been paying all my own expenses every every weekend to get to the races just because, you know, I love doing it. So, right. um, basically, this year I decided not to do that anymore and uh, sort of let someone else take my spot on some of the teams. And I had a two stroke 125 that I've been riding around just to have fun on. And uh, some of my buddies suggested racing it in Daytona uh -huh. just because it was it was close to home and stuff. So I decided, why not? You know, like just go ahead and give it a shot, race it at home, and uh, got the guys at BTO Sports involved, and uh, yeah. they hooked it up. So I decided to go ahead and race that thing. Yeah, you just just uh, um, you just decided. To, I mean, you had to know you were going to be at a disadvantage, but. On the other hand, thanks to BTOSports.com, one of our big sponsors too, by the way, um, uh, for doing it. But you were just like, "F it, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have fun and do it." Yeah, I mean, uh, it was pretty much all about having fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, go, everybody at the pro level, you know, some of the guys that are diehard two-stroke fans don't see it as that much of a disadvantage, but. Uh, Every, everybody at the pro level knows how much of a disadvantage is the ride a one twenty five two stroke. Yeah, and uh, you know, like the, you know, the article you got you had going, um, you know, everybody saw it as like you know disrespecting me and stuff. But the, the guys don't understand that like people think I think like a two fifty two stroke could be uh, equal to a two fifty f, but it's you know it's not. If a two fifty two stroke was legal, then yeah, the pro circuit guys would all run a 252 stroke on modern. Absolutely, out. yeah, so, for sure. And we still be at a disadvantage on a 250F, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but like I said, you know, I had one, and I saw there's an opportunity to go out and have, you know, fun, mm -hmm. and uh, it all worked out to my advantage. And um, you, you, uh, you, uh, you had one one practice when it was dry, uh, untimed, and then one practice when it was wet. What did you? What kind of stuff did you – how did you find the bike? Uh, where was it good? Where was it bad? Even in the mud or in the dry track? Uh, you know, actually, when, when me and my brother walked the track, we kind of – the phrase of the day was, well, you should get close enough to making that jump. <laughs> and <laughs> we, we saw the first triple. We walked down on the track, and we saw the first triple, and we're like, okay, this is really big. And uh, I, was, I wasn't sure, you know, I had 15 minutes on the bike before I rode it, so I wasn't sure 
uh, how it was going to react out there on the track road at the LFT compound all week with those guys in Moto Concepts. Yeah. And uh, I actually I went out in the first practice, and I overjumped the triple by, like, 20 feet. <laughs> and I kind of looked back at the landing as I went past it, and I was like, are you kidding me? Right. And the bike, the bike was really surprising, and I hadn't rode one quite like it. It was done up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it definitely, you know, it wasn't a four-stroke. It was different power completely. Right. So where did you where did you notice those guys pulling you at? Pretty much uh, everywhere. But, you know, over, overall, my best results have been, like, in the mud. So mm-hmm. when, when it started raining, after qualifying, you know, 22nd, and when the track was partially dry, uh, and it started raining, like, my hopes just went up from there. I was, you know, I, I was pumped on it. Right. Uh, and, and you Twittered that it was actually a 144, which which I didn't know about. But that doesn't change that much. It's not like it's like, oh, my God, so much better. But it's a little better than the 125, huh? Yeah, I mean, overall, it has it has a little more torque and a little more horsepower than a 125. Yep. But, uh, um, I mean, any. In the end, it's still, you know, it, it's a 144 against mm-hmm. 250F. Yeah. Right. Which, I mean, I, I, I don't really know how to explain it. I guess, I mean, I, I wasn't too worried about people finding out it was a 144 two-stroke. Yeah. yeah. Just because, I mean, if, uh, I, I don't even know how to explain it really. Hey, so, okay, so you're you're in seventh in the heat. Uh, you're looking good, no problems. What happened? What what explain what went what, what went wrong from there? I I took off start, starting from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I took off the line, and I had a good jump, but unfortunately, I was in first gear, being on a two stroke, and yeah. uh, as soon yeah, as I sure. shifted, everybody went past me. Uh-huh. I just took a minute since I was in last, pulled the tear off, and saw a clear line on, down the inside. Yeah. So, Cut the inside pretty good, ran it in deep, and uh, came out came out came out decent. Uh, I, I don't even know, probably thirteenth yeah. or so. Which for me, for me, knowing uh, my my past on starts, I'm not the starter, so that was pretty good for me. Uh, I came around a couple laps later, and uh, I, I noticed the guy in front of me was uh, I was right behind Durham, and I looked up and I started counting. And I was like, "Holy cow! I'm in, I'm in eighth right now." <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I was like, "Dude, this this is possible!" Like, right? I came around, my brother, like through the rain, like the cheers, like everyone, like I could hear him screaming. Just he, right. he's like, "Go, man, go!" But I don't know. I just pinned it wide open on that thing and uh, mm-hmm. came around, jumped the finish line, went through the left hander, bogged a little bit, and that was all she wrote. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know what to think. I I just kind of like let the bike go into the turn and left it sitting in the inside rut and just faced the whole crowd because uh, man, every time every time I came by, I couldn't even hear. I couldn't even hear my bike. Like the crowd was so loud, they were cheering. They were so into the whole like two stroke thing that yeah. it it was unreal, man. Uh, what happened? Did you suck water through the filter? Did it did it just blow up on its own? Do you know? I I have no idea. My dad's actually. <laughs> He's taking the bike apart this. He was taking the bike apart this afternoon uh-huh. or first thing tomorrow. Like he, he wanted to take the bike apart right there in the pit. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, like I couldn't ask for a better other than qualifying for the main. Like I 
ask for a better scenario. Like, yeah. I was in qualifying position when nobody, like, 90% of the people didn't even think that I'd be able to quali- qualify for the night show on that thing. Right, right. And, uh, you know, just it, it worked out so awesome yeah. that I was as bummed as I wanted to be for, like, not making the main when I was in qualifying position, like, I was so pumped on what I was doing. Uh, and, yeah, no spare motor, right? No time to fix it for LCQ. So that was it. Nah. Yeah. It was that, – that, that was all she wrote. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> like – it wasn't a race where, you know, a bunch of people had 125s just sitting around. And a couple of the amateur guys, you know, I might have been able to run over to, like, the Chisholm family and right. maybe been able to, like, snag their motor. But, yeah. you know, they're, they're all there for the amateur day. and There's not much time like, like anyways. I, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I was in qualifying position in the in the heat race, and that was that was just pretty awesome. Like at the end of the, you know, yeah, it was. Well, I couldn't really top that. Yeah, I mean, hey, I uh, I thought that uh, I mean, I knew you, I thought you'd make the night show. You're a talented enough guy to make the night show, uh, but I thought you'd struggle to make the night show, but you'd make it. And then I thought, there's no way you're going to make the main. And I even wrote in the star story that you know there was a little thing going on Vital MX to chip in some money. I said I'll give you two hundred bucks if you uh, if you make it, and uh, you didn't make it, but I think you would have. I paid you the two hundred bucks anyways. Hopefully you got it. I think I had the right PayPal account because um, I think it was a good it was a good story. It was cool to see. Um, you know, I think you did better than a lot of people thought, which is uh, which is what we you know what you just said, and and uh, you know maybe maybe one day the two strokes will come back. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. Um, but the, the I sure hope I sure hope the two strokes don't come back. <laughs> How was it? Uh, crowd was p- people in the pits. Like everybody, everybody kind of knew what you were doing. There's another guy too, Ryan Smith, who rode a 252 stroke. Um, but uh, everybody in the pits happy, like spectators and stuff cheering for you, all that. Yeah, I had I had the guys from uh, GetDirtyMX.com. They actually came over and, uh, or they actually sent me 300 T-shirts to pass out during the weekend. Uh huh. And they were kind of worried about you know that being too many and having some passed that and or having some left over and stuff. Uh, I think the pits opened at 12:30, and about two o'clock, uh, I was out of t-shirts. Yeah. People like, I went out and uh, the GoPro guys did a edit on me this week, and that that video should be out pretty soon. Oh, but cool. um, they uh, they posted a lap time for me on like the second lap or whatever that I did, and um, I was kind of bummed just because like the whole the the last lap I finally jumped some jumps. And you can probably hear the crowd just screaming, like, in the, in the whole thing. Like, I mean, the fans were behind me so much that it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we got, a, we got somebody you might know on the line here. Uh, Ricky's mom, you there? I am. Oh, oh you, look at that. Oh, no. Mom calling in this for not, support. This isn't good. Hey, Ricky. He says, oh, where, where's, my, Hi, where's my T-shirt? Hi. Mom, my T-shirt is in a box in my room. <laughs> Somehow I doubt that because um, my mom just called. You gave my mom just called my fiance's phone, and I happened to be on my fiance's phone, so she was trying to interrupt my phone call. So oh. she didn't. I was through, trying she to tell them to call stop. The radio I was show. trying to tell them to stop laughing. Oh yeah, it sounds like you've got. So, it sounds like you've got a nice party going on. There. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm going to tell the the people at my party, my radio show party right now, to behave themselves because my mom because my mom is on the phone. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, huh? No doubt. Uh, hey, I didn't, I didn't yeah. get to see you because I was at another race working it, but you did good. Yeah, 
Unfortunately, my entire uh, family is there. My little brother, my older brother, uh-huh. he was my mechanic. Uh, my little brother was be- the behind-the-scenes mechanic. He was the graphic guy that helped design my graphics and stuff. Yeah. My dad was helping out with my bike. And uh, unfortunately, my mom wasn't able to make it. But, uh, you know, she was there for me the whole time, so that was awesome. Um, yeah, you know what? It's a cool story. And like I said, you did better than I thought you would for sure. And, uh, um, like, you know, I, I, I was – I just – for me, the whole thing is like you're a good enough racer. You, you, it's almost like when you ride a two-stroke, you're like a sideshow a little bit. You know, you're like the bearded lady. Um, and uh, so I just didn't want, you know. But you're a good enough guy where you could make the main on on a on a two-stroke or on a, a four-stroke. I mean, but you know what? Hey, kudos to you. Uh, you did better than I thought. I was wrong, and uh, I paid you your so, money. I mean, yeah. you, you know, you being ar- you being around the industry, you know, the two-stroke has died out, and the four-stroke is definitely a better bike, but. Uh, you know, like I've mentioned before, like all my best results have been mud races. I mean, yeah. 08 at Daytona, um, I crashed and got stuck. I got lapped and actually unlapped myself. And I uh, came back and got ninth, uh, almost won my heat race. And then uh, Southwick in 2009 in the mud, uh, I got 10. I went 10-10 for 10th overall in the 450 class. So, I mean, I mean, overall I've been a mud rider and even been on the stroke in the mud that definitely uh, that definitely helped me out. Right. And uh, I really want to do another race on the on the two stroke, maybe New Orleans. Yeah, I was going to ask you. But, uh, yeah, New Orleans maybe. I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely thinking that would be pretty cool. Just to, you know, go out there and see what I could do on a on a dry track and just you know see what would really happen. I mean, right. I know I know myself that I don't expect the results that I definitely had going at New Orleans or at Daytona this weekend, but. Uh, I still think I can make the night show and give it a good run. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'd be interesting. Anyways, you know, I mean, uh, either way, it'd be it'd be cool. And you know, you got a lot of uh, press out of it, and a lot of people talked about it. And look, you're on the show, so clearly you did something right, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I kind of thought of this as a way to get my name back out there and uh, do what I was gonna do, but um, ah, I, I dropped you for a second. <laughs> um, I kind of thought of it as a way to get my name, you know, out there and keep myself in the loop. And uh, the thing ended up way bigger than I ever than I ever thought it would be. Right. I mean, right. it's everywhere right now. Uh, well, hey man, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks to BTOSports.com too for uh, for stepping up for this. I don't know exactly what they did for you, but looks like by the size of their yeah, logo on your bike, they did a lot. Yeah, the guys at BTO hooked me up for sure. I mean, they helped me out with everything I needed. Vince is Vince is an awesome guy there. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, I, I, I encourage everyone to get out there and check out their site. I mean, they got some sick deals going on right now. I mean, for international people, I mean, it, it, for international guys, if they spend, you know, 800 bucks there, they'll ship anything they ship, anything that they order for free. I mean, that's a pretty big order, pretty big shipping yeah. thing that they get a discount on. The guys, like, locally, you know, if they spend 90 bucks. You know, they get free shipping. They, those guys have some sick deals going on. So, And, hey, uh, if, you, if you like them on Facebook, you can win a YZ250F. So that's a pretty good deal. And if you use the code Mathis, you can save 10%. Oh, yeah. Mathis? Yeah. Mathis saves 10%? The code Mathis saves you 10 or 15% even. I don't even know. but I didn't, I didn't even know Mathis could get you a discount anywhere. Uh, yeah, McDonald's and BTO. So. At, the end, at the end of the day, Mathis is a pretty good guy after all. <laughs> Who knew? Make sure you tell all your. I like it. Make sure you tell hey. all your friends. <laughs> that, 
that guy, that guy, everybody thought he was trashing me, but at the end of the day, he was the first person to give me some money after. Uh, there you go. I, I think, I think I actually had your money before I got before I got done pushing my bike from the heat race. Yeah, no, I was watching the race. I said, you know what, shit. He, I looked at your lap times. I looked at the time, the time remaining in the race, and I'm like, shit, this kid's gonna, this kid would have done it. And uh, I mean, there's nothing personal, like I said. I just that's my opinion, and uh, it's cool. Yeah. So. Uh, believe me, being a, being a racer, I respect your opinion. And uh, I know from last year, I made about almost made, not even half the mains. I think I made three out of seven of them or three out of eight or whatever uh-huh. I did. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, like I said, being in industry, you know how it is being in a two-stroke. And th- there's a reason why nobody races them anymore. Yeah. So. Um, well, hey, man, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. No and, problem. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's, me, if, you, if you do it in New Orleans, let's have you back on. And we'll uh, – We'll talk about that. So, Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll figure something out here. All right. Thanks, Ricky. All right. Thanks for having me. All right. See ya. See ya. Uh, Ricky Renner, everybody. Two-stroke hero for Daytona. Interesting tits to see. You're uh, saying all the people going around him. Uh, it's just insane, the people that love those stuff. I mean, I got nothing against the two-strokes like a lot of people think I do. It's just we're not racing them right now. We're racing four-strokes, and you can put the blame in a lot of different places, uh, but that doesn't matter to me. It's pro racing. I cover pro racing. And if you ride a two-stroke, you're at a disadvantage. And to me, the coolness factor of riding a two-stroke, I'm not that excited about it because I worked and went to a ton of races on two-strokes. And I remember them well. I remember the sounds and the sights and the fury of two-strokes. And uh, and to me, it's not that big of a deal to see them out there. I mean, and it, it, like I said to Ricky, if you're a racer – you want to race to win or to do your best, and why would you want to be at a disadvantage, uh, which you would be on a two-stroke? And uh, thanks to the AMA rules for that, for, for, for starting it and getting it that going. But uh, just the way I feel out there, uh, I've been unfairly portrayed. I've been unfairly portrayed, tits, as someone who doesn't like two-strokes. Well, I, I feel. That's not what you said to me uh, when we weren't on the radio. You said you hate two-strokes. Do you even know the difference between a two-stroke and a four-stroke? Sure. Okay. JT. <laughs> yep. You're back. I am. Yeah, thanks for holding on. Uh, we're going to do BTOsports.com tweet at tits segment. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some uh, voicemails. Uh-huh. Um, but in, in the meantime, tits has a question for you, JT. Yes, I do. Um, Reed just signed, you know, he, Discount Tire came on as a sponsor. Yep. Is that Are yep. they going to be a title sponsor like uh, Bell Ray or do you know what like the deal is with that? I don't know. I would think it's got to be something along those lines <clears throat> um, to be, you know, to get the kind of the announcement that's been made and all the attention that's been made about it. I'm sure it's got to be uh, at least associate, you know, level, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe not complete title sponsor, but it's got to be something like that. Right. I mean, yeah, there's, you know, he's got a million sponsors. I, I can't see them even talking about it this much if it wasn't a, you know, kind of right. a big deal. Yeah, when you brought on Muscle Milk, it was just real subtle. Just all of a sudden, started you know sporting their gear and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah I think the Muscle Milk deal um, wasn't really even uh, finalized until a week or two ago. Oh, okay. um, which actually, I'm pretty pretty sure of that. Uh, so I, I think it was he was kind of doing them a favor by you know using their product on the podium and stuff in good faith. Just from what I'm gathered, I'm, I'm kind of going on a limb saying that, but. Mm. That's what I, that's what it seemed like, and then they finally got the deal done, and uh, now he's a you know official 
side of sport, muscle milk, whatever guy. I'm excited because, uh, you know, I've been pricing out wheels and tires for the Ridgeline. Uh-huh. And uh, it's pretty expensive. But yep. I'm working on a rim connection. And now i got a discount tire connection. Oh. Maybe not. Why do you need rims and tires for it? I don't know. I just kind of want them. I don't need them. You're right. You just want to be a gangster or what? (laughs) Well, no, because I don't want to go crazy. I don't want to make them. I just want to make some nice 20s, some nice black 20s, you know? You mean like my truck? What is that going to do? That's so funny. Why are you questioning me, man, who had a jacked up truck and could barely load his bike into the back of it? How dare you? Yeah, I'm single, though. I still have one. I'm single. You know, I, I'm trying to, you know, fit an image of something I'm really not, you know? So, <laughs> so there's reasons. There's okay. reasons for me to have one. You're married. You have basset hounds. Uh, you know, you live right outside the lion's den. I'm just not sure <laughs> what you're hoping to gain from it. Oh. All right. You want to do the Tweet at Tits segment? Yeah. Let's do this. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from ptosports.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. You know, I forgot to ask Mike Williamson about Swiss Course podcast with Casey Stewart. I actually remember, but why I didn't, didn't you say I, I something? Didn't, I didn't know if that was uh, like off limits. No, or that's on limits. Like that. I forgot. I totally forgot. Oh yeah, I. I had it on the tip of my tongue the whole time. I'm Call like, Mike back. Call Mike back. Really? Yeah, we'll do that, and then I'll talk to JT. JT, we had this render thing. Just say we want to ask him one more question. Um, JT, did you uh, yep. so did, did you yep. listen to the render part? Did you hear it? No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Well, you know, obviously he wrote a two-stroke, and uh, I mean, my whole thing with that, I, I, I mean, I paid him money because he would have made the main event. Like he said, though, he was super cool. He said, listen, I'm a good mud rider, sand rider anyways. You know, like that's where I kind of do well. He did good at Southwick a few years back. Mm-hmm. But – uh. I just, for me, it's like, it's kind of a sideshow, right? Like, would you do that? How how far off? And I mean, nothing against Renner, but if you're a racer, don't you want to do the best you can? I mean, he said he got more publicity. Fans loved him. He gave away t-shirts. Guys like me gave him money. You know? Yeah, I think, I I don't think there was a lot to lose. I mean, what did, did, was he going to go win or something? Was, you know, was, was Roger, you know, watching him like, oh, man, you know? Maybe we'll help Renner out yeah. the rest of the year if he does well here. Yeah. Oh. No. Okay. You know, what What did he have to lose? Nothing. Yeah, no, no, no. What did he have to gain? He nothing, gained a right. lot from it. He did. Okay. I mean, yeah. There's no way he gets on your show otherwise. Um. Yeah, I guess if you count the show as meaning anything. But. I'm just saying that anything to do with that. He's got his own thread on, you know, moto forums. He's got, right. I mean, I'm sure he'll get pictures in Racer X. You know, there's there's a lot to gain from it. Right, I just right. don't think that he had a lot to lose if it went badly so yeah no i guess and you know what he did good he did well he was uh, 20 he did ride good i mean yeah. the track wasn't a track where you just needed a ton of power you had to be able to ride it it was more finesse really than anything right so i, I don't think it was really a big deal you know the start probably was really bad for him but you know other than that, yeah he said he was dead last you know what was uh you know what was funny was do you remember like when the four stroke and two stroke thing they were kind of merging and there were some guys that did pretty good on four strokes that made a lot of money when they were on that Yamaha that yep. maybe we didn't realize at the time how much better the four strokes were. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I don't know if they were that much better then. I think the four strokes have gotten so much better uh, over time that uh, I, I think the four strokes were – it was marginal if they were any better back then. 
Right, right. Okay. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they, the technology-wise, they've come so far. They've come far. No doubt about it. No, you're right about that. Like, I, my bike feels, my race bike feels, like, really light when I'm riding. It doesn't feel like a big, yeah. huge bike. And I, I rode, like, a, you know, 98, 99, 2000, like, even the YZ400 and then the 426. Yeah. They felt big. They felt like a big bike. Uh, I remember when we had our Yamaha, I was at Yamaha um, at the time when Honda came out with their bike, and obviously the, the R&D department bought a Honda right away. And I was like, oh, we're in trouble. We're, we're in big <laughs> trouble here. This thing is light. You can feel it. It's skinny. You know, it's, it, I'm just like, oh, my God. You know, and soon the starting lines, I mean, God, there were some times 40-man gate at a national where there'd be 30 CRS, huh? Yep, yep. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, the evolution of it. You have to, you don't really realize where you're at with the development of it until somebody comes and shows you. Yeah, yeah. And, sure. and then Yamaha went back to the drawing board, and they, you know, they have, they, have, they came back with much improved four-strokes. So. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, part of um, it. All right, Tweet It Tits segment, sponsored by btosports.com. These are actual questions from actual listeners. Tits, much to the <laughs> chagrin of many people, does not pull the best questions, apparently. No, he tries, he tries to pull the worst questions out. Yeah, I want to make people look stupid for asking me these questions. And JT, you're going to help out, and you're going to chip in on these, so let's go. All right. Um, we actually talked about this briefly beforehand, but um, in the 450 LCQ, Sealy got to use the very inside gate. Yeah. Why is that when it was blocked off the rest of it's the night? It's a good question. I got some tweets about it, too. 40 guys make the main event, or the night show, and uh, they take nine from each heat. What's 40 minus 18? Uh, 22. And there's 22 gates for a reason. So they had to open up every gate. But for some reason, they blocked. Do you know why they would choose the last, the, the each side of the gate, JT, to block off? Is it just sort of random? or? Is... Well, normally it's not a very good gate. Normally it's it's not something you would want. So they kind of squeeze everybody in the middle, and they take the outside, and the, the very outside one and the very inside one. But Daytona was almost a straight line from the inside gate to the first turn. So... Yeah. Uh, it was one of the rare instances where it worked out. You know, that would that would be the gate you would that would never be the gate you would want at most races. So, right. So that's, uh, I, you know, it wasn't a Feld race. It wasn't a dirt works race. And that's usually how it works out. Like they kind of keep that from happening. Where you know, like Bud's Creek, how Bud's Creek is, where the first gate everybody wants it. It's just a straight line down there. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how it was this weekend. And normally, dirt work sets it up where it's not like that, and it's pretty fair. You know, the first turn's more in the middle. Yeah. Start instead of all straight down. So. Yeah. Um, there you go. Okay. That it was, was great for him, though. It was great it. for him because there was no rut at all. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. When I walked past his gate, I was like, all right, well, he's hole-shotting. Let me see what else <laughs> I can do here. That, that was sent in by Paul Quesnel, the uh, guy who writes for you sometimes. Um, next question is by Scott McCauley. He says, besides Kent... Who looks good for Team Manager of the Year award? Oh, besides Kenny? Yeah, I mean, besides Kenny. At this point, it's a runaway. Right. But if you took him out. But he doesn't he? care about the Team Manager award. No, he doesn't. No, he does not no. care. Not at all. Despite the 40-minute rant about Osterman last year after after Dave won. Um, but he doesn't care. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I don't know. JT, does it really matter? It's such a cheeseball award. It's Dude, what seriously, are you talking about? It's, it's prestigious. It's seriously not voted on by, like, results. JT, back me. Yeah, it's not. I, I don't know. Sometimes sometimes <laughs> I can understand it. Sometimes it's just whatever. It's just passed I mean, around. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Although I will say but, in the year that Forrest Butler won, your team manager, 
you guys got the, swept the podium in Toronto on the lights bike, and you had a good. You had a, you yourself had a good year, and perhaps yeah. that one was like, hey, they're doing the most with the least. You know? Yeah, we had two semis and all kinds. Of, you know what I mean? Like we were, we had a good bike situation going on at the time. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I think I, I honestly think that maybe DeCoster would be this year, just because of the like the the program they've had, and obviously with Dungey getting hurt, that's a bummer. But they right. have a brand new bike, a brand new program, brand new employees. You know, everything pretty much brand new. There hasn't been like doesn't seem like there's a much of a drop off, right? Like they've they've been really impressive with how competitive they've been from the get go to yeah. me. And, and I didn't expect them to be that close to, you know, winning the championship when when he got hurt. And let's not forget that uh last year they pushed some bikes off the track. Uh short Absolutely. Had Absolutely. Some, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying is yeah. they've been yeah. They've been solid. I, we haven't had this discussion where, oh, you know, obviously they, they got away from the 350 as a revolutionary idea. Right. And, I mean, they've been a serious player this year where last year they were, everybody was kind of, you know, shaking their heads at them a little bit, I, I think. Um, maybe Mike LaRocco, Tomac, and uh, Barsha, and, and uh, Bogle killing it. Yep. Um, I agree. And it would be good to have Larocco up there to just mumble something into the mic <laughs> and then walk off. Like right. He'd be like, G- give me an impression of, of Larocco accepting the team manager award winner, JT. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, team manager of the here's year. Here's Mike Larocco, team manager of the year. Thank you. All right, back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. All yeah. right. Uh, Nathan Rosicki says, uh, with, on the broadcast, Emig was saying that Wyndham had the fastest qualifying time. He didn't though. No, no, they made a mistake on TV. I got a oh, lot. Of, okay. I got a lot of tweets about this and right. People and want to know emails. what's the deal yeah. or if someone no. made a mistake. Or J- what, what James was going Stewart on. had the faster heat race. Okay. Yeah, Wyndham tweeted that today actually too. Yeah, good job, Tits. Um, what? Wyndham actually clarified that today on Twitter. So well, okay then. Wait I'm sure, not everybody saw not, that. Not though. everyone's that's on question, Twitter, by sure. the way. What's that? I uh, said not everyone's on Twitter. You if are. Wyndham, if Wyndham felt it necessary to clarify it, obviously there were people wondering. Yeah. So take that. I got your back, Tits. Thank you. All right. Um, Todd Cooley wants to know if you guys have any a rough idea of how many teams, if any, changed motors between the qualifiers and the mains. Or do they Zero. just stick with? Um, first of all, hello to Unruly Cooley. Um, JT, you know Cooley. Now that we know that, yeah, um, answer is zero. The answer is zero. Okay, that's easy enough. You don't have time. You don't uh, have time, and there's really no reason for it. If you made it in out of the heat race, then you had a, a good enough race where you didn't destroy your motor, and they're not going to do a fire drill for six laps or eight laps or whatever. Okay. All right. Uh, Matt Procell uh, asks. Why does KTM use a steel frame on their new 450 instead of an aluminum one? They believe steel is better. Like the 350 is better? Um, no. No, because I think there's something to having a steel frame. I think, I think the aluminum frames came around in 97, 98. Let's say by 99, everyone. No. I don't, by 02 or 03, everyone's on them. Okay. No, that's not true either. Five. <laughs> 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 Oh five maybe oh six okay okay by oh six everyone's on them. <laughs> uh, we're now twenty twelve. 
I feel like they're just now trying to figure out aluminum frames. They're super sensitive. Um, JT, you can back me on that. They're they're they yeah, are they're just s- temperamental. Yep, and you just know what you're getting with um, uh, you know what you're getting with the uh, steel steel frame. frames. And if people want more on this topic, please visit uh, my Racer X podcast from last week with RG3 Rob Hendrickson. Where I ask him direct questions, and this is a real engineer, not some idiot like me. Mm-hmm. Uh, steel and frame, or steel or aluminum. What's the difference? What would you do? Why would why would you do it? Talk about the differences because he worked on aluminum frames for years, and now he's working with KTM and Dungey. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you want to know more about that, check out that podcast. It's very interesting stuff. You got it. Yep. All right. And, um, uh, I know everything. Ryan Kessinger uh, wants to know how much it would cost X Brand to get a top rider like Reader Villapoto. Uh, those guys are pulling in. JT told me one time that a guy like Reader Villapoto is pulling in a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in goggles. And I didn't believe him, but I think he's maybe right. JT? They were. I don't know about now. It may be lower now. The economy is in the crapper. Right. And those numbers have come down. But at one time, at one time, that was, that was accurate. A couple hundred wow. thousand dollars for goggles. And uh, X-Brand does not have a couple hundred thousand dollars. Oh. But what we do have is a top-quality goggle, four-layer foam, polycarbonate lens. Uh, and you. And me. And 40% off if you type in look on more on their website. Can't beat that. Nope. All right. Uh, Tomo. We do pay Chisholm. We pay some other guys. Uh-huh. But nowhere near $200,000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Tomo wants to know if you guys know what Kawasaki's reaction was to the FMF billboard that got put up at the Cowie test track. Yeah. Did you see that JT on Twitter? Yeah. I thought it was awesome. Actually. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. I'm sure that they were thrilled about it. Not that you have Twitter JT, but I know you follow Twitter. Um, uh, I, what, that's awesome. I mean, I, I, I think even Mitch would laugh. Seriously. <laughs> okay. JT, don't you think, don't you think Mitch would laugh? And yeah. Be like, I just thought it, I thought it was genius to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously, Mitch is probably like you know laughing out of the side of his mouth, kind of bitter. But yeah, I, I thought it was genius marketing by whoever's idea that was. That was really cool. I'm sure. I mean, obviously, they won it. They won a championship last year with Kawasaki, or two two championships. So yeah, yeah. yeah I'm sure they feel a little. You know, they're a little upset. Probably they don't have those guys anymore. But <laughs> I thought it was cool. All right. Uh, last question was submitted to us by Corey Mosier. Oh he, God. No, this, no. Is, this is legit. No, it's legit. Okay. It was actually submitted by him. It's not me making something up. He says, on the show or on the broadcast, they were talking about the advantages and the disadvantages of having a hydro- hydraulic clutch in the mud. Did you catch them saying that? Yeah, I didn't agree with it. Okay, that was the question. Was Is that legit or not? RC said that a hydraulic clutch... Uh, is a disadvantage in the mud because you're using it so much you can't feel the slack in the lever and therefore it's easier to burn your clutch up. Right. JT, what do, you, do you agree or disagree with that? I don't know. I've never used a hydraulic clutch, so I'm going to have to defer, just not answer because I don't, I don't pretend to know. So Yeah. I, I, I've never used one, so right. I don't know. Uh, I worked on them for two years at KTM, mm-hmm. won some races, won some titles. Congratulations. East Coast four-stroke titles. Mm-hmm. Those count, JT. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Undefeated one oh, year. Trust me, I'm still hanging on to my German title. <laughs> Undefeated, one year, <laughs> Undefeated one year with Kelly Smith. Uh-huh. 12-0, six races. 12-0, just like Carmichael and Stewart. It's amazing. Yep. And uh, we had some mutters, mm-hmm. and I thought it extended clutch life myself. I would take a clutch apart, and I think because you're using it, you, you, it has a better actuation. 
actuation. Mm-hmm. I don't think you use you realize that you're using it more, and it's smoother, and you don't grab as much as you would with a cable. I always thought they would, they lasted longer. Now the KTM five twenty clutches were Husaberg clutches in the beginning, Husaberg baskets and everything because KTM bought Husaberg if you may remember right, and uh, uh, those those were terrible clutches. But that was because. <laughs> They were not well-made baskets and clutches and everything. They were really shitty. But on the 125s and the 252 strokes, uh, I thought they lasted longer. So, All right. That's old news, right? Tweet at Tits segment, btosports.com, sponsored by it. X-Brand goggle tear-offs? Got do, it. Do you have it? I got it. Or do you it. want to do voicemails? Let's do tear-offs and the voicemails. Oh, now you call shit. Yeah. Now you. Blah, blah, blah. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Since you dropped this on me, I actually took some of my Q&A questions and brought them down here, and I think that they'll actually work pretty well for it. So we're going to do JT tonight. We're going to do whoever. New JT. Okay, we're going to do JT. Uh, you know the drill, JT. Don't act like you don't know it. All, All right. right. Okay, first question was actually submitted by Nolan McDonald. He asks... Did JGR finally get their bike figured out, or was it just a mud win? Uh, definitely different conditions than normal. I'll defer till after next weekend. Really? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not in the. I'm not in the Yamaha JGR. Yeah, you know, I know. Neither am I. But, I have no idea. No, neither am I. But that's not the idea of a show. <laughs> The, when you have political shows about, you know, those guys aren't in the White House with Obama. They're okay, well, I have a problem here. I'm not a big fan of the Yamaha, but I'm sponsored by JGR. So that's about as good as you're going to get for me. <laughs> well, at least I admire your honesty. Um, all right. All right next, next question is submitted by Carl Strickland. 8.3 seconds, by the way, for okay. JT to say, I don't know. <laughs> he says, will Mitch... I could ride a bull that long, I'd be famous. All right. <laughs> will Mitch run a 450 bike next year? Will he ride it? No. I don't know. I don't think so. So he's not going to run a 450 bike? No, he might sponsor somebody on one, but I, I highly doubt you see Mitch Payton out there next year on a 450. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, like Tickle? Yeah. Obviously, Mitch isn't going to ride the bike. Is he going to put on an effort, a 450 effort? I don't know. I never know if you kiss. You're, you're really not that informed on the sport. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jeez. You're really not informed wow. on the sport. He doesn't even he doesn't read Razorhead or he anything. He's not even aware that Mitch is paralyzed. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> you're killing me. That might be the funniest thing I've heard in weeks. Wow. Wow, no. There was this guy on Twitter today that posted a photo of some guy flipping in the air. <laughs> RM250. That was funny. Uh, I don't know, Chris. I think uh, it depends on the situation. I think this Sweet year he kind of got his hand forced a little bit. Not forced, but uh, he, they needed to do something with Tickle, and uh, it made it possible. So I think it's going to be situational. All right. 12.4. Last question is actually for you, 12. Steve. 12.4. Tear off, please. Oh. I thought I already did it. Documentation. That's what I want on this show. All right. Last one is for you, Steve. Do you miss having Kent around for the show? Yes. That took you a long time. Uh, here's the thing. Um, it's a different show without Kent. You're noticeably less frustrated. 
Oh yeah. Maybe not even frustrated at all right no, now. No, I'm not frustrated at all. Yeah. I'm not. Kenny is passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. That is what he is, and I could see by tweeting tonight that he is saying the show. He's retweeting every retweeting uh-huh. everybody that says yeah he is the fat man isn't the same. The show isn't like with you, Kenny. Mm-hmm. That gives me an indication that he likes doing the show mm-hmm. and he enjoys his Monday nights. However, he wants everyone to know when he's here mm-hmm. on a Monday night. He seems very agitated. Very angry, very uh, on his phone a lot, mm-hmm. um, walking away during the show. Almost <laughs> like, JT, like he doesn't care. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he, he really wants you to think he doesn't care. Really badly. But I really feel like he does care. Does that make any sense? Um, yeah, he's putting on a show. You know, when I say he, that... He wants everybody to think that he doesn't care at all about the show and it's almost like annoying for him to do it and he could walk out any second and be relieved he doesn't have to come back anymore but i think deep down that he really likes it and that he enjoys doing it um pookie you just joined us here do you think kenny enjoys the show or do you think he he seems to do a a lot of like (laughs) i don't like the show f you guys i'm out of here i'm right i don't need this right I think Kenny likes the show, but I don't think he likes actually coming here and having to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> does he live around here? I'm not even no, sure where he, he does. He lives, he, li- he, lives no, he lives in Reno, Tits. <clears throat> he lives in Reno. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> I've had enough of you. All right? <laughs> Easy. Uh, hey, uh, 702-586-7857. We'll take your calls uh, for the next little while. We're not going to stick on too much longer. you got to get the uh, outro. Yeah, we you do. You do voicemails? Not yet. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, the show's different without Kenny. It's not as angry. And like, I just feel like, like if I tell Kenny, Hey, like it's everything I, like I need to get in his mind and be like, Kenny, you need to show up at six 30. And then he shows up at six. I say, Kenny, please use your phone more and please text more. <laughs> and then he doesn't. It's called reverse psychology. No, it's passive aggressiveness is what it is. He does it all the time. It's not passive though. It's just aggressiveness. No, it's passive because he's small things. He doesn't, you know, he he basically says whatever I say, and, and in his mind goes, "F you." I'm gonna do the opposite because I'm a badass. You right. know, rebel. Yeah, but the show is different without him, and it's maybe not as good. There's no arguments. I do get very upset with him sometimes. You do. Yes, you were very. Yeah, last couple of weeks. He brings a lot to the show. There's no denying There's that. There's no doubt. There's no doubt he brings a lot to the show. But then with all the good comes the bad. It's like it's like having cancer. <laughs> wow. Sheesh. Wow. I get carried away. Yeah, that's, I, got, I got silly there. Uh, that's <laughs> There's not, not a lot of good that comes with <laughs> I was cancer. I going to say that. <laughs> that. That was, yeah, that was not good. Um, uh, it's like having, uh, I don't know. I'm going to anytime jump, jump in any of the – Three other people on the I line. I got nothing. But uh, um, no. uh, it's like having Kenny as a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, let me just uh, for people who maybe don't have Twitter tonight. Uh, Vegas K Dub, the show will suck without you. Retweeted by him. Um, uh, we are doing DMXS this week. Um, Kenny says. Uh, th- someone said call in, and he said I'm doing DMXS. Then he says. Uh, Hells yeah, call in a show with no K-Dub. A show with no K-Dub is no show at all. Uh, Vegas K-Dub, what the fuck, guy? You're not on tonight. Fucking pointless to even listen then. Only so much of that fat Canadian I can take. (gasps) 
That's not very nice. No, and I thought that guy was cool on Twitter. Like he, he I've answered his question before. Who is it? Uh, YZF twenty. He goes by Ty, but yeah, YZF two one two. Uh, Carlos says, the show is nothing without the OG K-Dub. Um, so all these tweets and the fact that he said, you know, should I call into the show, make me think he likes the show. Very bizarre. <laughs> Good luck trying to figure him out. His uh, actions speak louder than his Which actions? Other the tweeting? Actions. The tweeting? Or you mean? Yes. Oh. Uh, JT, you've known Kenny as long as I have. Yep. I used to not like him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is there uh is there any way to try to figure out what what is in the mind of k-dub there is nope. is there nope, nope. <laughs> you never know what that guy no his do. mind is a vortex there is no <laughs> telling what's coming out what he will say next what he will do next no, no the you're, show, you're wasting your time i hope he sticks around i hope he sticks mouth. around i hope he comes on the show all the time and i hope he likes it sometimes i get mad at him I do feel like I need to have a talk with him, but then I feel like the talk won't even matter. Nope. Like, won't even register. <laughs> Sometimes I, I can't tell if you're really mad at him or if you're just show mad at him, you know, to make the show better. Um, I, I, I wouldn't do that sometimes. No, no, no. There is definitely mad at him, like show mad at him, for sure. But as Pookie can attest to, <laughs> lately there's been some more... JT, you know what it's like when Steve actually gets mad because he rarely ever gets mad, right? He's always sort yeah. of like just even. But the last, was it last week yeah, after the show? Pretty rare. He went to bed mad and he woke <laughs> up with the same scowl on his face. I'm like, are you still mad? Yes, I'm still mad. Well, I was mad at tits too. You, you were mad for at everybody. What? I was mad at Swisscore. Yep. What were you mad at me for? Uh, your tweets about like, uh, where I'm saying like, hey, we all got to stick oh, together. The, the, and you're tweeting that I look like an idiot. The sarcasm one you didn't get. Yeah. Yes. Because okay. you were tweeting something no, that wasn't no, even I true. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Which made me look bad. If you want to make me look bad your for something, staff. I really do. You're mad at your staff. Yeah, I was very upset <laughs> yes. at my staff. Uh, but believe me, you like the staff. Shut up. <laughs> my daughter, she's probably banged a few, but not everybody, at least. Um. Anyways. Uh. Yeah. Let's do. Let's do voicemails. Let's go to voicemails. Hey, Pulpinet, uh, Money 633 on Twitter here. Um, just got a quick question. You know, as for Tom, this has been on the show a lot, JT Money, and hopefully he'll be on if he asks this question. Can you please ask him how much longer he, he thinks he has at this run super costing? <laughs> I mean, this year he's been on the Pulp Show a lot. Me and my wife, and he's become a big fan of him. We pull from every Saturday night. Uh, got a bunch of to come over to the house. They also pull the next show. We're all pulling for JT. So we're just getting frustrated, not seeing JT in the main. JT, buddy, we got to see in the main, man. So is this last year? Is this last year? Maybe next year? Um, do we need to start in the same JT fund? Can we somehow get him faster? Get him in the main? What's he going to take? But uh, tell JT we're all big fans for him when you get him in the main. And tips, don't take it personal that we bag you on Twitter about always thinking crappy questions because you have had a streak of thinking crappy questions. Anyways, guys, keep up the good work. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, JT? Uh, I mean, I'm racing this year, the whole year. I know that. Uh, I'm going to do full, like, off-season deal again uh, in Europe and whatever. And then I don't know yet about next year. I'm working on some stuff. I don't know. <clears throat> I just don't know if I want to do the full season. Basically, the situation is I have a bunch of offers for a bunch of other races um, that that conflict with the Supercross series, mm -hmm. 
and I've said no for 15 years, well, 10 years at least. Uh, and I, I just want to kind of, I kind of want to do them while I still am decent. You know, maybe I'm, you know, maybe not in my prime anymore, but I still, still feel like I can do, you know, as good as I need to do. And I, I kind of want to do those races and, uh, I'm thinking next year that's what I'm going to do. So, um, lately I've just been kind of contemplating doing the supercross as I can and then doing a bunch of other races also. It's just going to be, you know, we'll, you know, we'll BTO and Vince and fly and my, the team I race for, you know, will they want to do that or right. are they going to go in a different direction or I don't know. There's going to be a lot of questions that have to be answered, you know, later this year. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. This uh, this guy says though he's become a fan of yours and all his friends are fans pulling for you. So that's cool. Yeah, for sure. That's super cool. I, I trust me. I'm very frustrated that I'm not, you know, haven't been in the main events and I don't plan on that continuing. So uh, things have been getting better. We had we've had a lot of problems behind the scenes um, that aren't really anybody's fault, but they're you know they're there. So trying to get those sorted out and uh, just. You know, this weekend I felt I was in a lot better place before the rain came and didn't really get a chance to show that. So, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, Indy, I can, uh, you know, kind of be back to where I feel like I should be. I, I definitely haven't been doing what I feel like I am capable of. I, I, every weekend I leave just frustrated and, and kind of, like, wondering what I'm doing out there because <laughs> yeah. you know, when, you, when you do something for so long at a certain level, you know what you're capable of and you know who you should be racing with and all that and i don't feel like i've been doing that so um need to turn it around do you uh do you meet show fans every weekend yeah man it's crazy i know i know we talk about it a little bit but this year has been uh pretty incredible how many people have come up to me you know and saying how much they enjoy the show and uh you know that they enjoy me being on there and you know i love being on the shows but it's really cool you know it, it you know that people are listening but it's like nationwide. I mean, everywhere, every race we go to all over the country, people are really yeah. pumped on it. So. Yeah, cool. I get nothing but praise for you coming on the show. And, and actually, we got another voicemail that'll have. So maybe that'll pump you up a little bit. Are you going to ask uh, me a question? Damien from- I was actually. Uh, you know, I can't help but wonder, the only race that you blah, made blah, the blah. main event blah, blah, blah. was <laughs> the, blah, blah, the night blah. that I happened to be there. When, when, when. Do you want me to come to the rest of the races when, when, when. for you as your good luck charm? Uh yeah, you and Moser can both come. Okay. I was there. I'll be there. Spooky was there too. I think it was Spooky more <laughs> than anything. Moser, uh, Moser had a bad night, but at least he saw you make the main. Uh, poor oh, guy. Dear. NorCal. Hey man, I just got done listening to the uh, archives, of the St. Louis wrap up, and uh, God, dude, that you know, I'm gonna swing from your nuts for a minute. That all, all of them, they're awesome. They're 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 great. They're hysterical. Every one of those shows is 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 killer, and uh, you know, I don't care if this makes the show or not. But good lord, all those guys that call up and say, "Yeah, I love the show," but and they got a mile long list of all their complaints. No, you guys, the whole is definitely greater than the sum of its parts on the wrap up show. Pulp and Mac show is awesome too. I love it. I never miss it. Uh, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, f all them other guys. Later. Nice, hey, nice, I, nice voicemail. Thanks, Scott. I couldn't agree with Kenny uh, more. I think it should be the goal of everyone to act at 40 the way they acted at 14. Keep rocking, dude. 
Hey, guys. Yeah, if JT gets a college degree and goes into the industry, I predict that guy's going to be a vice president or president of some company. Stamp it. There you go, JT. Did you hear that? I like that guy. <laughs> I hope he owns the company. Sheesh. Hey, yo. Steve Kent and Ditch. All right. His PC name, Boobs Legendary. Ooh. This is Craig from Barnsley. And I just wanted to ring and tell you what a fantastic day we've had down at Fat Cat's Moto Park <laughs> watching young Zakari Osborne uh, smoke the field in the MX2 uh, British Motocross Championship. It's been fantastic. He was such a fast rider. And we'll be sorry to lose that guy back to the United States. Um, Next year, yes, we will, definitely. Um, anyway, love the show, Gadges. Keep up the good work. Um, and uh, looking forward to tuning in on Monday night. Thanks very much. Bye. Uh, uh, I thought that guy was fake, but I think he's real. I didn't Did understand the word he said. Translate that he's talking about us? Zachy. Zachy Pooh. Oh. William Wallace. <laughs> he's talking about Zachy Poo in the British Champions because our Zachy Poo won the first round. Oh, Did congratulations, Zachy Poo. Yeah. Um, and beating Arno, Arno Tonis. Tonis? Is it Arno? What is it, JT? Arno? Tonis. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, hey, it's Tonis. I guess Tonis won two out of three motos, but Zach took the overall. Mm. So this guy here in England, big fan of Zach. We're big fans of Zach. Who isn't? And Cody, his cousin. No, we don't care about Cody, just you. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, so big fan. All right. We got listeners from all over the place. Hey, guys. Todd Stryker from Indiana. Mathis met you at St. Louis finally. Kenny met you last year at St. Louis. Um, the RV technician talked to you about Tedesco's motorhome and all that. Uh, listened to the show last week with Berluti, and I got kind of a, my own little Robbie Raynard story. Back in the day when he was working with Berluti, Berluti gave me his number plate, number 17, at Atlanta. I hung out till everybody was gone. Raynard came out of the semi with a nice cold Coors Light, I believe, in his hand. And I said, Raynard, you sign your plate. The guy looked at me for two seconds, made a sharp left, and went straight to the rental car and left me hanging. <laughs> to this day, I have that number plate in my case and think about that all the time. I was just wondering, now that he's, okay. I've seen him at St. Louis, if I brought that, is, is he going to be at the races? If he is, if I brought it, if he would sign it. Just want to kind of get your thoughts on that, see if I should even bring it to the track or not. Love the show, guys. Thanks. Hey. Uh, <laughs> very ups. Ni 1999, I think, Renard was 17, number 17. So that guy's been holding on to that grudge <laughs> for 13 Jeez. years. Cutting the plate. That Renard did not sign his plate. That's pretty rude to do. <laughs> well, who knows though, JT? You've been there. I mean, listen, you're not in demand like a James Stewart or all that, but you, you sometimes you just don't see somebody, or you know, I got a well, big, you know. Yeah, I, man, I'm I'm guilty of this bad because racing's emotional, and when I'm really upset, I don't want to sign, and I regret it every time after, but I just don't want to sign something. Like, I want to go and think about what I did wrong and what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to sign something, and I just can't force myself to be sociable and cordial at that moment. And I don't want to yell at anybody. I don't want to be a jerk because I know that's all they're going to remember me by. But, man, I just, like, 
need a minute, you know? And yeah. Uh, yeah. it's just a tough spot because I know that's the only thing they're going to remember, and that's the last thing I want them to remember. So it's it's tough sometimes, you know? You got to yeah. – I think as riders, we have to really think about that as, you know, we see tons and tons of people every weekend, but each one of those people are individuals, and they have – just like that guy calling in, like Robbie Rayner, there's no chance Robbie Rayner, Rayner remembers that. Right. But that guy has remembered it for 13 years, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. have to be conscious of stuff like that. Uh, if he's listening, if this guy's listening, mm-hmm. email the show, show at gmail.com. Correct. We will get this number plate signed by Robbie Renard. I promise you. We'll get this done. And he'll personalize it. He'll say sorry for the... For the Coors Light. Sorry for the last Sorry for the years. hard right. Sorry for the hard right. Uh, <laughs> Robbie Renard. We will get this number plate signed. I, we, we know enough people who know Robbie that we will get it done somehow or another. That's what we do on the show. Yeah, make dreams come we, true. We make, we wrong the rights. No, we write the wrongs. We write the wrongs. <laughs> that was my, we, we, we do we wrong the rights. Well. well, we do wrong the rights. There's right. the, there is that. Uh, I just see without Kenny here, sometimes I just turn into him. Yeah. It's like osmosis. Hey, um, uh, hold on a second. I was just perusing Vital MX, which is my first problem. But um, during the show, during the show, uh, this guy, um, Mathis is too big of an idiot to realize how bad he looks to all but the fanboys trying to take away from Ricky or two strokes by making a four stroke pitch after he hangs up when Ricky just owned him and proved Mathis wrong. He brought up the 144 thing when every 250F rider is cheating by racing a modded and board factory displacement. Classy Mathis. Another guy says, glad I didn't tune in tonight. Uh, another guy says, uh, oh, that bullshit when Wygant towards the beginning of the show was just as bad. The racing motorcycle economy, the tracks, the bikes, the riders themselves have all degraded since four strokes came into the market. Um, the only reason I'll ever listen again is if they interview another two-stroke rider mostly to get the chance to hear what the rider has to say, and secondly, to have more dirt to shit on Mathis with. Um, He's right. Real smart alienating your few listeners, Mathis. There was, I knew there was a reason I didn't listen before, and I will not again. <laughs> Glad I didn't tune in tonight. Suck it, Mathis. Like, did, are these people fucking insane? <laughs> like, at any point... I th- think he hit the nail on the head, man. <laughs> at any point that I... Shit on two strokes and and I, oh my god, these people! I tell you what, I don't, I don't, I keep, you know, oh these guys are gnarly. I don't know what to do. JT, awesome. you weren't listening, but trust me, I was fine. I praised Ricky. I, I I explained my stance on four strokes, two strokes. From what I heard, I didn't get the vibe that you were trying to crap on the two strokes at all. But oh, these guys are nuts, dude. They got tinfoil hats in the basement, <laughs> waiting for <laughs> disaster to come. Yeah. O'Rourke. Hey, guys. How are you? Hi, Dave. Spooky Nation. What's up? Tits just threw up in his mouth a little bit. <laughs> uh, th- there's no Kenny here, so you're good. No. Well, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't miss my opportunity to call in on a, on a Kenny Watson free show and not have that little bit of uncomfortableness when I call in. So. All I'll, right. I've what? been looking forward to it all day. What's up? What's going on? Hey, um, I just had a hey, JT. Is JT on the line? Yeah, but I'm here. How you going, bud? Good. 
thrilling radio. You're doing a good job, radio. man. You're killing it this year. <laughs> I, I know. I'm never going to ask you what happened. All right? All right. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome. Warrior. Hey, um, I've got a question. I've been listening on and off to the show, so you may have answered it. But um, I'm just wondering why Musquin didn't run a 450 this week for KDM. Um. No, uh, they never never was going to run a 450, always going to run a 350. Roger thinks, and Musquin agrees, that if you move up from a 250F to a 350, you have a better chance of doing well on it. And so far, maybe that's right, because Musquin's put in two good races. So, uh, Roxon rode a 350 last year. So, yeah, there, there never was a plan to put a – maybe they don't even have enough bikes. You know what I mean? For reals. I mean, they probably don't have enough bikes and parts on the 450. The thing is so new. But uh, what do you think, yeah, JT? There's no, there's no dungy riding it. Yeah, but that wasn't planned. I mean, that was a sudden thing, you know. Like he, mm. it was, it was only happening this week. What do you think, JT? Though um, Musquin's riding good on that thing. Yeah, I think he probably likes the bike, and they they still are selling the bike. So they, on some level, they want to market it, you know. So uh, I think it's a good place for them to have another guy on a bike that they sell, and there's nothing to lose. They don't, you know, if he goes out there and gets twelfth, yeah, whatever. If he goes out and gets fifth, yeah, whatever, yeah. It's fine either way, and uh, gives Musquin more experience. Has another KTM in the main event, markets that motorcycle, develops it more. Yeah. So you know, obviously their their championship effort has been moved to the 450. So you know, I don't think there's any denying that at this point. But yeah. you know, it obviously can still do well on some level. <laughs> I just don't think that it can win a four, uh, Supercross championship right now. Uh, and another thing on the two-stroke thing. I I pledged two hundred bucks if Renner made the main event. Two hundred dollars, cold hard cash. Mm. Pookie's gonna not get her diamond it's necklace because you didn't think he could do it. Well, but it's whatever. He two strokes. Yeah, and he didn't make the main. But you know what? You still paid him. I paid him anyways because he would have made it. Mm. But did, didn't some guys get angry with Red Dog about being a two-stroke hater? Yeah, which was just ridiculous. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't hating on. He rides the thing. I know, but he said yeah. he was getting so much flack on Twitter because he suggested, there you go, that's why two strokes are no good because Renner's bike blew up. <laughs> you know? Mm. You just, it's incredible. So, sorry to interrupt your rant, Steve. And no, I don't okay. like to interrupt go, the host. Go ahead. But uh, I, I know with K- KDM, the JDR team in Australia have had a bit of a shake-up where um, Ty Simmons has actually left the team before the season because, from word on the street, is because he couldn't ride an a, uh, injected 450, a Dungey replica, which uh, they sort of pointed towards him being able to ride. And uh, really, he, and that left, guy's he, well he, over. he left the team because yeah, of that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's left. He's he's on a privateer Honda. They've right. Honda Australia's supplied him with um with some bikes, and he's he's doing his own deal. So um uh, he's doing his own thing. They've got Dan Reardon on a 350 injected, um, and then they've got a bunch of 250F riders. To be fair, to, to be fair to Reardon, he's a big guy. And the 350 is not that good for a bigger guy, and maybe that's what yeah. it was. Reardon or Simmons? Simmons. Sorry, I said Reardon. Simmons. Yeah, Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Simmons is. A, I mean, Simmons. I know. Uh, I mean, he's like over. I mean, 110 kilo or 100 kilos here, which is about 200 and something pounds in the US. You know, like he's a big dude, and he deserves to be on a 450. So right. I can understand why he threw in the towel with that. You know. Yeah. But we, we've had a lot of. I'll give you a, a very quick. Um, our Australian motocross season starts in two weeks. Uh-huh. Is, and, uh, um, is Townley going to whoop up on everybody? Well, look, if that grey cloud he's been living under stays somewhere else, yep. I think he will. But we've got 
six guys at least that we've got six guys that deserve to be in the top three, and about ten guys that deserve to be in the top five, similar to what you guys have. So, I mean, we've got um, Townley Marmont, like uh, Jay Marmont, who's four-time uh, Australian champion. He's just made the switch from Yamaha to uh, Kawasaki, Monster Energy Kawasaki over here. And then you've got uh, Brad Anderson, who's the English uh, UK Monster yeah. champion. Mackenzie's not got, there, right? Mackenzie went back home. Yeah. No, Mackenzie's here. He's racing for Kawasaki again. Okay. And then you've got uh, on. You've got a guy named uh, Todd Waters on the Suzuki factory team. Oh, Todd who's, Waters. He's done quite well. Over, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Waters. You make fun of all the guys you don't know. <laughs> Just, like, I mean, like, like your buddies in Canada. I know. Hey, hey, don't talk shit on Fasciati. Oh, I wouldn't do that. Uh, and then you've got but uh, but Yamaha. You've got Coppins, uh, obviously. The Lizard. He's still fast. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Tits. <laughs> I, I'm I knew sorry. that. But you, know, you know what? I was going to compliment Tits on what a good job he's doing I on thought, this show, whether I, it's not having <laughs> Kenny around, but right. he does that shit. No, he was, he's been strong. But uh, uh, we got the point, O'Rourke. Australia is a deep field. We got it. <laughs> yeah. uh, are yeah. you gonna? Yeah. Are you going to the opening round? I'm going to. Uh, the opening round's a long way from me, so okay. I can't take the time off work to go. But I am going to three rounds. Please. And uh, observations will be back. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Yeah. Um, um, I'm looking forward to seeing if Town, like, I think Townley's got it on speed, but we all know what goes on with Ben Townley. So, will Coppins just, you know, Coppins can just go steady 222 two, two, or 234 or 4, you know what I mean? And and maybe that'll be enough. Because he almost, I mean, he almost won, and that's not what Marmont won it last year. So, yeah. JT, what do you think? If you had to bet, which on, on a series that you don't know much about. I don't have any clue. I don't know. I haven't really honestly been following it. I mean, if if Townley is prepared and has a good bike and doesn't get hurt, then that's who I would pick. Yeah. I, mean, I wonder if Townley's – I wonder if so, – is the okay. A work is the word on the street if Townley's coming over here to do some races? Do you know? I heard there's that. There's been but. talk of uh, – well, put it this way. Uh, there's been talk of Chad's team having a technical partnership with our um, Carlton Dry Honda Factory uh-huh. racing team. Yeah. They've been um, sharing some secrets and bits and pieces. So there's definitely a link there between the two teams. Um, I know the guy that runs the team down here is very media friendly and would appreciate the exposure mm-hmm. to his team. Uh, whether that would uh, interfere with any of our our race rounds, like conflicting conflicting weekends or anything like that, um, I'm not sure. But I, look, Townley on paper is the fastest guy. You know, his credentials are the fastest guy, but you know, he's just you can just keep it on two wheels. That's, you know, he's always been his issue. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, I'd li- yeah, I'd like to see what happens. It'd be interesting, I think. It should be, should be a good battle. Three motos still? Uh, no, no, they've changed it. It's, uh, I think it's going back to two motos, but oh, okay. um, oh, they're, actually they're, they've changed it. Each round is different, so I can't say that. Oh, they're going back to that. Okay, all right. Yeah, um, um, and then one, one, uh, one thing US-wise, obviously we've heard Kyle Regal sign with Hart and Huntington. Yeah. And uh, so that means the, the dream matchup of Watson and Pellegrino in the pits together. Do you think Pellegrino might get a team shirt and a headset or what? I know everything. Yeah, I don't know. Should be interesting. Pellegrino's a cool guy, though. I know, I know. I yeah. just think it's pretty funny that, that he's such a, a, a full steam ahead sort of character and, and so is Watson. He, it's going to be interesting. No, nah, uh, Pellegrino is not um, a headset and team shirt guy. Not at all. He's not that way. There's no way he's getting a headset. No way. <laughs> JT, did you hear this argument last night or last week we had? Uh, nope. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I said there's no way 
any father on any team that I'd ever been on would ever get a headset or even a team shirt. And if I was a dad, yeah, I would I, I wasn't in, I wasn't on this, yeah. And Kenny said it was fine. So No, I am on I'm on your side, Mattis. I think that these guys they're men and, and I don't I've never understood the parents being so closely tied to these race teams. And I think that that honestly they should you know, they should let their, their boys be men and and let the team make the decisions that's best for the team and they sort of stand back. You don't see Kobe's dad down on the sidelines or, or um, you know, Tebow's dad down there with a with a Broncos uniform on. Yes. All right, O'Rourke. Thanks, man. No worries, guys. Good show. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. O'Rourke, no doubt. Missing Kenny. Can I like that he threw out Tebow. Pretty, pretty pumped on that. Yeah, your guy Tebow is getting traded, bro. Not done yet. There's no way if, if Manning goes there and if Jacksonville doesn't get Tebow, they're they got to be the biggest idiots ever, right? Like, yeah, I, I hope he gets traded. I don't want him to be in Denver. They don't want him. Do I don't mean? want him to be somewhere that they don't want him. You're a Tebow guy, huh? Yeah, for sure. Oh, Big time. are you tired, Tits? Are we running too long for you? You just need to stay on subject, man. This is a moto show. We Nobody need to likes talk football. about football. It's 1 a.m. here. I know. You should be asleep All right together, now. guy. Let's do the rest of the voicemails and wrap this thing up. I asked for phone calls, and clearly we didn't get any. So. Hey, Mavis. Hey, I know you weren't in Daytona, so I wanted to give you the scoop of what was really going on down there. Um, look for Kenny all day in the pits, you know, open pits. Never, ever saw him until he came out on his truck uh, like, uh, like the Queen of England and, and tossed out shirts to people and then went back in. Total rock star. Never, never came out and saw anybody. It was amazing. I mean, I sat there and looked at Hanson for two hours in the, in the pits and never saw, never saw uh, Watson. God once. help you. And then uh, it's pretty weird. He looked at him for two and hours. And then uh, they got it wrong on TV. <laughs> that is <laughs> creepy. That is creepy. <laughs> pass of the race um, was actually they they messed up on TV. The pass of the race was when Hanson went from twentieth to fourth in a single pass. I'd never seen that before. Everybody in the stands were just laughing. They couldn't believe it that he, you know, I don't know if he thought he was going to go away with it or what, but it, it was amazing. And uh, lastly, on, a, on another note, the um, I couldn't believe when I walked into the, the kind of the scrub pits where all the guys are numbered, you know, 910, 890, all these people. I see a number 36 or whatever there, and I'm like, who is this guy? I mean, it was such a low number over there. And it was uh, Kyle Regal, and he looked. I'd never seen someone so depressed. I mean, it was sad, and 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 uh, I was certainly rooting for him in the main, and he did. He did seem to do pretty well from coming off the couch, but uh, but pretty incredible. And uh, it, it was just a funny Daytona. I mean, everybody kind of chuckled at how how chubby uh, Ricky was, but you know, you did all right. But uh, it was kind of funny. So anyway, you didn't miss a whole lot. So that's it. Have a good one. That's it. Huh? That's the rest of the voicemails. Uh, let's ask J. Oh, this guy's on the phone? He's yes. got a question for JT. Steven, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Got a question for JT. It's, it, your question's good. It's just more pr- appropriate to JT. Yeah. Um, basically, I just wanted to know, um, like, obviously with the situation this past weekend, being a mud race, um, is it easier for the, the tire guys and for the teams to choose the right tire knowing the situation going in as opposed to something like, you know, Phoenix where it starts out kind of tacky and then it gets slick, you know, throughout the night. Um, 
you would think they would just choose like a straight mud tire for to, to, to the whole day, but I just want to know how that worked. Um, honestly, it was it was that's interesting uh, because we had uh, some different stuff we were trying um, with Pirelli. They have a full, you know, what you would call like a paddle tire. Like you would never want to use this thing in anything but full mud condition or full sand like Lamo. I, I don't even know if we're running a Southwick even. It's so aggressive. Is that, that literally is it, is, no knobs on the side? Is that gnarly? So, yeah. So we had that, and then we had our normal, like, what we would use in a normal outdoor situation, and I've been using it lately. Uh, so we, and then we had, like, uh, this kind of hybrid where it was one knob of outdoor and then one knob of paddle tar. And, uh... Those are really hard to come by. Like they only had a few, and and James had some on his spare wheel, so it was kind of tough to get. And we could maybe get one, but they wouldn't have a backup and whatever. So um, we ended up kind of uh, like we were cutting tires and kind of you know making a lot of different stuff um, to to changing conditions. And the biggest problem was in the in the practices the track was changing, and we were still having to do all the big jumps in practice. So you, you don't want anything that's, you know, the full paddle tire was sketchy. Like it would just kind of slide off the face of the jumps and anything icy or hard pack, it was just really bad. Uh, so, you know, honestly, it was probably more up in the air with tire selection this weekend than even like a Phoenix deal because now you wouldn't think we're so. using yeah. a lot of tires we'd never used before. So Yeah, you wouldn't think so. You'd think it'd be easier. You're just going all paddle or all aggressive. You know? Yeah, just with the well, the conditions changed all day. You know, like the first free practice, the track was awesome. It was like perfect, so much fun. Um, you know, it was a little ruddy, but no big deal. Like, you know, fun to ride. And then uh, we had like a three-hour break, so it was pouring the whole time. So we we're kind of reassessing tire situation. We go back out, and the, the track's a lot worse, but still. Um, we, we could do all the jumps and you were still racing around there. So we were kind of in between and then you go to the night show and it's just full mud bath. So it was kind of, we were reassessing the, the situation all day. You know, it wasn't just uh one, one track condition and go with it. And there you go. So. Um, yeah. Hey, Steven, uh, how come you don't go by Steve? Um, you know, I really don't know. I just always gone by Steven. Huh? That really bugs me when people call me Steven. Well, what if his, know, what if his parents spelled it S T E P H E N? Oh yeah, can't go by Steve. <laughs> How is is your name spelled P H E N? Yeah, it's P H E N. Oh, oh. See, our our call screener didn't spell it right. Yeah, I'm sorry that I didn't ask him if you he spells ass- it with a V or. You a should P-H. assume that if he's called Steven, that would be the name because normal person, nobody with with a V would. My brother-in-law is spelled with a V, and he goes by Steven. He does. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, but he's Mormon. Yeah. That is true. He does docking does- and soaking and magic underwear. <laughs> yeah, they soak and stuff. <laughs> yeah. All sorts of stuff. Um, actually, I had one more question. I don't know if you touched on this. I didn't catch the first part of the show. Um, why did uh, Stewart not run the uh, two five nine in the in the um, um, in the night show? He he actually, I think he thought he was going to do it, and then didn't realize he couldn't do it by the rules. Um, I was figuring he couldn't do it, but I, just, yeah. I didn't know if it was different because it yeah. wasn't sold or anything like that. So. No, you know what? He he's gonna, I think he could do it if he applied for it and asked them to do it at the beginning of the year, because. Like Michael Lessie, you can't run three-digit numbers anymore as permanent numbers unless you're grandfathered in. And I would think James would be grandfathered in because he had 259 
you know, a long time ago. I don't know. That'd be an interesting fight, but I thought it looked like crap on his bike, to be honest. I didn't think it looked good. It was weird, right? Yeah, I didn't think it looked good. You like, like how they, they yeah, put it, it what looked like an electrical tape one on Millsaps' yeah. bike for the 118. Yeah. I, I. What are you doing, Tits? Just sitting here. Do that again. That's what he was doing. <laughs> What do you? Uh, Sicko. He's like he's like jerking <laughs> off the microphone wire. The microphone wire, right? Um, no, you know what? I thought it looked weird, Stephen. But um, yeah, I don't know. He says he says he didn't know he couldn't do it. Huh? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it looked pretty good on his gear, I thought. But yeah, the bike did kind of look funny, at least on the Yamaha, anyway. Yeah, but. yeah. Maybe on another bike it might look all right, but I thought on the Yamaha was too small and too too weird looking. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, I appreciate it. Stephen. Thanks. Stephen. Does anybody ever yeah. call you Stevie? Um, and not really. Do, do you get mad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, Stevie. Oh. All right. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that. Hey. <laughs> okay. I like Steve. It's just more. Oh really? Yeah. It's just more. Manly. Manly. JT. Uh. Steven. <laughs> you motherfucker. Uh, you brought this upon yourself, man. I did. Uh, thanks for coming on tonight. You, you saved the show. No worries. If it wasn't you, it would have been... Uh, it would have been... If it wasn't you, it would have been... That is the sound of an ice cold Red Bull being cracked open. That's what it would have been. I don't think you're that desperate. <laughs> what, where has he been lately? He was there this weekend. I oh. see him all the time. Oh, I haven't seen him for weeks. He was there this weekend? Really? Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. No, that's, yep. that's 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 good. I was wondering about him. I was actually gonna give him a call and be like, "What happened, dude? I didn't know if the Leo thing didn't work out or anymore or what, whatever." So, Paul, what happened? <laughs> hear you. Uh, you want me to stop doing that? You want me to stop asking you that? Uh, does it matter? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it matters. <laughs> does my answer matter? I think it does. I think it. No, does. I don't think so because I've I've talked to you about it in private and you're like, "Oh no, I have to." So. I don't think it really matters. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. You're mean. Brad, you there? Honestly, if what? I'm not qualifying, I I deserve it. So I look at you like a main yeah. event guy. I really do. Maybe I've no seen problem. too many races where you've been in main events, and I'm blinded by, by it. And maybe my, my our friendship is blinding it. But I look at the guys that are making the main events, and then I look at you, and I'm like, no fucking way. He's got to be in there. You know what I mean? Well, like, there's no reason I shouldn't be battling with, with Canary and yes. – Bike and all those guys like Thank we you. should all be going yes. at it. And Thank the races you. I've ridden well, we have been. I just right. haven't really been riding that well. And there's a lot of stuff going that has gone on that I can't really talk about. That's been fixed lately, so we should be good. I, I think things are going to be good. Okay. Soon. Um, uh, Brad, you there? Yep. What's up, Manny? What's your question? Um, is it what's the point system for the lights class? Like, as in pointing out, like is this going to be like the first year that the like the whole entire PC team has been pointed out besides Tyla or um no Durham's not going to point out I don't think no um Tyler probably if won't Dino point doesn't if Dino doesn't win he's not pointing out either oh yeah he can stay back yeah if, if he doesn't win a title he can stay back heard an interesting rumor this week about Dino next year regarding next year is it that he's going to oh, yeah. ride for Chad Reed no uh, obviously I think. You know that's going to happen, but I can't. I can't. I hate to be that guy, but I can't let it out of the bag right now. But maybe I will, JT, to you. But possible new team forming around Dino for next year. Really? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no. Um, Durham's not pointed out. The lucky so charms. Wilson's not pointed out unless he wins a title. 
Rattray with his injury, he's not pointing out now. Um, Just Baggett. Um, is Baggett done, you think? I don't even know. It's gonna be, I don't think so, Brad. I think they're all good. I think it's just three years that he's won races now. Yeah, but if you're you're fine if you're three years. It's if you're three years and you win a title, you're out. Or a hundred with three, or 100, right? Or hundred points with three years. Yeah, and like like I said, Rattray got hurt. Baggett, I don't think Baggett got a hundred points in the uh, in the Rockstar Suzuki days, or maybe he did. He won a race, so pretty close. I don't know. He might have been right there, so maybe Baggett's out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What's the deal with Stroop? Is he going to race this year? Or... <laughs> JT? Or is he... I don't know. I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't, man. I don't know either. Holding it down honestly. Or... I, don't... I don't think even he knows. <laughs> like, if you were to call him up right now and ask him, I don't think. Uh... I mean, he's got to heal up first. Then he's got to ride again. Get, you know, he's got to practice again. Then, you know, so... Up to say, I, I would. I, re- I would I venture a guess that you'll see him. That it was going to be like a two weeks. He was going to be out only two weeks with that collarbone deal. Um, JT, someone tweeted, uh, "Fan of JT, but he is grumpy on race day." <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> especially, especially lately. I mean, yeah. can you blame me? I've been running no. like crap out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brad. Thanks, man. Yep, thanks, buddy. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I've been riding like crap out there. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, good show tonight, everybody. Thanks. Uh, thanks. I miss Kenny. I hope he comes back next week. Hey, can I do one quick uh, Shoops tweets? I got one. Yes. I'll take it. Are you going to do the whole intro and everything for one tweet? You stop laughing right now. It's quality, oh, really not one. quantity. All right, man. All right. This goes like this. Target practice, baby. Only this is, I'm not the shooter. I'm the bullet. Biatch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a rap lyric or not, but that's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, yeah, JT, thanks for coming on, bud. Appreciate it. Uh, you saved us. All right. Uh, All right. See you guys. And then, Hey, we're still on for tomorrow, right? Uh, yep. (laughs) I'll yeah. be ready. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be riding, but uh, yeah, we'll figure I'll, it out. I'll make it work. Okay, see ya. All right, later, buddy. See ya, Jason Thomas, BTOSports.com, BBMX team. Uh, good, good, always good to have him on. JT, should we start? Should we start putting him in press releases? I don't even know. <laughs> he should move here and be like when he's oh, done racing, part time poker, part time Pulbamex. Yeah, there you go. What about Watson? Who? Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I think it's great that you pay him in publicity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool that he's got Good so many times. new fans. Yeah, see, fuck it, tits. He deserves it. No, you, you got great. fans too now. Yeah, I think more of your people are more haters. Probably. <laughs> um, thanks to BTOSports.com, X Brand Goggles, FMF Racing, Fly Racing, Works Connection, AGV Helmets, Vivint Home Automation. Next week, tits. Uh, remind me, giving away an AGV helmet next week. Wow. Remind me, AGV right. has stepped up. Uh, Tech One Designs, Free Gun Underwear, Rockford Fosgate. Thanks to Rockford Fosgate for coming on and giving away some sweet-ass shirts tonight. Yeah. And uh, Fuel, fuelclothing.com, our buddy Shane there. Shane? just Yeah, just helping him out, giving away some socks and uh, gloves. gloves. I'm going to get you some socks from him. All right. Um, you probably won't like them, but they're super, super comfy. Um, I'll take them. 
And thanks to our guests, James Stewart, Jeff Stanton, Mike Williamson, Renner. Ricky Renner, Jason Wygant, Jason, Wygant, <laughs> Jason Thomas, Ricky you, Renner's mom. You and Weed are so funny. Pookie. <laughs> no, people, apparently, we're not funny. We're no good on two strokes. Oh, they two hate strokes. you? Yep. Oh. Um, <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening. Hopefully, Kenny Watson comes back next week. Uh, I think we're all in agreement that by him retweeting the fact that the show sucks without him on indicates that he does like doing the show, though. Yes. In a backward psychology sort of way. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to our guests. Thanks to our sponsors. And we will see you next week from right outside the lines, then. Baba Booey. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho. <laughs>